Coming out of you from the Weird Science Studios, it's your dynamic duo of dummies bringing you all the books this week. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And you're listening to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 178. Milestone, Eric. Sure. Milestone. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast at WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of June 2nd, 2018. It's June. June's in the air, Eric, as they oh, say. Oh, rabbits, rabbits, rabbits. Rabbits, rabbits, and XO. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Proud. Facebook, you can find us at Weird Science DC Comics, Podbean, Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com, on Twitter at Weird Science DC, and the award-winning website that I already mentioned, Weird Science DC Comics.com. We also have a Patreon account that you can go and support us for everything we do, uh, including this podcast, obviously, also our Marvel podcast that we'll talk a little bit about in a minute, and everything else. I don't even know what else we have, Eric. It's all up in the air. Uh, and then if you do go to Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science, you will get a lot, and I mean a lot of other shows. In fact, me and Eric just got done. He guest starred with me on my new show. Okay. Uh, I'm telling you, three minutes ago. Uh, we were doing that. Somehow we ended up talking more about Johnny Depp uh, than comics, as we are, you know, want to do. But they, we also have each week on there a Patreon spotlight where it's usually about two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. Boop, boop, indeed. And this week, they picked the Hanna-Barbera DC Comics crossover books. So oh, there was man. actually four of them, Eric. Four books. And they were uh, Black Lightning, Hong Kong Fooey, Flash Speed Buggy, Super Sun's Dynamot, and Aquaman Jabberjaw. All of those number ones. I, I hope there's never number twos. I don't we, ever want to talk about any of these we, kinds of we books like, again. We like them. Some of those we liked a little more. I'll tell you that Super Sun's is a little darker than sure either is. of us ever would have imagined sometimes dead is better sometimes dead is better but what this all leads to is our little salute here you you gotta fire it up eric get you get your smokings ons because now it's time for the badass roll call Boom, Eric. We're going to talk a little badasses here. I'm going to give you the rundown. We got Kenny Vengeance, T-Funk, Merv the Perv, Josh Vermillion, Abuse Mom and the Verizon Hall, Aldrin Stosia, All New Dave, D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond Mark, Bill Beer, G-Man, Manship, Brandon, Bobby, Reggie, Andrew and Belfast, Fred, Atene, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis Zach, Ulysses Jones, T, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Taylor, Swan. Oh, I said Taylor. I always screw something up there. <laughs> Swanee, I'm sorry, Swanee. Anthony G, Dave J, Ian, Missy T, Rob Lewis, Pete from NYC, Lone Wolf, Marv, Jazz, Christopher Hyden, and uh, Ruben. And I said them, and I'm messing up all of Ruben. And oh, gee, Christopher Hyden. I was just going down the line there, and I always have to switch things up. I always have problems. Always have problems, but yeah, when I read down that, because I go right from the the site there's no any other way i can do it and it always messes me up 
Uh, it's it's very reminiscent of a branded email. As yeah. you're reading these, you have to think in the back of your mind what you're actually supposed to say, not what's on there. Uh, we'll hear you from Brandon later. Code, Jim. But those are the badasses, and we do salute you and thank you and thank everybody boop, boop. else involved. And I will mention to everyone, this is going to be a two-part deal. It's going to be part one is to current patrons. If you are on the Patreon account already and you're like, boy, uh, the beginning of the month came and there's no shows. Like all of a sudden, I, if Jim and Eric are getting lazy, you, you have to check your account. There's a yeah. couple accounts that kind of came back with some problems with payment. And I, I don't say that it's anybody's fault except Patreon. They've had some problems. I actually got a message that they're having some problems, especially with people who pay through PayPal. So there's, this is just a PSA that if you don't think you've been getting shows, that we've had shows. And so go and check your account and things of that nature. But for everybody who's not a Patreon now, I'll give you a little hint here. It is the beginning of June. We already said that. Yeah, usually June 3rd means you kind of started June. You've already said you're rabbits, 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 Eric. Uh, so with that, if you join up on Patreon now, you can take advantage of a little loophole. You do not get charged till July 1st. Uh, so you have all those days to sample all the shows. And there's over 250 episodes. Episodes at different shows, including this week, me and Eric ended up doing uh, our first ever movie commentary, uh, sure picked did. by the badasses, of course, and they picked Weird Science, the movie from 1985, and uh, we did that. So we had our first movie commentary. Still, it's a learning process. Sure I, is. I, I'm telling you, I think we talk more about other things. This is what we do. We always yeah. end up talking about other things, and the movie was secondary, but uh, we had some fun. It was actually pretty fun. So if you went out there right now and joined up for free until july 1st you can check out that sort of thing uh we have like i mentioned earlier a news podcast we have an other review show uh we have a seller dweller show where he talks about horror movies we have uh one where the uh is it the uh the man child eric lee yeah the uh, man child eric lee he talks about uh some toys and things like that we have a pop culture podcast which we're gonna have the next episode on monday of this week new 52 uh, review the, the back new 52 issues reviews all these we have a lot of shows so the best way that i can you know tell you is take advantage of us and go there i like being uh-huh. taken advantage of go there and uh you know listen to some shows for the month and decide i think that i i said this in when i was saying the same kind of spiel during the rant rape podcast uh this this week that i i I'm confident enough in some of the things that we do that people will want to listen. And even if they did quit by July, maybe there's like that itch in the back of the head. Like, I wonder what uh, Manchild's up to. I wonder what the guy kid has to say lately. <laughs> Nothing. Now, like I said in the rant and rave, because this is another little deal. The rant and raves are going to be its own separate podcast. If you see, uh, it'll be in the same feed that you're getting this podcast. We did not have a spotlight this week because there weren't a lot of books. And also the badasses made us talk about four on Thursday. <laughs> And we ran out of time anyway. But uh, if you go there, uh, Dancing Mike was talking about the guy kid, Jimmy Alvin. And I still – nobody ever mentions the Phantom, the Phantom nope. Reviewer. PR gets thrown to the nobody, side. Nobody likes the straight guy. No, nobody does. Oh, my God. He's Dracula. That's what happens when you're a Draculus. Eric. But yeah, Who do you talk who. about, Lou Costello or Bud Abbott? Uh, I talk about Lou. 
As Damn everybody right would. Everybody would talk about him, the tragic figure that he was. Uh, but to end this, I said I would mention it. We do have a Marvel podcast. It's on its separate feed, uh, unoriginally called the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. Mm-hmm. This week, there was no Fresh Start book. So without any Fresh Start books, what me and Reggie went and did, and it's Reggie's debut on that podcast, is to go back and read the Fantastic Four Eric, Wait. number one. I had to write it out in bold so that I wouldn't mess up because I keep calling it Final Fantasy if I put FF. But yeah, me and Reggie went back and discussed that in what we'd like to call the Marvel Unlimited Reading Club type deal. We'll be doing it once a month with different number ones and things like that on the Marvel app. So that's something to check out. And that's it, Eric. That's the end of the intro. The intro. The intro's over, Eric. I, I don't know about if you time realize. That intro's you over. I'm telling you, sometimes those intros, they, they go way too long in my book. But we're going to go off now to the books. Now, we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Yeah, what's up, baby? You there? Here we go. Here we go, Eric. Oh, it's time for the books, is it? Uh, we already recorded this whole se- – not even the whole section. We already recorded an hour and a half review of what's going to be the first book tonight, The Doomsday Clock, and it failed. My recording software failed, and that sucks. We're going to have to talk about it again, and this is the problem is uh, I just want to stress the idea that when we do record for the books, me and you, yeah, we talk at work and things like that, generalize things and whatever, yeah. but before, when we're, we're leading up to this, I these are your books that we're talking about, the first two, which are going to be Doomsday Clock and the No Justice, Just League No Justice. I do not have a note on either of those because of the fact I don't need to do a blurb. I yeah. do have an outline that says on the – here's my favorite thing is when they're your books, this is what I get. Doomsday and then no justice. I, I don't even I don't even have time Boom. to write up the whole thing. Perfect. And it's only there as placeholders so then I can go, you know, mail one and go down with my outline and things like that. So the problem is what I'm saying is we do not prepare – at all, except individually reading it and thinking what yeah. we're going to say. We do not have a script. We do not have things that we have bullet points. We don't have any of that. Uh, and I don't like to do that. And when we do try, we have tried like things like that in the past, uh, and it failed immediately, so we don't do that. 
And that's what happens when you have to re-record something. We've already talked about it, and then your your head starts spinning about, man, I, I really like what Eric said there, and I'm going to try to force you into it, and I hate and it. And I don't remember anything. No! I can't remember anything. I know that hopefully by the end I tell a story about a homeless guy shitting his pants, Eric. That's all I oh, remember. Philadelphia. All we did. Oh, my goodness. And I mentioned a Pamani Brothers sandwich, and you had no idea what I was talking about. Maybe this time, though, Eric, I'll explain it. I don't know, but I, I don't think this is going to be an hour and a half again. No. Nope. I, I don't think I can deal with it again. This is book section number one. We're going to start the meat and cheese of the podcast. And, Eric, I, uh, I had uh, chicken wings tonight. And that's the other thing. I'm sweating in this room. This room is at least a trillion degrees. And so mm-hmm. I'm sweating. We get done, realize that the thing failed. So, and, and with that, I'm going to be paranoid. I'm paranoid right now. I'm going to go check it again right now. <laughs> We are recording her. Uh, I went down. I'm sweating uh, like a banshee. And I go down. That's a thing. Yes. And I go down. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we had the chicken wings for the, you know, boneless chicken wings for dinner. I'll have some more of those. So I bring them up here. And they're fucking spicy as hell. And, I, and now I'm sweating from that. Then I'm wiping my head. I get fucking juice in my eye. I can't see. This you whole thing use a napkin, you savage. Napkin? What am I, a Rockefeller? You think I got to get the Rick Show out there? You going to get that Rick Show to me and get over to the giant? I ain't got no Rick Show. Jesus, criminy. I'm there, you know, what kind of guy who has to plunge his toilet every time he uses it would dare use a napkin, Eric? Oh my goodness. The airs that you put on here. You and Lady Jessica over there. What are you eating? The, the lobster for dinner? Holy <laughs> moly. Fancy lunches, Jim. You having your cucumber sandwiches, are you? Uh, I love in the, the one Simpsons when, uh, uh, Apu's living with, uh, with, uh, Homer, living with the family, and he's like, yeah. what do you call this again, Apu? I call that a napkin. Outrageous! <laughs> so, oh, that, that makes me laugh so much. I'm Homer, is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Meat and cheese. I, I'm telling you, I don't even remember anything I said before, but this is the I. meat and cheese of the podcast. Two hours ago. It was. If you want to read the reviews, those can't be taken away, snatched, Eric, from the, from a moment of greatness. Uh, you can go over to our site, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and read all the written reviews, including Eric's for these first two books. Eric, cause I'm not gonna delay anymore, except to say that if you remember, one thing you should remember, Eric, we're starting with Doomsday Clock, and I loved it, is what I oh. remember. That's what I remember uh, going on before. Hit it, Eric. Tell me about it. Doomsday Clock number five, written by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank, and somebody else, but I have no idea because I can never find a credits page on this. But no. teams come together in this issue, but sadly the focus of the book does not. Where it seemed that our story would primarily focus on finding Dr. Manhattan, with this Superman theory gets the spotlight, while also connecting Marionette and mine to the Joker, while Rorschach and Saturn Girl find Johnny Thunder and Alan Scott's Lantern to boot. Hopefully all these aspects come together by the end, because while all these things are interesting, we may be spreading ourselves a little thin. Little thin, Riggs. And with that, Eric, you, did a, lot, you, you did a lot better uh, that time in your blurb. Uh, that I, I remember practice. it being perfect the first time. No, I do not remember that. The other thing that I now remember is we when we get done a book, I always, boom, X out. I don't need that thing anymore. See, you never. I have to reload it up. <laughs> now I realize I got to talk about this shit again. Yeah. Uh, with that... 
this book and the series and things like that, you got to sit there uh, amongst yourselves and and think, just a personal deal and think, uh, is this series for you or not for you? Because you're going to listen to two guys who have differing opinions. This has not been for me. The Doomsday Clock has not been for me. I'm not that interested in it. Now, I was actually more interested in getting to an issue like this, that this would be kind of the litmus test for me to see if it's that I'm not I'm not Rather into the watch more the stuff. DCU. Yes, once the DCU stuff is in, then I can make an I you know an assumption, actually a decision in my mind. Okay, you know what? I am into this. It's Ooh. just the Watchmen stuff leading to this. That's not what I'm into because if you listen to the other four reviews that we've done for this series, I am more of a guy who keeps saying, I don't care about the Watchmen stuff. Yeah, really you don't need don't. prequels. You don't need a sequel for no, the Watchmen. No, it was I a don't product need of its time. You read it. You yeah, liked it. I read it and I liked on. it. And this is the problem is you can't say like, oh, because Jim doesn't like the Watchmen. That's not true. I love the Watchmen. I love that trade. I love that whole deal. I read it later in the game, uh, but read it before I ever had read any comics. And in fact, yeah. I had this book and it was like one of those like greatest reads before you die, something like right. that. So I'm going through it and they're like, you know, of mice and men. Ooh, okay. Penthouse letters. That seems odd, but yeah, I'm down All with right. that. Uh, but then when I went, I'm like, Watchmen, you know, that's weird because, the, you know, that's a comic book. Like, why, why are you giving me, you know, Of Mice and Men and, you know, Wuthering Heights and, and all these things, but then out of nowhere, there, there's a comic. And it, it intrigued me right away. Just that concept, not even knowing anything about it, it intrigued me. Like, boy, like, this must be – because for a comic to be in something like that – it's got to be well above. You know what I mean? It can't just yeah. be as good as something because it, people throw shade at comics. So for that to be included, it has to be that much better. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You got me. And I, and I was going through this. I go through these crazy phases. I'm an old man now. I've given up. But I used to go through these phases of, like you know, parenting. getting the, yeah, ta- yeah. <laughs> that was a passing phase. You, you go into top 50 movies that you need to, to watch and things like that. So I would do this and I'd get individual sci-fi things that you have to do and all this. So I do all these and I would really stick to it. Like I really wanted to do this stuff so that I could kind of broaden my horizons. It even went to, I want to be a vegetarian until I realized I hate vegetables. It's yeah. a little bit of a, you know, a loophole there. Uh, or like uh, different religions and, and trying to loophole, do. That's a roadblock. Uh, and just think of me, like trying to, trying to do meditation. Like there's, it's no, it's impossible. But I did. I tried to do these things. This was a discovery period of little Jimmy's life. And so I got the, um, Watchmen from the library and I read it and I read it in one sitting and it blew me away. It really blew me away in the idea of that actually was the first time me sitting there that I realized and and then I'm not going to tell you I went out and became a comic fan because I didn't but it did give me this whole concept of you know what this isn't what I thought comics were. Like, comics can be mature, and comics can be this. Again, I had already missed, like, Dark Knight and things right. like that. Uh, but even that, this, the Watchmen was something even bigger. You know what I mean? Like, this was actually, I agreed, this is a great piece of literature. But when I was done, I was done. I, I enjoyed it. I, I was done. If you gave me Of Mice and Men, now it's called Of Mice and More Men, I, I, I don't have time for that. I've already read and enjoyed the first the, deal. The I book don't... where George brings Lenny back from the dead yes, and realize he made a mistake? It's Pet Cemetery all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and at the end, they say, you know, sometimes dead is better. It, it, you know, people would love Especially it. Especially Lenny's Not me. Yeah, so with that, I was done. And I said, I don't know when, uh, another time, Eric, where we were talking possibly when it didn't 
record. It goes very much in line with me with Star Wars. I was an original trilogy guy, still am. But when I was done, all of a sudden I heard about this extended universe was starting to be created. The Thawne uh, trilogy I read. And I enjoyed that. That, That's where it stopped because then it became something, you know, it kind of got away from itself and it kind of like seemed to become its own little entity and things like that. With this, I go in the same deal. I've already seen these characters. I know Adrian Veidt, the comedian, Rorschach. I don't, I don't get excited to see them again. Like what people I see, like, oh man, the first time I saw Adrian again, holy moly! I mean, and that's not me or the comedian. I see it, and I'm what the problem is is, and you'll remember when this whole thing was first announced, everybody went on, and I, I told you, it's when there's certain times when I lose my mind, and people were just going on Twitter. Oh my God, my life is complete. Oh my yeah. goodness. And I'll, I'll, I have two reactions. Like, please wait till it comes out. I mean, this nonsense that you're yelling. And then the more I thought about it, it was a constant for a while. Even people writing in, oh man, I can't wait. And I kept saying like, I don't want it. I, I really don't because I like the DCU. I'm afraid that with a Watchman coming into our universe here, it's going to change things, make it darker, something that I'm not wanting, especially where we are in Rebirth, where we've already gotten past and beyond what I thought was the coolness of Rebirth and what I was hoping Rebirth would become. And to have the same guy that wrote that Rebirth issue number one have this where, as we talked about even be- before the podcast, the it seems as if Jeff Johns, until this point, and when we end this, he is merging this idea of the DC universe kind of resembling the Watchmen universe. Oh, when yeah, there's a ended, lot of duality between what's going on here in the year yeah. ahead of the DC universe and, and what we've yeah. already seen in Watchmen from before. Yeah, and that's not something I want. So while you, everybody's reading it and you like it, you're a Watchmen fan and you you read some of the, the before Watchmen yeah. stuff. You, you love to get more Watchmen. And uh, with this, you can read it with me. A guy me. who likes stories. Yeah, you like the storytelling. <laughs> uh, here's a story for you. But I think there's, there's got to be some people that are in my boat as well that as oh, you're sure, reading yeah. this – I'm not necessarily reading it for the individual panels or pages and enjoying seeing these characters again or enjoying what, uh, what I'm reading it for is because to me, yeah, you have to, especially what we do. I, I do have to. I mean, yeah. you know, taking it down to the nitty gritty, I have to. But if you're a fan of the DC universe and things like that, even if you stop like, oh, these delays, I'm going to get in trade. But by the time that this ends, it is how the universe is going to continue a year ahead of time. So I said earlier, you know, it's kind of like being hijacked, but it, it is necessary. This is a story that it will be necessary if you are going to go forward reading most of the books or whatever. So as I'm and, reading it, I'm not sitting there and like, man, I hope I find out who the comedian is or I hope I find out why he's still alive or whatever. What right. I'm just here is I want to see a roadmap. I want to see hints of how our universe is going to continue. Well, don't worry, Jim, because if I've learned anything from DC in the past couple of years, yeah, it's that any event just is a springboard for something else. Yeah. It's never really anything about yes. the event itself. Yes. Well, even so, as I'm reading, like I want to see what it's springboarding to. And, and so I'm waiting for more of this merger, more of the DC characters showing up. This is the issue where it's began. I mean, this is the most heavy oh, yeah. of the DC characters. And with that, at the end, I was bored. 
I was a little upset. Not really. That's weird for me to say upset, too. It's not like, I, oh, bullshit, and I threw my thing out the window, and now I have to buy a new computer. I don't have much emotion for this. This is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm reading it. I see what's going on. It kind of bores me. It took me a long time to get through. It took me over an hour to read this. I actually ended up doing a bunch of other things. Like when I'm gripped by something, especially a comic, there's not that many pages. This isn't a trait. It's a, it's a little oversized issue. Uh, but in the middle of it, I go down to make dinner. I mean, when I make dinner for my kids and they, you know, in the middle of a comic, you know, shit's gone wrong. But I, I go to do that. I actually stopped and read, uh, No Justice. Uh, and then came back to it, and it was just taking me forever to get through. And I think it's, number one, the progression style of the nine panels. Uh, I realize now I think that that's another thing that's not for me. And No, I, know, I, I don't like it myself either, yeah. but for some reason, the way the story's told here, I actually didn't find myself really noticing all that much. I was going through, and it wasn't until no. you like you know, reminded me, oh, yeah, it is the nine-panel yeah. layout well, style I'll the tell majority you. of the issue. Here's where, where you get it, and this is why a lot of people, when they say, listen, I know that everybody's loving the Mr. Miracle and the nine-panel layout. They're going on Twitter and going, and where I do see people in the in the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, boop, and other places saying that, you know, Mitch Gerard's the art itself is great, but he's not using that nine panel progression because a lot of times the nine panel progression includes six panels of the same thing with just a little variation. Right. There's only one time in this issue that that really happens. Uh, and it's at the very beginning where you see Adrian in his bed, but that was enough for me. You know, you see a, yeah. a wide out shot, go in, go in like that. There is still progression though. Uh, but still that is like, oh yeah, here we go. Nine panels. And like, yeah, and we go on with the nine panel. It's not great. It's really great at exposition. It's really great at a long form story. Uh, but to me, it's not as great with action. And even at a point at the end where some people are getting beat up, you're getting like this deal where one panel and it's Batman and uh, yeah. Johnny Thunder. Batman's getting hit. Then you go to another panel, then you're there, they have them in the air and stuff like that. And you have to kind of fill in some blanks during this with this progression. But overall, again, I'm here to see how the universe is going to go from here and what we've got now. I don't think that it's going to end as dark as it is now. I, I really don't. But I really I hope see. not because no. like you said, you do not like – I do want to see – we talked about this before too when we recorded, which we're going to keep referring back to because we can't yeah, help ourselves. Yeah, we already but recorded this. the but. idea like I want to see some things seeded into this. When the rest of our continuity do like start making their way up to the sheer progression that we have in this yeah. story – I do want to see some like you know headlines on the newspapers or on the news itself yeah, and that's talking about the I Superman did. theory stuff like that. But by the time we get to it, I don't want the entire DCU to be this like almost no. duality of the well, Watchmen universe where and, and we had the, the nuclear cold war going on between Russia and America back in yeah. the day. Seems we have that going on here with the whole metahuman aspect of the Superman theory, and it's almost like a, an arms race of metahumans because we don't have that Cold War aspect that we yeah, had uh, watching. But we have to have this whole kind of, you know, like I said, the duality, the whole symbolism of everything. Look, as this is even though we're in the DCU, a sequel to Watchmen. Yeah, and like you said, the, the whole concept of the Watchmen was the Cold War, the, you know, the missile crisis and all this leading up to what happened. And in even this, like, you know, even in the Batman aspects where all of the vigilantism and Gotham has been shut down, they're yeah. like, you know, Batman is wanted, all the Bat family are wanted, and there's like riots in the streets so like uh, and protests about this. 
it's almost like you know who watches the Watchmen aspect when yeah. they shut down you know, the yeah. Kinect, I mean, this is now like you said. Yeah, like you said, this is the Watchmen, but instead of missiles and that, uh, the you know the nations, especially Russia and America, yeah. are battling each other about metahumans. It's that's pretty much that's the you know bottom line kind of you know easy way to explain how this seems to be setting up. Uh, but yeah, with that. If we get to say, and again, these books were supposed to be leading towards where this would begin, then we jump where this ends, you know, you kind of have, you know, say issue 75 and then 76 would be after all this. So you'd have to fill in the deal. But even that, like, if you did it right to that, I don't want to have my, I'm trying to think of a book because a lot of the books that I do, actually, I don't, I have more of the non-metahumans, but even even so, I have uh, Nightwing. I, I don't need issues where Nightwing's going around and now he has to worry about protesters yelling about the Superman theory. I, I really don't want that. If they're going to jump ahead, I actually hope that you get to a point, and it is hokey. It's just like, okay, guys, we're just moving ahead. Like, I, I no, don't no, I, I agree. If that, that's the thing is, if we're at issue 75 of Nightwing, and then we do, like, you know, say we get a new creator, it's just a new arc, 76, this issue takes place after Doomsday Clock. Yeah, that's what I think we're going to get. Uh, yeah. But uh, I don't want to have issue 68 through 74 being, huh, can't go out tonight. The protesters are out hard about the Superman theory. And just like, what? I don't want that. I don't want to cripple all my heroes for a bunch of books up until we get past this. So what I think will happen and the way it seems like it would go to is you're just going to have at this a hard reset. Now, is mm-hmm. that a reboot? Is that a reset? Is this a open up the continuities? I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend I, I do. Is it going to be Dr. Manhattan snapping his fingers and again saying, you know what? Shit keeps doing the same thing. I thought that this was worlds that, but I can't do anything. I, this time I'm really going away to sit on Mars. I mean it this time and snaps his fingers. And basically we find out this was all an experiment by him to see if things would work out. And then we open up the continuities and you have, you know, you have your pre-crisis, you have your post, pre-flashpoint, and then you get a lot of mess again. So I am very well, yeah, worried. As soon as you're done that, if you open up all the continuities like that, that's why you would have a three jokers, a pre-crisis, yeah, a yeah, post-crisis, yeah, and a yeah. post There would be an explanation of a three jokers. And then you'd be like, well, that's weird. But Metron, you know, the chair, yeah. it, it knows that. It looked beyond the, you know, the normal and so things. doesn't make things. sense to me, no. but whatever. Well, this is what I'm saying. You're going to get a lot of weird things. But there are parts in this issue that don't really make sense, especially in the continuity we have. And I still – I'm losing faith a bit in Jeff Johns because I loved the Rebirth number one, that Rebirth yeah. special I loved. I cried. I cry every time I look at that goddamn thing. I see, I see the cover it. and I start tearing up. Eh? Uh, now this is the next thing. Just like me. Yes, this is the next thing now. And I just think that this ends up being more of a, uh, I don't know, kind of what we say about a lot of these writers now. To me, this is less about his love of the DC universe and wanting to do that and more of a pet project something for his ego maybe something that maybe. he wanted to do that he could be like oh man you know the the uh, alan moore uh, jeff johns proved that he's the alan moore of our age or, or even better or something like that because well, this doesn't seem like it's something where it's coming from 
you know, the love of what we're going to get, but it could, it could change. This is what I'm saying. This is the devil's hand of doing anything with stories like this, especially one that's a year ahead. You don't know, and at the end, we may see that shit happens, and we're like, oh, shit. Hell, by the end, we might there. even find out this is not even our property universe yeah, for the way I, that things I, play out here I'm with you know, Ronnie you. Raymond and Professor yeah, Stein I have, I have some big you know, questions Louis about Lincoln it. Lincoln being the killer frost of this universe. And, and like, if that's the case, you may find out that because, you know, you even have a thing if you just sit there, because as we go on and go through this, we have questions. A big question is about the comedian and what yeah. happened. How is he here and things like that. So you kind of might even be able to get the idea that they're the key. Like they're going to find Dr. Manhattan, which we think that Dr. Manhattan is the key to everything. Oh, my God. Dr. Manhattan changed this. Dr. Manhattan did that. that, that. that maybe the key is the, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy of them trying to find Dr. Manhattan and them just coming over to this universe has changed things. And then from there, Dr. Manhattan isn't specifically the guy who made things go wrong or do this, well, but he'll be the guy to fix it at the end. But well, like, it's one know. of those things like you talked about before, your whole original idea with like, you know, these Watchmen characters coming over to this DCU where they are metahumans. Yeah, whatnot. I thought like, do that they, that's what we were going to play Do they take with. on metahuman powers? But maybe it's the reverse of what you think where they're coming over here is actually affecting this world instead. Well, I think it might be affecting both. I mean, just the idea of wondering how they got there for really sitting there like – Trying to get an explanation of how that universe into this, and even with the play of the, you know, even the the uh, the meta, you know, thing of or the thing about them that was uh, based on the Charlton stuff, and they couldn't yeah. do that, and you know, playing around even with that, and then when when they come here and Adrian's talking to Batman, and then even says, oh, you know, y you guys love this superhero, and just like those old pulp heroes, maybe that's why you know Doctor Manhattan decided to come here. You're you're playing with that as well of. What's a story based on that and this and, and right. what were the, the things that inspired stuff? So you're playing around with a lot of things, but you're also playing around in this with characters that are not in this continuity, not the way they are. But with that, it will start right now with, with the actual issue because it starts off with Adrian and the issue that I said when I thought they'd come over, I really thought, and this was basically of anything we were talking about mime. We were talking about that when mime came over in his Watchmen universe, he has the finger bangers. Oh, I got right. the finger guns. Oh, my God, look at that crazy guy. I really thought that what we were going to see is him coming over to the DC universe, a universe that has meta powers. That's the thing. You're coming from a universe that does not. That was a big thing that a lot of people who were new that were just DC readers and reading, oh, The Watchmen, this will be awesome, didn't realize fully that that is a world. The way that that's set up, the most important thing is there's no meta humans. There's no, you know, there's the only no super thing. real proper superhero is Dr. Is Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. So these other guys don't have power. So what I thought is, as these characters make this trip through the multiverse, whatever, however you'd say it is, when they get here, their versions of them, even though it's them from their universe, but the minute that they cross over, you realize that they have superpowers because they kind of should have in their other world, but they didn't because that world didn't have them. It was a weird thing in my head that when they got there, you'd have Adrian being pretty much Superman. You know, all of a sudden he'd fly and not realize, oh, holy shit, this isn't right. And, and you'd have the big thing, like we said, mime. I thought that that was going to be the tell. Mime would get out, finger bang. All of a sudden he, he actually does have a finger that is a gun now. That's his power. We ended up seeing that he had tech, you know, these yeah, invisible, invisible guns. type guns. But again, maybe, I don't know. But uh, with that, you start off and Adrian is there. And this is where I still – 
hold on to a little bit of it because there's just two things that bother me about it, and they're pretty quick in there. So one is Adrian jumped out of that window. He, yeah, he Lex jumped Corp. out of LexCorp's window. He didn't die. He no. ended up with a broken rib and a pulmonary contusion. They even said he went the 20 stories. He fell. And me and you were talking before, and you said, well, yeah, I, I agree that he is the tip-top, you know, uh, the perfect specimen. He's a guy who could catch a bullet. Yeah, but he also has cancer. He's yeah. also – that guy – a guy – falling 20 stories there's something else going on especially with a guy who has cancer and things like that and with that they've never said or done or whatever with the fact meta and not meta and the story really seems to center on that the story is really based around the idea of meta powers meta humans being the superman project and things like that and when you get from here he does escape from the the uh, hospital he ends up yeah. taking uh the guards that are there he grabs a gun i said i didn't like the progression you you explained it a little more to me uh but yeah he's going and in the meantime we'll get back to that in a second but you have lois and perry they're arguing because perry has a headline he changed her headline about a metahuman metahuman tries to assassinate lex luther which was adrian she's like you can't do that we have not proven. been proven that yeah. he is a metahuman that's the weird thing that she's like it hasn't you're been just continuing proven. this propaganda and paranoia of the yeah. people and the idea that they threw that in that jeff johns threw this idea of lois saying well he might be but we haven't proven it yet. He hasn't been tested yet. He hasn't been, like It just keeps that little deal that I think that maybe a reveal by the end, maybe something about them actually having some powers or develop. I don't know because 20 floors, that's a lot. Of, and, and to spell it out because you go from one issue to the other. He's in the hospital. They say this and you're like, OK, whatever. I, yeah. Maybe maybe it wasn't as high as we thought. Maybe, you know. They, they spell it out completely, 20 floors, and a normal guy, even a guy at the tip-top specimen of every bit of human being you've ever had, is not going to survive a 20-floor fall and just walk away with minor injuries. Uh, so something Didn't he also hit on. one of those canopies, though, like you always see in those yeah, action but you movies? Said 20, I mean, this is 20 <laughs> floors. This, this is crazy. Jackie so I, Jake, do it. Again, or is Jeff Johns playing with me, making it seem like – and then it just all does wrap around that he's the epitome of, of a human. Human being. He yeah. is the perfect human being. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's just weird. But yeah, you have this whole deal now where you, you have riots. You said there's riots. Everybody's going crazy in the streets where the, the Medicum, especially Gotham. Gotham, it's Batman and the Bat family. You know, you're done. Well, everybody's against Metahumans, it seems, across the whole like United States at this point. But Gotham seems to be a center point for not even just Metahumans, just the idea of vigilanteism in general. The Batman is yeah. a terrible symbol to have in that, in that city, the Bat family. They're all wanted. That you need to take them down. We don't want this yeah. bat signal in our city anymore. Yep. We don't want any of this. And across the world, it seems like, yeah, these metahumans, we don't like them either. But at least we had that Superman. Good old-fashioned yeah, alien. Yeah, good old Superman. That guy's just an alien. That guy's a good of hope. guy. Now, with that, I, I think that maybe in Gotham, they're playing with that idea like when we had – you get it in a lot of these stories. But recently on the Patreon, we did The Nail. And when uh, you even had some guy like they, – they all thought, oh, Batman, I thought you were a metahuman. Like that, everybody always yeah. does think that. Uh, because he's that much better. And so you may get the idea that they're also like, they don't know if Batman's a metahuman 
either. So it's like a double protest. You know, you met a human scum, but you're also causing, you know, it goes back to that pretty basic thing with Batman that he causes all the problems. Well, that's and the thing like is, that I want to it. somehow to all weed out of the fact that everything we had in the in metal and no justice was all because Batman yeah. couldn't leave well enough yeah, alone. Really. I'm like, that's why I got this protest. We had a goddamn yeah. mountain in our city, and, and, fucking Batman. Yeah, and as this goes on, this is where we were talking too about these continuities going weird and things like that because, you know, in a little bit, and what I'm going to ask you uh, goes to that, even though that's jumping ahead. Um, does this feel, to me, it feels a lot more than a year ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? This feels like, first off, really, when I'm reading this, and maybe you got to imagine, that, like a year in my mind for comic book time, that's five years yeah, of our time. Even that, though, it still feels like, it, to me, and because, maybe it's because of the whole Watchmen thing and whatever, but I read this. I get no feeling of this being the DCU at all. Not at all. It feels like something that's out of place because of the darkness of it. Yeah. This has gone so dark in a year in a continuity, going even towards the idea of, you know, past just what's going on in the books, but the whole rebirth idea and things like that, that what's going on here just seems so out of place with a lot of stuff that was leading to what would lead to it, that it just feels weird. And yeah, you can tell me that, well, you know, with metal and things like shit well, is saying, getting like, Even darker. what we had at the end of No Justice, which we'll talk about after this, where yeah. Amanda Waller is saying, you know, you heroes are the reason behind all yeah. this. We're yeah. going to have to, you know, cause, like, you know, use nuclear weapons to end yeah. all the stuff that you caused by breaking the goddamn universe. I can kind of see these yeah, elements leading the problem, like, though, like, is the what I'm saying. Behind it. What I'm saying about that is that was nowhere written anywhere near when this started. That, that was even well, probably an idea. Snyder, hey, we well, need they're you changing it now. They're changing yeah. it now to be what that is. But because of that, that's such a quick change, though, with that to this. And it just, to me, even the actual characters, and, and we'll get into it, some of them don't even match up to the continuity, but the characters no. don't even feel right to me. No, overall, like, even just the idea that this whole thing's called the Superman, you know, theory and Superman stuff. Superman theory, and, yeah. And what we get here with Superman is him eavesdropping with a with a fucking smirk on it, you know, a grimace on his face and things like that, and him not even doing Anything in the series yet, really, except yeah. saying he had a nightmare and then eavesdropping. Everything seems off. You also get a firestorm where he's being interviewed and he, he's out and out cursing. It just feels off. And, and again, you'll say, oh, it's the Watchmen type deal. But no, no, this is no, the no, DCU. This, everything about this is, you know, it while just, this is the DCU, we are dealing with a more mature thing. You know, yeah. we have Jack Ryder on the TV about to get the head and saying, that's what you get, motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're about to say that, you know, call, you know, yeah. Firestorm saying assholes and shit like that. It just doesn't feel right to me. It, I'm telling you, it's not right for the way that we normally read a comic that we expect our heroes and our yeah. comics to be laid well, out. Well, this is why like, I'm saying what, I, what my whole point is then is like everybody with the, like, Later on, we do get a mention of John. And right. hey, you know, why, can we go back and make John not the, you know, the, or uh, Perry not the Godfather John? No, too, 10 years too late. I'm telling you, it, it, this doesn't even feel like this would really be the quote unquote real, uh, you know, DCU at this point. Well, that's Something's what I was, that's wrong. What I was saying earlier, where this, well, we don't even know that this is the actual prime universe that no, we expected from what we're I reading. I really because, don't think we are. I don't yeah, think we are. Because the, uh, the characters are like the, like the, like I said, Louis Lincoln being Killer Frost in this. Well, and you know, we'll Ronnie go with that because we never Stein talked about Firestorm. it. We talked about yeah. it before. We didn't talk about it yet in this deal because that didn't record. But yeah, you have that whole deal where Firestorm is giving an interview that's 
kind of not the firestorm that we've gotten. We've gotten unless, a little bit you know, of it. What we in, had in that Legends of Tomorrow six issue mini that we had like two or three years ago, unless that's in yeah. continuity, which I don't know if it but ever again, was. But again, if that's in continuity, it doesn't match up to the other. It, some of these things are you're gonna have to go one or the other in my mind. So we don't know. But yeah, you this is a firestorm that isn't the same firestorm from the new fifty two. I'm saying we have an element girl we see in the newspapers at the end of the book when the last time we saw anything was element woman who was part of the Doom Patrol. In this, you get Killer Frost because they're doing the whole deal where you have, uh, you know, you have Firestorm and then Firestorm, a big villain of Firestorm's Killer Frost, which they go to. That's not Caitlin Snow. That no. is not the Caitlin Snow, you know, killer that frost that we have. That we've spent the last few times to build up the, the thing. If you're telling me you can go with, you can keep telling me all this stuff. Of, well, you know, Jim, this would be something that's going to happen. No, that's an old continuity. That's an old continuity, Killer Frost. And you're going to tell me that in this year, somehow, Caitlin Snow's going to disappear and we're going to get the old continuity of the deal. You also have uh, Lady Clayface. And I yeah. said, when we got Lady Clayface, Clayface is one of those things, like, even, like, if you had something that was mentioned, like, you had the man bat and things like that. Right. There, there's always a chance that this progression of a year would have created a lady clay face. Yeah. I actually think there's more to that. I think that that's on the surface what we thought, but when we see an old continuity killer frost, I don't know if that lady clay face isn't something that they're going to be playing with that is an older character, even before, say, right. a basil or, or whatever you would go with, uh, because shit is wonky. And so with that, again, just to reiterate, the firestorm that we see here may or may not be the firestorm that's in our regular continuity. This yeah, the killer last time frost, we saw him in a normal continuity kind of book, it was Ronnie Raymond and Jason Rush. Yeah, and this killer frost is definitely not. That yeah. character. It's not. So this is more than just to me a year ahead. Uh, there's other things involved. And whether or not it was when Dr. Manhattan switched over, when they switched over, something has changed something uh, that we'll see what's going on. But in the meantime, Lois goes to Lex and she's talking to him about the Superman men theory. And he says, I didn't start it. I, it's nothing yeah. to do with me. Uh, I, I want to find it. out. I'm actually against it. The thing yes. is, all my leads I've tried to track down – all I can find out about this is that whoever is the person that is creating metahumans for the government used to be part of the Justice League. Yeah, part of the Justice League. And because Jeff Johns did the New 52 Justice League, we have a pretty you know, static team for the most oh, yeah. part. You did get a Forever Evil nonsense, which one was Lex, so, but he's talking Well, not there. even that. Like, right before Forever Evil, we did get, you know, uh, it was Element Woman and Firestorm yeah. a part of that team as well. And with that, we were talking before, and the idea of that is, and Superman's listening, and, and he says at some point, they were a member of the Justice League, and I think there's more than just our continuity that we know yeah. because we just saw two panels before, you know, six panels before different characters being called the names that we're familiar with, with different characters. So with that, I said that you're getting that progression. They were part of the just league. You go right over to uh, Johnny Thunder, who has escaped from his, you know, the old retirement folks home, home. Yeah. and he's heading off to find Alan Scott's lantern uh, that happens to be in Pittsburgh. And I really do think there's a possibility uh, where I said that there's Johnny Thunder. He remembers. They 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 don't remember. Oh my God! I got to find my friends. I got to remind them. I got to make them remember. Remember. So where are they? Like you get the idea. Like Alan Scott. Like. 
where is he? He no does idea. find his lantern, yeah. but we so in my mind the progression of it and seeing Johnny Thunder there, who seems to be the only guy who remembers. That's why they put him in an insane asylum. Almost, it's not an insane asylum, but they're they're acting as if oh there he look at it, he's on it too. Crazy the guy, old guy's crazy, Johnny Thunder, you know. Oh there he goes. But there's going to be these other guys out there. This to me isn't where Johnny Thunder's like oh my god, I remember now, and these characters just pop out of nowhere. I actually think they're living lives now without the uh, without any memories of a past life that Johnny Thunder seems to be the only one to remember. Uh, so you may have an Alan Scott who we find out isn't even he, he's uh, I said like a, a CEO of a company, or you get yeah. a you know a wildcat who he's off doing this or that, but they don't know this. So this idea of it being a member of the judge, it may be somebody that we know, but isn't in this continuity that that they're doing something or starting something that they have no idea that they were a member of any sort of league at all. And like I said, we said you would say, oh, well, the, he would say justice society. But yeah. Lex wouldn't know a justice society. There but, hasn't but who been would, one. Like who would say the justice league, this guy, if no, there's no I'm memory saying of this that, guy? I'm not, I'm not saying – I don't think that. He just says at some point in time they were. And he's like, I don't know their name, but I do know one thing about them. At some point, I don't know how he found that information. I don't right. know that somebody told him because if they did, Lex would have that guy and, and make him tell. I don't know if he found something, if he found something written, some sort of thing. Maybe we're going to find out when he got fucking knocked on the head. He's like, oh, oh, my goodness, or whatever it may be. Something is leading him towards that. Uh, but I think it's a red herring of us thinking, like, who could it be? Is it right. Batman? Is it Because they're, like you said, Flash. Green there, there's only a certain amount of people that we've seen in this continuity be part of the Justice League, though right. they can play with wonky things. But Just could, League of America. Yeah, but it could have been part of these missing years. And he that's why he can't put a nail on it. He can't put his finger on it because it, it nobody remembers it. But that's what – who knows what he's yeah. getting at with that. But, yeah, with that – you get all these other things here that just they things just don't completely jive and one of them is comedians there he, he was dead I mean, you still have to explain that. This is actually my least favorite part of the book. This one page where the comedian seems to be on the, like, you know, he's tracking down the marionette in the mind for some reason, which I don't even know why he knows about these characters at this point. But, like, I don't remember if Adrian talked to him about them. I don't think he did. But he's now in this bar where the mime and marionette killed a bunch of these uh, members of the Joker gang from before. And it seems he's tracking them down. And all I want to know is, like, you give me a page of the comedian just to remind me he's here. You gotta explain a lot more because you yeah. said before you were yanked out of time before you hit the pavement before by Dr. Manhattan. Th- that fucks up all the timeline yeah. that we had for the yeah. Watchman story. That's what starts the Watchman story. You can't have the Watchman story without your death, comedian. And no. what have you been doing here? Yeah, yeah. And then what does the journal say? And what, you know, that Batman, uh, like, what is going on here with, with, with the comedian? Like you said, there's no story. Without him, and is that one of the things that's screwed up and it's making its own story into this? Like there's a bigger meta thing going on where, you know, because of the fact that the Watchmen universe now seems to, you know, the whole story of that seemed to have been wiped out if the comedian's alive. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a fate thing that's remaking itself with this, the way that we're saying that in this universe it's more the metahumans than missiles and things like that. I don't know. And the problem is, is that 
it's more confusing to me and less intriguing. I know you're intrigued yeah. uh, because you're in the story. I'm not. Well, that's so the I'm thing just is confused. there's a lot of stuff going down in here. Like I said in my blurb, how I think we are spreading ourselves a little thin yeah. to tell you know all these stories when the main focus did seem to be you know the hunt for Doctor Manhattan. It might yeah. all culminate to that for all these characters converging at one point. But right now there are so many questions out yeah. there that I don't think you know. Yeah, we have six issues left or seven issues left. I just don't know if we're going to have enough time for the way this plays out because we're jumping on what we have so many characters. We're jumping through like three different stories here and you don't have a lot of time. Hell, we spend a page for Johnny Thunder to be told that he doesn't have enough money for the train so he has to take the bus. I don't need that when we're dealing with this huge ass ideas that you're throwing at me. Don't deal with that aspect of the story. Just get his ass on a bus to Pittsburgh. Yeah, Yeah, just get him to Pittsburgh and or get him wherever. It could be anywhere. It happens to be Pittsburgh where he goes to find Alan Scott's lantern. Uh, In the meantime, you have uh, Mime and Marionette trying to find Joker still. They go to a guy. Hey, where is he? I don't know. They're supposed to be meeting at the light. What light? And she points up. uh, up. It's the bat signal. So in the middle of all these riots, the bat signal's up. They're heading that way to meet the Joker. In the meantime, Batman is waiting in Archimedes for Adrian. He knows he's going to go there. He has the or Rorschach. Says, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that for some reason, I don't know. He seems to kind of. Then it's Batman. He's not going to look surprised at anything. Yeah. But he seems like that's what he's been expecting. And he gets I'm there. Sorry, he has Rorschach's journal. He's been sitting there just reading over Green. it. Seems he's like this bored. Point. So whoever, any of these characters who he show knows. these people, he's like this. All right, Rorschach was very descriptive yes. in how he talked uh, about these people. Possible yeah. homosexual. I go, oh, that's, that's kind of a weird description, Rorschach. But all right. Yeah, let's yeah, see we'll go Adrian Veidt, I presume. Yeah, because yeah, he shows up and he says that and they're, they're going to go off. They go flying off. Uh, you do get Saturn Girl and Rorschach. They're, they're making, you know, getting something to wear to go off because because when Johnny Thunder gets to Pittsburgh, he goes into the steel mill, and as he goes in, there's these drug addicts. There, there, they attack Johnny. Which is still weird because you know, I guess we have Saturn Girl going after Johnny Thunder, or they just make their way there because yeah. Rorschach's after you know Doctor Manhattan. I don't know if the JSA and the members involved in that will lead to Doctor Manhattan, but. When we first had Saturn Girl show up in the Rebirth special, she needed to find Superman. Yeah, she needed to find Superman. And they took her ring, which she gets back here. There, It's there. And uh, she seems to know everything about anything that can happen because she's from the future. Because as yeah. as Johnny's getting attacked by these drug addict guys and girls uh, and getting the shit beat out of him, he should be dead. If he's legitimately 102 and all this sort of thing, he should be dead. They're hitting him over the head with the lantern, Rorschach, and... Uh, Saturn girls show up, which actually threw me off when they showed up and they save them. And like, oh my god, you killed them! And she says, oh, it doesn't matter. They were going to die tonight of an overdose. Of an overdose and, yeah. and this continues the whole idea of well, how the hell does she know that minuscule amount of information about? It? She knows a hockey game out of nowhere, thousands of thousands of years she's From the button, in the yeah. future. And now here she's like, oh, they were going to die. Like she again, is this a story that she's playing out that they did, and then she remembers it late? You know, you have a time travel wonkiness to it. But you said to me when we we thought we were recording last time, it was pretty funny that she just keeps doing this because she's a time traveler. Oh yeah, they no, would know that. The so she cool. lies. I, I know what's going on. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, they're meant to die. It's yeah. cool. It doesn't matter if Rorschach goes and cuts her goddamn head off. Yeah. This was meant to happen. Now, anything that happens, she can just play off as she you'll knew see. it was about. Uh, you'll see. <laughs> Why did you just slice me? You'll see. You never see. She's just fucking around. Now, the other things that are going on, and again, it's tough 
to talk about because of how much we're jumping through. But there is this political thing going on. Russia has had a big news conference that said, listen, those dirty Americans, they, with them with their metahumans, they think they're so cool. Look at us, Mother Russia. I have my own metahumans in Russia. Metahumans kill you before you. I don't know. But the, he says, look, here we are, and they're fully in display. Like, th- here we are. You, you guys don't like your metahumans, but you made them. D- don't go with your nonsense. Here we are. You want to fuck with us? I have a whole team here that will fuck with you. GeoForce will take you all yeah, down, seems, seems very, very proud to have them you got a flash, going with you got a lady flash. Yeah, lady on. flash. Here, look at her. And then you got in the a negative meantime, man. We got a negative yep, woman. Yep. And in the meantime, you have uh, a big deal where you have in conduct that there has been a treaty uh, and you see Jack Ryder's about to be beheaded outside of conduct. Yeah, that's and, the thing. As King Cobra goes and does all yeah. this, like, you know, presentation over the broadcast air and stuff like that. I can't broadcast. I don't even know how you say that anymore. The yeah. broadcast waves? I don't know. Yeah. But there's, it's being broadcast. The airwaves. The it's airwaves. over the airwaves. Jack and, Ryder's yeah. been captured by King Cobra. He's about to be beheaded when, you know, lightning comes out of nowhere and you see the King Cobra character getting thrown just far away and his and head beheaded. cut off. Yeah. <laughs> he got it's beheaded. Just, it's Black Lightning. And that Black, the whole Black Adam. Uh, Black Adam, I mean, and the whole idea of this in that is the idea. Listen, you know, Black Adam went and did this. He shouldn't have. He went past the borders. Now there's war. There's gonna be shit's gone down. And in the meantime, Black Adam gets on the on the airwaves and says Hey, fuck it. If you're a metahuman and, and you're scared, they're coming after you, they, you think Conduct it's bullshit. Conduct, come to Conduct. And we said it's very much like a Magneto type deal in the X-Men of, you know, we're yeah. going to have the brotherhood, you know, come, you know, be proud of what come you are. Come to Genosha. Be proud of what you are. Come to Genosha. We'll just get it on here and we'll, we'll fucking get rid of all of them. Well, you know, we can keep away from you guys if you keep away. You come and attack us, we're going to fucking kill you because we're better than you. And it seems like that is going that way. But with, and that's my favorite part. And it's yeah. very short. But again, should it be my favorite part? Because that is again stretching the story. The exactly. story is getting stretched. Yes, it's it's stretching it too much. You have the Russians. You now have conduct. And you even have at protest the end, of by Batman. the time we read the papers, when it just shows you the different metahumans across the world and yeah. how the governments are like, you know, now in a year ahead, we don't have the Just League of China or the no. Great Ten. We have the Great Twenty. Yeah, the Great Twenty. But with this, it's just. My head's spinning. And even that, like, this is where I say, this isn't an old, this is not an Elseworld. So, but even so, this is the thing. Even so, it's starting to play out like that. It's starting to really feel like this isn't our full universe. Things are getting wonky. Things are going to a point where maybe that's why Dr. Manhattan finally at the end is like, hey, you know what? I was checking things out. Uh, it's not working. Uh, I thought that I could completely erase this nonsense world that I was in and start new with this. But look, it always ends up like this. And them coming into this kind of screwed things up as well. You know, the Watchmen and stuff like that. Let's just let me snap my fingers and I'll just leave you alone. Ten years back, you know, experiment failed. Go back to what you were doing. And then everybody has everything. But even then, it'd get wonky with all the continuities opening. But, the you know, the issue does end with Batman kind of falling into the protesters they're beating the shit out of them and uh after you have uh rorschach then looking at alan scott's lantern and saying you know what is lantern and the big thing at the end then is that batman as he gets beat up by these protesters part of joker's gang they grab him bring him up to the rooftop to put him on display for joker who's already been up there to meet up with mime and marionette he's causing a bit of a trouble tonight yeah he thinks that the mime and marionette are causing a little bit too much trouble but the 
gang comes to like, look what we found. And, and so I'm that's you, I am end. a big old JSA fanboy. So when I see Alan Scott's Green Lantern, I do get that whole giddiness inside me. But as much as I like it, I don't because the whole thing is now we've been having Johnny Thunder up on the rooftop screaming for say you talking about the JSA, how he remembers his friends and whatnot. Now that we're in the thick of things with all these things happening at once, it feels a little forced to get this lantern out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at the back then because, I, again, I'm not – I can't lie and say that I've looked through everything and whatever. But I just wanted to see what they say about Firestorm and Killer Frost. And basically you have a Firestorm who says origin unrevealed. So you're playing with that. You know what I mean? You're, you're going yeah. there and then Killer Frost – Dr. Louise Lincoln, well, as I'm you sad. said. He's, it's unrevealed to the public. Well, no, I'm saying, but this is also info for us as well. You know, yeah. he is putting the stuff it's, it's, to try to give displayed, us. It's displayed out there as a magazine. For, but I'm know, saying the all the, the rest of them, feet. even though it is, all the rest seem to have the origins all laid out. I mean, he's still playing the game where if he said, yeah, Firestorm, he was this, 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 and this, then you're going to say... Bullshit. That's not the firestorm we have. So it's there. But Killer Frost just says she just stepped forward and said, "Hey, look, I was part of this, you know, group that the the government made." Yeah. There's no mention of this is odd because Caitlin Frosty, you know, there's nothing mentioned of that. No. So it's very odd. With those two are the ones that are really the ones that seem to be way out of our continuity. Where you go in the back and it really is still playing that you know hidden card deal there and they're not going to give us anything on it because i don't think they belong here i think that that's part of the changes that have happened that you just can't explain it you will never be able to explain to me uh dr louise lincoln uh being killer frost in this and not having caitlin snow it doesn't make sense a year ahead of time so there you, you have that where even it seems in the paper it's dealing with the mystery of who the hell this is she just showed up and set up a part of a government deal but you know it's dealing with past continuities as well so it's very odd all of this going on it's not very straightforward uh just the idea of okay the the watchmen are here when they find dr manhattan things are fine and whatever uh it's starting to really get to a point where things are getting really wonky about what's going on and you know you could be intrigued by that i'm not i just want to see where we're going it's almost like for you it is almost like what the destination versus the you know the trip to right. me this book is the boring road trip to get to fucking wally world I don't care what happens on the road there. I want to get to where I want to go and ride a roller coaster. This to you, you're like, no, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm I like looking the out the scenes. window. You're looking out the window. You stop at, you know. Playing fucking, I Spy with my little eye yeah, Firestorm. That, I don't even know like, in continuity. I'm telling you, you get the Firestorm. That's like you stopping at the big ball of yarn. Or, you know, the biggest thing of uh, rubber bands and things yeah. like that. I don't care. When you go out to do that, I'm taking a nap. I just want it. Wake me up before you go, go. Go, go. When you get there, wake me up and then I'll see and then we'll all join together on the roller coaster and then I'll vomit because I'm not really good at those anymore. Yeah. But that's where I'm going. So when we're going with this, it does intrigue me, but intriguing me to a point where I really don't care. So, yeah, I'm intrigued that you say a big ball of yarn. Yeah. Eh, there it is. I see it. I'm like, a okay. big ball of killer frost. Yeah, I'm I don't like, know. There it is. Uh, there you go. Grand Canyon next, guys. And I go, okay, well, can we go down and Jim Backus can, you know, capture us and put us in a jail and we'll see the Brady's, Eric? That's all I want. But, yeah, what did you give this? I gave this issue a 7.8 out of 10. And while I'm saying the biggest problem with this issue in my mind is that I think we are spreading ourselves a little thin for everything that Jeff Johns wants to deal with where when this usually happens 
you know, we do get a ending of sorts, but they never all come together as a satisfying ending. And I don't want to see that happen here. But overall, I love the art and I am interested to see where all these go. I just, like I said, want a satisfying conclusion to everything we're dealing with. Yeah, I think that he's playing around that we're going to get this, you know, uh, twist at one point to reveal, oh, my God, that's why this, this, this and this. And I do think that it'll tie in to be a little better. Uh, I'm just bored right now. And I said, I just want to get to Wally World. I I just want to get there and go forward with books that hopefully uh, but Jim it's going to be closed when you get there well and if it is that's my that's the problem i'm really worried that we're we're really hinging on the future of this dcu going forward we're we're treading a lot of water right now we we all say this everybody who mails in says it there's no guarantee that at the end of this going forward things are going to be better. Oh, yeah. So you I, don't but, know it's going to be a world you but, want and, to read about. No, and that's the problem is I'm I'm hoping beyond hope that it ends in a world that's better than the world that we had at the end of Rebirth Special Number 1. Everybody right. seemed re-energized. We were going with this love and hope, and they got away from that. And I don't know if they were getting away from it to lead to this progression towards this story uh, or – the people, they, it has become very stale and the same writers on things. And is it just that? I don't know. At the end, if it's this world, and I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to be. It's this world, though. The, the Superman theory kind of go, but these vigilantes have beat the shit out of him. And then we go with this world of, hey, metahumans have to have a registration act and we're going to be there. I'm in conduct. Yeah, we're going to fight you and that. It's not what I want. It's yeah. really not the blueprint to go forward that I'm hoping for. So I'm, I'm very worried still. And I need to see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel and not the light of answers, but the light of a universe that's a little bit lighter than this because this is darker than the new 52. And most people bailed because of the darkness of the new 52 and because it was just a reset. Yeah. So right there, we're heading towards two things that may happen again, a reset into a darker deal. And I don't don't think that they're that stupid, but DC has done a lot of other things, though, that made me think that maybe I'm giving them too much credit. So I'm giving it a 5.1. At one point, I told you I might give it a 1. I was so angry. Something crazy like that. I was so angry just to be – just to stress that I don't care. And my my idea of not caring really to me isn't the delays now. It's actually the story – and what it seems to be leading to and what we're not getting from it and things like that. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, but we'll move on to the next book, Eric. And our next book is Justice League No Justice Number 4, written by Scott Snyder, James Tynan IV, and Joshua Williamson, with art by Francis Manipal, Hi-Fi, and And World Designs. And World Designs? And World Designs. Oh! It's the end of our No Justice mini-event. And with that, and we learn, well... It all came down to fruit in the end to stop the Omega Titans, but this ending feels rushed so that we can have ourselves the usual obligatory setup for what's to come. That's right. While the event might not have been all that, hopefully we get something fun in the future because of it. Oh, Eric, the strange fruit on the vine it is, indeed. That's all it is. Again, you get through this and where – here's the greatest of this. Uh, no, Everybody listening uh, is going to say, well, listen, you guys even said it yourselves. Like, yeah, this is just a setup for these other teams and all that. 
really isn't. It's just a setup for a setup of going forward. Like I, I the know universe that, sure has changed now, yeah, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, and even at the end, it's almost like, boy, I'd like to be on a team that's full of wonder, wouldn't you? Like, and then at the very, very end, we get a little bit of the teams. Like, even all of a sudden, like, hey, there's Dark Side. Hey, where have you been, buddy? But not, not up only until that, then, we have this whole we have the whole setup for the new Justice League book coming out, where we have you know Martian men are. You should yeah. be the chairperson of this. Hey, who? Here. She hasn't had shit to do, yeah, but she's th- this here. This is what I'm saying. Like The weird thing about this is at the end, y- y- you would say the same thing you just said in your blurb. Oh, man, this was just to set up things. It's almost as if I can even get mad because it doesn't do that enough. I, that's, how, that's all this was for. But at the end, everything is rushed. To get to those where all of a sudden, like you said, Hawkgirl, oh, where, where are you? Oh, Darkseid's yeah. there and all. You, you never even had a proper – and they'll do this. I yes. know that they go to Odyssey and you'll go. But, you know, maybe it would have been better served to get something a little more because what does end here, it's nonsense. It really is. And, and I hate to say it because I thought I was having some real nice fun here at the beginning of this event. I thought this was going to be – where I said the first issue of this, where people were saying, oh, you know, this is just Metal 2.0. I said that that's what I was worried about when we read the uh, DC Nation. When we right. got to the first issue of this a couple weeks ago, I said, you know what, Eric? This is actually what I wanted Metal to be. This is a fun thing. This, To me, it reminded me a lot of what we got in the first issue of Metal with the Mecha deal and, you know, when they were on well, ju- uh, War just World. Like Metal, though, the reason it doesn't come together at the end because things just happen to end well, it. Well, this is the problem. Is at the beginning, like I said, that first issue of Metal with War World Rules and the Mechas, and out. it was just fun. I thought this was just going to be some fun or whatever. All of a sudden, it got it got swallowed up and spit out and then sat on by the rules that it was trying to present that got all convoluted and everything. To, but when you get to this issue, you really still have no idea what's really going on. And through this, you're told a lot of things but there never was an intriguing story behind all of this. This four-issue deal just never was that intriguing or fun. And then when you get to the end, we're like, all right, we're going to have these new Justice Leagues and things like that. I'm just like, okay, uh, when I go to Justice League Odyssey and I get the you know inevitable people who will message me and say, do I need to read this Justice League No Justice? No. I don't think no. I don't think you're going to need to. I don't think you're going to need to Just at all. Just know the source wall is broken and the universe yeah, has changed. Yeah, and you can't tell me that that's not going to be in the first spread page of each yeah. of those issues. You're going to be told they, they know. They know how to play the game. There's going to be new people, so you're going to have to catch everybody up. But I would have loved, and this would have been anyway. So um, what I'm saying isn't that... You know, this has to be everything here, and if you don't read this, you're lost. What I'm saying is when people say to me, hey, should I read this? This is what happens, and I'll I'll give you a good example. In my mind, it's a good example. When you had the Lazarus contract coming up, and people are saying, you know what? I've never read Deathstroke. Uh, Do I need to read it to understand what's going to go on? I I would say to them, listen, they're not dummies. They're going to catch you up, but – I'd suggest you go read it. It's a really good yeah. book. Like if you really have the time and effort and you want to pay the money, whatever your deal is, if you can do all that, yeah, I suggest going back to issue one. It's a really good series. If this was where somebody's like, I'm reading Just League Dark, I'm going to go, should I read, you know, No Justice? And I'll say, well, you don't, you probably won't have to. They'll catch you up and really just skip it. 
because yeah. it really ends up being a lot of nothing. And and it's actually it's upsetting. I'm because, the whole setup for the whole Just Like Dark by the end where Wonder Woman just goes to Zatanna to talk about that's the what wonder I'm that's inside of her. This is what it's I said about the she wonder. Wrapped a, yeah. She wrapped a tree up with a lasso and somehow supercharged yeah. it. And, and I don't that, know what the rules are. That's not, t- how's the Just Like Dark going to describe this? You tell me that. I actually think in my mind they're there. Okay, let's get a team. Zatanna's got the checklist. And I, who, you know what? We really don't have a heavy hitter here. You know, I, I know we have all these mystical guys and whatever. Wonder Woman's yeah. like, yeah, you know what? I'm bored. You guys got anything going on? Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. Wonder Woman. We're in, baby. Let's go. Your, your name has wonder in it. <laughs> I wonder why you didn't ask me before. Off you go. <laughs> and that's, that's all it is. There really isn't anything. It's, and, and really what, what you want to not think about is the semantics of them sitting around at a, at a meeting, uh, at lunch and saying, okay, each team needs the big guy. Who's your big guy? Wonder Woman. You don't want to think of that as what led to these teams being formed. Yeah. That's all I think of because this story did nothing for me to get like there's a ton and there's Wonder Woman. Yeah, they talked at one point. Oh, you know what, Wonder Woman? I'm having so much trouble thinking backwards. Oh, you know, that's a shame. There's not a connection there that I think afterwards Wonder Woman's like, you know what? We make a good team. What are you up to? Let's do this. Let's go there. Uh, in, in fact, with all this, I go with Damien that he's probably right now sitting somewhere pissed off because at one point he's like, okay, Brainiac's dead. Frill Dox is gone. Fuck these teams. You know, yeah. fuck this plan. Let's get back to us. You know, these guys, they've both ditched us. One died, one ditched us. Fuck them. Let's go. No, no, Damien, you don't realize. And, and I think that he left here like, Fucking assholes, you know, what are they doing? Now we're basing our our biggest heroes based on pretty much this idea that was laid out to us by Brainiac. That guy died. And then leave. And I love that, too, with where you're you're trying to tie the things up. Where's Damien going? I don't know. Teen Titans thinks, right? He's just going. I'm like, am I right? This this is what we're getting. And and another thing, just before we get into it uh, fully, uh, the other thing that really upset me, and this is something that upset me for you, and I don't even know that it it really upset you, but – Every issue, we kept going, and you kept bringing up the idea of these heroes on Earth. You kept saying, like, oh, I can't wait till we see, you know, the last defense on Earth. Yeah. I can't wait till we see it. We got shit. We Supergirl got Supergirl at one point Arrow. getting shot. Yeah, getting shot by Frill Ducks. Oh, yeah, I forgot there were heroes there. Zap. I got my zapper gun. Boom. Well, that's the done. thing is, we even take time for the, like, the Green Arrow annual, which had to be a tie-in to show yeah. us the background of what's going on on Earth while all this is going down. The time frame never matched up, but no. it and seemed it didn't that give all the heroes shit. were systematically being targeted to put you put in the stasis, except for those who weren't. Yeah, and, and and here's the other thing, and this bothers me, which we'll, we'll get, again, before we get into the actual thing. Uh, you have Earth, the heroes, boom, ba boom, ba boom. Now you can tell me that it was that was more of the you know the Brainiac thing, and he was what? Why? Why? You know, I know that the plan was to get Kalu saved and then destroy Earth, so right. you would get the stasis, but it just it doesn't jive to get these no. other heroes and get them there and because of that well, you're wondering why is, we already have all these characters with nothing to do we can't have any more yeah the, the other thing that i forget because later on we do talk uh just our green arrow annual about that and i didn't mention so i want to mention it here it's a little uh beforehand deal yeah. uh what made me laugh because we've had this book where it seemed like lobo and the adam had no idea who they were but yet we go to that green arrow annual and they're 
spelled out of being grabbed by the team in the yes. Justice League of America. So that doesn't, and that's the other thing. You had at, the Adam, you thought, oh my God, he's, you know, he's really stepping up in here until he isn't. Then you have, you know, Lobo, who seemed like a, a big, because there's too many characters. And in this, it's almost like Scott Snyder. And this is the thing. I want to bring this up as well. I really do think in my mind, this is Scott Snyder, and we keep saying his name, and it is co-written, and maybe some people are getting angry about that, like, oh, you guys keep saying Scott Snyder did this, Scott Snyder did that, but it is true, in the credits, it also gives Williamson and Tynan the full writing credit with them. I, I don't think, I think that he's throwing them a bone, I really think that this is him writing most of it, with a story maybe they worked out together, this right. seems more of like a deal, but whoever's right, even the whole writing, like, the, the pacing of the characters that are being spelled out, like Lobo was so big and then this issue nothing and and yeah. the best part of this is is most of the time when you have full out scenes of everybody there most people are rubbing their heads in the background yeah. and not doing anything or they're looking down at the ground they're looking out a window there's not anything for everybody to do because the story from what started to me feeling very very big and I mean, it involves the source wall. It's too big it for involves, its bridges. It's, but it, it's gotten so small yeah. to where it ends up pretty much being what I'll describe as trying to get somebody from coming to your house and eating all your food. That's all <laughs> it ended up. And it really was spelled out that way. I grew up with a big fat father. I know uh -huh. what it's like to have to divert him from some food that you like. You got to give the old bait and switch deal. That's all this ends up being. It basically ends up where the universe and, you know, specifically Earth at this moment are saved because of an idea of giving somebody a buffet before the big meal so they're not as hungry when you get to the big meal. And it's I, I'm telling you, you say that's the ending. I don't even know because by the end with the Omega Titans eating their brother entropy, no, it no. just seems they disappear in well, a they did. Like crackle it of said. and that's it. No, it, they said. They said once they eat enough and they're full, they will go away for a while, but they'll be back. I it's don't even know what that means to just go away well, for a while. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's as if they were going off to a big dinner. And beforehand, they saw the buffet and stopped, ate too much, and then decided not to go to the party. They're like, well, you know what? The dinner party sounded like fun before. I just ate so much at the, you know, the Asian buffet. Uh, I'm not hungry anymore. I'll see you later. I, RSVP, no, I'm going home now and falling asleep in my fat pants because it says once they are full, they will go away. That's not what I thought this meant. When they no. said that they were going to consume, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes, consume the planet to eat the thing. I didn't think that it was actually they were sitting down putting the, you know, the, cur the, the napkin in their top deal and getting out the knife and fork and cutting things and eating it. And then, oh, you know what? This tastes really, this entropy tastes so much better than the old entropy. I, I think they changed the recipe. It's so tasty. Who? How is your wonder? Eh, it's a little dry. It's a little dry, but I'll deal with it. You know, we have been asleep for a, a trillion years and they always say the first meal after the dormancy is the most important one of the day. And they, they ate too much. They get there. I already see entropy. He's already loosening his belt, Eric. He knows shit is going on. He's but not going to be able to. on the menu. He's not. I yeah, know. The, the titan of entropy. Because that's the other thing is I'm going to a buffet and I'm going to eat Jim. 
I'm there to eat myself. It, it, you, you win both ways. And now not all of these, they're never making it to the 4 o'clock Thanksgiving Day game. They're never going to make it. They're too tired. They, they trip the fan that comes from eating wonder, Eric. It's, it's times 80. It's they're going to fall asleep. And, and with that, they, they say this. They say that what we're going to do is we're going to make uh, this seed. And basically it ends up like, okay, these this trees fruit. are growing on earth. We're going to get a fruit. When we give the fruit inside this titan, they're going to go and attack it thinking that fruit is actually that, that planet. And it, it's all wonky. And then, Just imagine this whole thing where like just – I wish we had the whiteboard and the video going on where you go the whole thing. First, we have the cosmic seed. And when the cosmic seed is activated, it makes four cosmic trees, you know. And then at that yeah. one point, whatever the planet's, like, you know, majority is, a fruit grows from that tree. And that calls one of the brothers over to eat that said fruit. Yeah. But yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to put that fruit. We're going to change that fruit. And then we're going to supercharge it with, like, different yeah, energies. Yeah, and you know what? It, yeah. And then we're going to shoot it at this titan. The other titan's going to eat just, the, like, the piece by piece. To oh, bring and, the and I'll tell you. And where I circle the big piece there, and you say that you said it, and I'm glad you brought it up because the big part of this is the idea of hey i'm wonder i wonder i'm gonna eat that one oh wonder wins i get right. to eat smell Yum you nuts. later boys and it's almost like it's if it's no longer a contest it is who's first in line at the dinner what table they're the, in hey, the Jim, line. what's the meat and cheese this week the meat Why, and cheese wonder. Is wonder and entropy and so <laughs> you, you're like oh you guys uh look at old poor you know wonder he's still at the the kids table i'm eating this so what they end up doing out of nowhere is let's get a fruit and charge it with all of the energies only by a person that represents that sort of energy here holding it nonsense and then when they put the fruit into the brother it actually attracts all of them who then eat him Devour including him and they disappear yeah, in the light and then they disappear because they're full nonsense this is go it, it, it's just this might as well again be the wishing tree why can't we end a story with anything that makes sense and yeah you can tell me metaphorically cosmically it makes sense no nope, i will I, not tell you I, that I, I can't go by that to me it's just a forced way to end a story uh when and and the whole thing of adding the concept of make it all the energies that's because there was a thing like, oh, we'll make it an energy and they eat it. Well, why would all of them eat it? Oh, well, I'll change that to be that it's all the energies. Well, if this is the case. And the thing is, too, if we're going to shoot entropy with it, why do we have to charge the motherfucker with entropy before I we know. shoot entropy well, with the other brothers to And eat it. that's what I'm saying is, like, they're eating him, so he's gone. The energy from him, because they say when he has it, it supercharges, they're full. But why are they doing that? And then it, does entropy then never come back? Because nope, he's been he eaten, or yeah. is he, or he's does he come back, gym, or does he come back quicker? I'm telling know. you, I don't know the rules. I have no I don't idea. Know about these mega titans. They these, like fucking seeds that turn into trees that turn into fruit. And, and, and so this went from a fairy tale based on a myth that ended no, up man, being right. a cosmic right. reality into a what ends up being nonsense story where rules were made at the end to get rid of them, and really by the end they really didn't matter. All this was was to set up that they see that they can work better on other teams. They can see that the universe thinks that they fucked up and they fucked it yeah. all up and that the source walls down and shit's gone and there is a new sector in space. And for some reason we have to turn Vrodox into a goddamn and villain Vrodox, out of nowhere. Yeah, he was down there and the reason why he was entropy was based on the concept of the thoughts of his planet, of his brethren not him, liking him, him because 
because he was the son of Brainiac. He had nothing to do with being a villain to them. Now, yeah, he sees Kalu get destroyed. He blames them. He's upset. I would have rather of him when they say, listen, bro, you know, your planet's done. You know, come see, come saw, you know, you chalk it up as a loss. Now you come with us and save our planet. And he's like, you know what? No, you ruined it all. It goes too far. All he has to say is, no, no, you know what? I, 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 I have people without a planet. We just yeah. saved all these people. We're going to go look for a planet. And what I'm going to do is, which I would think, is one of these planets that we had stored that are now going to create a new sector. And even that, there also is another caveat thrown in where, where Vril says, oh, and when, when this happens, every planet's going to have – it's like even bigger than it seemed. He's, I think that he'd go and find a planet for his people and try to do that. And but why would you do that, Vril? They hate you. They had you there. No, no. It doesn't matter. They're still yeah. my people. They don't hate me. They hate my father. Yeah, they hate They're just the misguided. This is my first step in showing them that Brainiac 2.0 – no, I'm just going to be Brainiac now. I'm going to follow my father's footsteps and be the main it, Brainiac. Yeah, and yeah. Then because of this, I'm going to teleport to Earth because my father's data is for some reason there. But I need to collect, and I'm going to supercharge the trees to make sure the Titans get here you know, quicker and they yeah, devour your planet. That, that's you know. the best part of it where he says that basically he does say like, okay, you guys are on your way to Earth, but I'm going to get there fast. I'm going to supercharge the trees so that they destroy your world quicker. But they were already there. Three of them were already there. I get the idea that they have to wait for these trees to grow, but in my head, how long does it usually take? So even with that, I don't even understand why they ate – like you know, the, uh, the Wisdom Titan ate Kalu because we seem to be doing everything that we we're supposed to be doing yeah. in order to – and we never saw a fruit fucking grow no. anywhere as far as no. I know unless it was just sitting there and nobody yeah, took notice, including there, me. And yeah, and with that, you know, you get this idea of you just came up with this plan now like two days but ago it really would have helped too, out like, real docs is going to go to earth because he's going to collect the data that is rightfully his because it's his father's data and i'm like it, for some reason it's transported from the information that from the other trees to from clue to earth yeah but i really thought it was stored in the individual suits of the characters yeah and at one point it was even spelled out in the like two issues ago last issue it. It was supposed to like absorb uh, yeah, it was real docs absorb as well. The deal, yes, and, and with that, I actually wish that the the tone of this or the overall deal was the idea that you had Kalu. Kalu is there. The whole thing with Brainiac was the idea of we're going to save Kalu, then they're going to destroy Earth and its heroes so that I can freely reign over Kalu without any interference. I wish yeah. that they twisted that around to be yeah. You say you they say they had the information on Earth. That's fine. I would have liked it if Kalu. The battle continues while. Uh, Vril has to head off to Earth and get this information. I'm telling you, I know it's weird, wonky that it's there, but he goes to get this so that he knows the plan to go back. In the meantime, when he gets to Earth, Amanda Waller, and they, they don't know that he's now in league with the Justice League, so he's got to do that, but it all ends up with them saving everything. This whole idea that, that Kalu got destroyed only seems to be there to turn Vril evil, when, like yeah. you said, it seemed like they did the right thing. And then from that, I can't see that they learned he, anything. The, the thing only is, thing that they got was upload, uh, you know, Brainiac into Cyborg. That's and all not even that, that was whole different. idea, too, is that, you know, it's a... Uh, he doesn't even care about Kalus. It's like, you broke the universe. It's all your fault yeah. that all of this led to my planet's destruction. And yeah, I can understand that, but just... Him being, you know, reintroduced Rodox into this continuity who we have not seen in a long, long time. Just, all right, we introduced this character, and now he's a bad guy. Oh, yeah. he teleported away. See you soon. Yeah, just like, teleport. Why did we do that? Why did yeah. we do that at I all? Because know. it doesn't, well, like, you know, 
Like I said, you say that, and this is where hopefully down the line, six months from now, I can sit there and tell you this is why. Uh, but there's others. This is why they destroyed Kalu. Why? Why do that? Why destroy Brainiac? I mean, really, it never really ended in anything because of what they did. And it all goes back, what, like you said, they did what appeared to be the right thing on Kalu, and it didn't work. And even work. that, the whole idea that the data of Brainiacs on Earth, which, you know, if we would have saved Kalu... Why is that data on Earth where the Omega Titans are headed now because of what Brainiac had in store? And and basically it all leads to the idea then of they're heading to Earth. Kalu's destroyed. Vril has gone ahead. You got a little bit of info so that you know that now let's upload everything in a cyborg. Cyborg can kind of become our version of the, you know, Brainiac. Brainiac. He can learn all the things. And he immediately just knows the plan. Because right. he even says, he the says, fruit. oh, we're going to steal from Brainiac's move, supercharge the seed, plant it on Earth's core to draw the Omega Titans out after they destroy Clue. If we have another seed, we can redirect their attention, turn them away from Earth entirely. I get that. Now, again, I'm sitting there, what planet are you going to pick, <laughs> you <laughs> sons of bitches? But even that is weird because as we fought last week and doing all that, He says he supercharged the seed planet on the Earth. They're not really saying that. Now they're going to grab a seed and put it on another Earth. Now you're getting wonky again. Now you're getting – yeah, another planet. You're getting wonky again of what me and you were arguing about. Did he put the seed there? The seed was there. You supercharged because, in fact, what we're led to believe is that all the planets would have a seed. It just has to be activated. So why even go with the idea that we'll get a seed and planet? The other planet should have that. You could – the – play from the playbook of Brainiac was to supercharge an already there seed and with that and they say that and never do anything about it anyway it doesn't end up because now it goes into fruit which we didn't know anything about and then out of nowhere it's the well we'll get the fruit we'll charge it with all the different energies and then not only that you bring this fruit to me you bring this fruit to me me being cyborg and because what I learned from the tree of wisdom on Kalu I'll be able to transmogrify this goddamn thing to accept all the I'm like so you had information that you know there was something out there that you could change because of this tree, but you had you had to wait for the rest of Brainiac's yeah. memories for you to freaking come up with this idea of how it it's all works. So, it's, it's so like, crazy. Why would the Tree of Wisdom know how to change this thing like yeah, this? Yeah, why? And, and and I'll even go back to when you're doing this and they're going to charge it and they're going to shoot it into the Omega Titan with a construct, uh, you know, crossbow that. Uh, I don't know enough exactly of what these Omega Titans even are to even say that that sounds like a good plan or a bad plan. I know nothing about them. At points, I even thought they were kind of like ethereal things that were there, kind of there. Or, you know, then when they swallow the Earth, it's more of like a um, mystical thing than an actual sit down at the dinner Space table. Space God, eat. they weren't defined. I have yeah, no but idea. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. So when you say like, and even at points, I'm telling you, when you see them on panel, sometimes they actually look like they don't even have substance to them. Right. That they're, they're this, incorporeal. Yeah, or something. yeah, they're there, and they're more of like a mystical thing of stars and things to just the idea going down to we're going to shoot this into it i'm like he's just going to go right through it i see the panel before them i've seen green lantern green lantern hasn't fought any of these things before so as far as i'm concerned he might shoot this giant arrow construct loaded with fruit it might bounce the fuck off i don't know and and like i said look at the panel before that whole concept you see them they look like constellations with a little bit of things there and energy and things like where do you get this idea that you're 
you're just going to shoot this. I know that's the wisdom tree, Eric, but you get this. I don't know enough of these to say that. it. And it's weird because when you're doing this, I think back of when they get attacked by Brainiac. And I think I know more about the Brainiac fucking skull ships than the big bads. These are supposed to be the big bads of this four issue deal. And we never we don't learn enough about them. So that when things are spelled out, like you said, you're you're confused. They eat. They disappear. That it's almost like that's the out. Well, you don't understand because right. nobody knows. It, it's this is cosmic nobody mysteries knows. because it says you're not. If that seed stays on Earth, all four Titans will come to feed it. But if we fire it into the entropy Titan, they just why him? They'll turn on their brother and eat him instead. And after feeding on the immense energy inside of entropy, I'm hoping the Omega Titans aren't going to be hungry for planets for at least a millennium. Uh, uh, this is like this is me. Me and you are at work, and you're like, you know what? I gotta cut this That's cardboard. Future people's problem. You're, you're like, I gotta cut this cardboard. I go, you know what? Would you know what might work? You want to cut that cardboard? Put down that box cutter. Don't mm-hmm. get near that saw. What we're gonna do? I'm gonna kick it. It's gonna go up in the air, and I think that it's gonna just split in half, and then we're gonna have boards forever. And you, at least that's what Some I think. Some kind of magic man. That's that's exactly. They don't know. He says, I don't know. I hope it works. I'm telling you, it's wrong turn. Just out of nowhere thinks that if he puts a piece of toast in the toaster, he gets to go bowling. They, they don't match up. Why they, they, you? They, hey, wouldn't you? But yeah, it's, there's nothing explained. And because there's nothing explained, I actually think that they give you the wink wink of, you know, hey, why did that work? You'll see. I'm telling you, it's, it's Saturn Girl again. Why are these things happening like this? And if you're going to do this, don't even have the story. I don't understand at the end of this story where I sit there and I go, whoo, God, well, God damn. I thought that, oh, my God, that on the seat of my pants. I didn't know what was going on at the end. I'm like, really? (laughs) What what did I, not even just like, what did I read, but why? I'm telling you, the big takeaways of this story for me is everybody seeing the Omega Titans go away and realizing, yep, the universe has changed. Not only did they change it when they broke the source wall, but getting rid of these Omega Titans, they done changed it again. We have that aspect, and yeah. also the aspect where when we're going around supercharging the seed that we're going to shoot at the Omega Titan, yeah. we go around, we have to have a representative of each of the teams, you know, supercharge it with their energy. There you go. And Slade can't do it. Yeah, but Lex because... Luthor, he's all like, you know what, give it to me. And when, he's able to ch- and when he's able to charge it, it actually takes him by surprise. So we actually, even though we started this off where we have a whole collection of heroes, and then later on when Brainiac brings a bunch of pseudo villains in including Lex Luthor you would assume from everything we've seen so far that Lex Luthor is already on his way to not be like he's has already had a bit the of thing. Villain, a, a the, hero the weird a thing is he knows he's not yeah. he's not surprised he says give it to me well, that's the thing. Now, he's been playing with this idea, but even the whole thing where, you know, you know, Martian Manhunter, when he was talking to him before, is like, heard you've been playing hero lately. You know, we've been away from that. Like, we've already, it seemed like we we're already away that, you know, he did play hero. He knows he's moved beyond that. But when he actually takes a hold of this seed and does charge it, he knows for sure oh, now yeah, that I didn't he even is think that. I think he already knew it. I think that that's why he didn't want Martian Manhunter to read his mind before. He's already got plans and he's already doing shit in my mind because why would he say, give it to me? You know, you have Slade. This is, and this is the wonky thing. They're giving seeds to guys who would have, okay, you know, Slade, you're bad. You're chaos. You're bad. 
here you go. And if anything, I think that what it's more going with, because remember, they spell it out specifically, entropy isn't bad. They said that full out in the thing, entropy is chaos. Entropy yeah. is things tearing at each other. There you have Lex, who I think he knows. He's like, I, I'm bad and good. I want to be good. I, I can't help myself. I know that I'm going to be bad. Give it to me. I'm entropy because I kind of am torn with what I'm going to do because that's the thing. Even Slade's like, no, no, no. You're a hero. You're, no, no, quiet and takes it. I think that this was, like you said, it may be the exclamation point on it yeah, of it's saying – it's a turning point that really just takes him down that so. avenue. Because even by the end when he talks to Martian Manhunter and he says, look – yeah, things have changed now. Uh, you might be seeing me pretty soon. Yeah, I, I actually thought that this has been the whole time because even before Marsha Manhunter tried to read his mind, he couldn't. Lex said, I'll burn you if you do it again. And then that's mentioned again in this. Like I told yeah. you before, if you burn, because he, he already knew that he was back and forth. And after this, he had plans on going and doing. And what it ends up being, he ends up forming the Legion of Doom. That's yeah. what he goes from this to do. I think that this was already, we're going to see that this was already in, you know, in progress before this even. And he just went with this to see what the fuck was going on and lead to that. Because I'm telling you, where he looks to me, that is not a look of surprise. That's a look of, yeah, I knew it. And uh, fuck it. I, it's I'm, not a look of surprise. It's a look of certainty because he's a smart guy. I knew he had a thing. But even when yeah, he talks I mean, to Marshall Man, he's like, uh, you know, uh, like Marshman grows up, he's like, yes, Luther. When I talked to you before, you seemed pretty certain of your place of things, but now you're leaving. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, the universe has changed. You know, you've been thinking far, like far too small. What I saw here, it changes. Oh, everything. yeah. I think I don't think wrong. that that was just the seed, though. I think that he's mad. And, and this is the thing. You need Luther to be mad at something. He's been on the Just League. You're just going to go with the generic. You guys fucked up the universe. That, that's the whole push of this. One of the main thing. He won't be just you stinking aliens. Now it's no. going to be you fucking heroes. You ruined everything and you'll go classic Luther. I actually think that that was such a forced in thing in this issue for people to see when we see the next issue or when he has the Legion of Doom. The, oh yeah, I remember he was bad then. And, and I, I just, I thought it was way overdone. And just the idea of, Hey, Wonder Woman, can you hold the seed zoop charged? Where, well, where saying, does that, that come that's from? That's the thing is, the rest of these characters doing that was kind of ridiculous. But when Luther did it, just, they actually spent some time and there was some thought put into the whole background of it. Like, you know, Deathstroke, oh, I can't charge this. What's going on? It must be broken. Get out of the quiet. Yeah. Give me this. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, you're saying there was some thing pointed. Tell me how that happens. It doesn't make any sense. There's no rules to it. They just grab a thing, and because they they have that energy in them, I mean, really, what is what entropy does a the Lex chaos Lee, going in with like you know, within Luthor? Does it read his mind? Does it see what he it does? Reads does his it cosmic energy? Yeah, it does nothing. It's bullshit. There's no <laughs> way that it sits there and it goes. Here you go, cyborg. Zoopity doo. Here you go, Wonder Woman. Oh my God. Here. Here you go, Marsha Manor. Oh, my God, it's charged. It's just nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. That, that's the wishing tree right there. You get upset about the, the wishing machine and all that yeah. and the Kumbaya circle. There you have it. It's there again of, hey, grab this and it, it'll sense no, I your agree. energy. The, the whole setup, setup is like goofy as hell. It's just that one certain aspect of it, I think, like moved itself beyond what the goofy aspect was no, to I give you a little bullshit. bit more going down the line. I thought it was bullshit because here's that. And again, we know more of what's going on, but – 
Well, we we all know that Lex is going to be bad after this. We already yeah. did. We already knew well, that he I was being bad. I kind of already bad. assumed going into this that he was already, you know, left the whole hero well, thing behind us the and thing. still up to some no good shit. Since he arrived with what Brainiac said were the villains, yeah, yeah. I, I do think that it was uh, – so just having that was nonsense. Yeah, it was complete nonsense. And it was just there to, who I can't wait to see this going down because he's going to be in the Legion of Doom. That's all it was. It was a setup. This is setting up another thing, and, the, and this is all this whole story was, was setting up these other books – which we were all warned that it would be, and I always have hope that it won't. And it was, because after this, you get that, you shoot the goddamn th- fruit into the uh, Entropy Titan, they do eat him and disappear for the yeah. millennium. And then we're told, oh my god, they changed the rules again. When are they going to stop? When will there be any justice? At one point, Amanda Waller, uh, we have to work because there's no justice, and it's in bold. I'm like, uh, please. Really? And the weirdest part about all these, though, that these freaking, you know, the cosmic trees are still there at the end. Yeah, and then they're you there. Know, Bill has this gigantic tree out of There's a tree out of the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Next to, like, I can have a tree fort. Or fader, tree or, like, fort. But, like, there we go. We have, you know, Star Labs, giant yeah. tree growing no, out the, of The best is, is when the tree dies at, at the North Pole. <laughs> how does it live it, 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 there and that's the other thing is like tell me the rules of the trees we never got right. them we so, might get that later on with just league dark or swamp thing there who knows i i don't think so because i think that they are let we're led to say at the end that with the with the uh the titans leaving for millennium that these trees just stay I mean, right away, I'm telling you, I'm not just joking when I say that there is a tree at the North Pole. It doesn't, it shouldn't physically be able to stay there. Something is letting it stay there mystically, cosmically. It's just going to be there. It's feeding off that mystery. It's just going to be there. John will make a tree fort if he's still alive. It just with that, I I actually think that it's because they never spelled out any rules for the tree. So how do you get rid of them? You, I guess you could have had them disappear when the you know the Omega Titans go. But it's even the fact that they said that the Omega Titans went. Now what did they do? Did they go back to beyond the Source Wall? But it's open, know. so they'll just reset again. Well, I they don't were never understand. in the source wall. That's what I'm just saying, the but it woke the them up. It yeah. woke them up. So it's still open. Well, why, you know, do they, are they going to get woken up again? Does it reset? Do the seeds that went before, do they go back to what they were? I just, I don't understand. Here and do I, I don't, no, there is no understanding it. Yeah. You have little things with Batman, uh, with Mr. Terrific. I need you to do some no, things. No, no, that's and, Black Lightning. Or Black Lightning, I mean, with that. And it's just, again, it's just setting up setting other up things. the Outsiders book. Yeah. Yeah, and there is no outsiders book. So I know, where, but he, where is that? The whole thing is like, you know, I need to create a team that's on the outside. Yeah, got you, Batman. And, and with that, why? And y- even that, Nightwing has a mission, and Robin he decides his own thing. So I need you to do things from the outside. The problem is he's going to be in the Detective Comics coming up, and you have, you know, is that that setup or is it something different? Is it I, this I think that the or way the other thing? They say the outside. I think there could be a outsiders book coming down the line. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see, only because I'm just half of the outsiders are in other books. How are they going to have a, a regular, it could be a different team, I guess. Yeah. But most of the outsiders are even in like the terrifics and things. So how are they? That's actually why I said Mr. Terrific, because I was the, y- y- why set up a book that would not even be, you know, whatever. So well, it seems like we'll Atana's on the outs with the suicide yeah, squad. Yeah, but that's so it. Get her. Yeah, like her. Geoforce, he's out and about. Yeah. Only one we're missing is Metamorpho. Nonsense. It's it just, again, if that's what it is, I'd like it. I, I'm not from this being, you know, hey, I need you to do something and it's going to be more of metal nonsense because right. that's what, and that's where we did see them, you know, in the, yeah. uh, 
in the forge or the casting, whichever way. I think it was the first one where we had that, uh, where we didn't even know if it was a hologram or not. We were confused. You, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. So, you know, if you get that, but still, whatever. And then you get that little scene with Oliver having the way to destroy the Justice League that we see in that more detail. Box in the uh, Green Arrow annual that we'll talk about later. But even with that, like, it just doesn't seem as big as, as anything, and it's just thrown in at the end. And then, yeah, then they set up the teams. And I'm to the point where now uh, this is one of those things, and it keeps happening with me, that by the end of this I read it, I don't want to read the others. I, I really don't. I don't want to read these other Justice League books because now I'm going to have to deal with the repercussions of a bullshit story that never told me anything. And then yeah. I think that we're going to go for the first six issues to try to explain something there i don't need that shit i'm with dancing mike i'm out uh, you can you can review it i'm done I, I, i'm not already doing justice league i'll tell you right now at this moment we have the review copies for next week we have yeah. the justice league number one i don't care I, I didn't look at it i didn't even bother to even crack it open to see where it starts or whatever because this story has got me so down again of just the general idea of we have things that I think are going to be events. And I try to tell people, oh, this is finally important. This is great. This feels like more an event than even metal itself. This is what I wanted. Bah, bah, bah. And at the end, oh, this happened to do this. And by the way, you, you should read these books coming up. Like you yep. said, even setting up an outside, like everything has to have these stupid pages at the end of, oh, my goodness, the Dark Pantheon is coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, my. And you said. It must be important because it was yeah. in this. It's bullshit. Nothing's important anymore. All that's important is them shoving more fucking books down our throat to get our money. That's all that it is. And I know that's the end game. Don't make it so obvious. Fool me. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on everyone, Eric. I don't care because now I see. I hate seeing the the turnings behind the scenes, the wheels cranking and turning behind the scenes. I shouldn't know those things. That's behind the curtain. You, you, the wizard's there. Leave him there, and then I can enjoy it. The minute that I that curtain's pulled in The Wizard of Oz, that story goes down the tubes, Eric. I love that movie. At that point, I'm done. That, that's to me signals. Jim is going to get a snack. You're not in the poppy fields fucking singing and dancing, Eric. I'm done. I don't need it anymore. And this is it. The fucking veil is, is un, you know, dead, whatever. We Can't still talking talk about the Wizard of Oz? Yes. I don't oh. need Once they get there and they have different colored horses and I'm loving it. Then they pull it and I'm like, it's just <laughs> another fucking, you know, shyster from Kansas. He's a Kansas man himself, Eric, he says. Huckster. I don't need that. Then then there's Dorothy. I'm like, you were there and you, and even you. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. And I'm like, that bitch was just asleep. That whole world that I loved was just in her mind. That crazy Dorothy. She's so bored there in Kansas. She's making up shit. So, so you don't I'm, like it? In, uh, no justice? No, I love it. I love every minute of this. I just realized that I hate The Wizard of Oz. This is an epiphany, and I thank you. Thank you, writers. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to fully blame of all this. I fully blame Tynan <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> That's who I'm pointing out. It's you, Tynan, that you ruined The Wizard of Oz for me. My favorite movie. One of the best movies in my mind. Such a fairy tale story that means so much to me. That and A New Hope. You have ruined them, Tynan. How dare you? Shave one of these days. I hate that beard. I don't like that bearded look of his. Somebody get him and tell him that he'd look a lot better. What, what are you, in the fucking NHL playoffs? Get that playoff beard out. Shave clean. 
Get yourself spiffed up a little. Get get a haircut. There you go. I've had a lot of issues with James Tynan over the years, Eric. I just needed to get those out, please. (laughs) Joshua Williamson, I know nothing about you. You seem like a very nice guy on other people's podcasts. You're doing Scott Snyder. I love you still. Uh, But still, this story. And I I did actually, at one point, I was talking to Scott Snyder, and I I think we were still talking about metal. And I I did say to him, listen, you know, if I give one of your things a one out of ten, and I go nuts and scream and yell or whatever, maybe bring up the Wizard of Oz. It was weird. It was like I was Saturn girl. I knew you'll see, I said to him. Uh, I said to him, he still is one of my favorite writers. This doesn't change it. Like, you know, Dancing Mike hates him. He always will. I I like him a lot. I always will. I always will. I I, I still think that he, I, I just, sometimes I think he gets a little too big. And and the story never works out because the story gets of how, away from him. Yes, how big the story gets because he does want to tell these huge stories. He wants to – and yeah, here's – again, this gets off the trail a little, but Dancing Mike hates the idea that Scott Snyder wants to change everything. He wants to change deals and whatever. I think that might be why I like him. I like a guy who's going to you know go big or get behind the dogs is what they say, that Eric, and that's what I say. I like that he goes for it. He just needs to dial it back a teeny bit because these stories and especially the amount of characters in this, it just got away. And and you never had enough time and space to really spell out the Omega Titans and the story in general. And that was the most important thing to me is do that. And then once you go out of it with these characters, yeah, story. then you deal with the characters. What I'm saying, this, the characters you can say are the story as well and how it is. The characters, though, could have been better spelled out. As we go on in their individual books, you can go with like this Lex Luthor thing. You can do like a lot of these things may have been better served going forward out of this when you, you didn't set up enough of the story in it. You, you spent a lot of time with real docs that you didn't really even need to have. You brought him back, like you said, brought him back to change him. Skip him and just go with them trying to figure out what Brainiac did and then finding, uh, you know, that loophole of getting the downloads and things like that. And now you've saved, you have eight other pages to explain some more things a little more. So by the end, when they do a plan, it's not just a complete shock to us because it makes no sense. Uh, this wasn't a plan at the end with these seeds where we like, and I, I'm, I'm winded. I was yelling so much. We have these seeds. Where usually we have a plan that when it happens, you're like, oh, God, yeah, that does make sense. This didn't – it didn't make sense. No. Well, what did you get? It came out of nowhere. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Like uh, let's get around in a kumbaya circle and remember exactly. the hope. Yeah. So what did you give it? I gave this issue a 6 out of 10. The majority of that is for the art because I really enjoyed Art's it. I just great. wish that more of the characters had more to do in this issue because we have a lot of you know characters that were involved in the book. Not a lot of people have a lot to do, and yeah, then they I introduced agree. more characters to the Green Lantern Corps, but there were aspects, like I said, I enjoyed that whole Lex Luthor aspect to really get him on his path back to a villain, but overall, it was a disappointing ending for something that I really had high hopes for the beginning that, you know, each issue, it just kind of got more and more down because I realized that nothing was going to be explained that I wanted to be explained, and by the end, it didn't. I- I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you the fact that it was weird. The first couple issues, you had some real big focus on, like we said, Lobo, Beast yeah. Boy, Adam. And so we were, you know, we may not have loved the interaction per se or the whole thing with or Lobo and the sense, Adam. Yeah. That didn't make sense. But the Beast Boy stuff was okay. We had a lot of Damien. We had, you know, uh, Starfire and Sinestro. We had all these things. And then this issue, it's almost like, oh, shit, I forgot it was four. We can't do that. And you get nothing. Like the characters are all just standing around. Like I said, they're they're rubbing their head. They're looking down. And you get nothing except this force plan. But 
I give it a six as well. I love the art. The art was great, but that's it. Eric. So that's glad we didn't have section. Riley Rossmo on this issue too. Yeah, really. It shows and it's wonders how it looks. I mean, and, and it's really a lot of spread pages and it's really, really good art. Uh, but with that, Eric, what happened if I told you we were not recording again? Would you get I'd mad? I'd kill you. <laughs> we recorded, Eric. But yeah, that's the end of the first section. Finally, Eric. It is done, and we're going to go off to the first section of mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Mail with Jim and Eric. And Eric? (laughs) Here we go. Eric, and if you want to be part of the show and a spotlight of the show, a shining beacon of hope and light, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We read each and every email that we get unless I accidentally don't see it. And then usually you can email me then and I will talk about it the next week and say that I am a dummy. Here we go, Eric. We're going to start with Ray Ray. Ray Ray says, hey, guys, I just read Doomsday Clock number five, and I guess first I forgot it came out this past week. That's not a good thing. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier, about stuff about, you know, I don't even know if I miss it. These days are ridiculous, but I'm not going to rant about that, as I know it's been discussed plenty. Does the significance of Pittsburgh mean anything in DC Comics? I think they want a Pamani brother. Soda. Oh. <laughs> Why did I stutter that? I'll tell you, I said right before we started this, we are doing this. The last thing we're doing is the mail. And I said to you, this is like the only part of anything that we do nowadays that I'm non, I'm Adderall free, uh, because we're doing this earlier in the day. Well, it's the Wednesday. day. It's Sunday. I have some problems then, Eric. And one of them seems to be a stutter that is now developed. I got to get more, more speech therapy, Eric. Uh, you have the significance of Pittsburgh being nothing really. I think that – I don't know. I, I don't know if that is a significant thing back in the day in some – the golden age, the JSA even, and things like that. So I, I can't say that it has no significance. I think that it's just it's just there to be there. I, I don't know. Uh, do you have any idea? Does I'm looking it, up right now to see if I like, you know, if Alan Scott or was out of Pittsburgh that, or something like or that. Or does it have more of a significance in the line of the Watchmen comics that we're not aware of either? Uh, no, but I, don't I don't know. So. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, you can get a Pamani Brothers sandwich is what I was saying. You've never had one of those, have you? Eric? No. Yeah, it's a sandwich that has like it's full-out sandwich with fries on the sandwich, and they are delicious. They really are. I love them. I've had many a Pamani Brothers sandwich here. It's and funny to me because the whole thing is like All-American Steel is all I can imagine is the, like the thing that they wanted to do because All-American Comics number 16 is where he premiered. Maybe. It debuted. Maybe. But Maybe like, they like Clark Bars, Eric. They're from <laughs> Pittsburgh. Clark Bars. <laughs> no, no comment on the Clark Bar. I'm no, not a big no. Clark Bar fan. How about no, they were, they enjoyed Iron City beer? Maybe, maybe that was it. They, the Iron City beer is is going to have a big factor into the story. I was lost when one of the characters traveled there in this issue of Doomsday Clock, and it was Johnny Thunder. 
And he goes there. I don't know. It just seemed like it was just, you know, you had to take a bus and off he went. And they just picked a city that was kind of. Can't afford that train. You know, they're on kind of the East Coast deal and they're kind of moving inwards. I don't know. Thanks, guys, for all you do. Ray Ray P.S. Eric, the latest Boys Toys podcast was disgustingly entertaining. All Looking right. forward to more. It included those the flush force. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I heard there was a lot of fart Attack on the toy there. aisle. I love that. There you go. Pish-poshing my fart soundboard. And then you go <laughs> off and your Eric Lee has to do the fart sounds and thinks it's all the rage. Listen to that. Doesn't even sound like anything. That sounds like a belch to me. All it you're was. doing, okay. Well, all you're doing is making me. I think that's what Buddy sounded like. Holy moly! You're gonna make me pull up the soundboard. The fart sounds. Nobody wants that. I've got it now. I mean, nobody wants it. I've got uh, a giant toilet collector's case that makes fart and belching oh, and flushing noises. Uh, do you do you Why? have do you have within reach a workable male robot? Is that possible? No, and no, that I is do a, not. That's not possible. <laughs> oh, that was the best. Dancing Mike's next. Dancing Mike says, hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. Shalom, Mark. And hello, mother. First hello, of all, I want to give a big shout out to the Get Fresh crew. He says, a dealer's choice of the whoop whoops. I'm going to go with this one. Poop poop. There you go. Just very right. simple. Or maybe this one. Get Fresh crew. Poop poop. Ah, oh, Frenny. That's a good one. Or possibly this one, Eric. Get fresh, Shit, indeed. Ship, indeed, Eric. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why are you laughing, Eric? He says, damn. It's humorous. He says, in he messes this up a little. He says, damn, spoilers, man. That's not how you say it. Give it, give it to me, Eric, because I don't even think spoilers, I have Spoilers, man, damn. Yeah, they're all I do have, Eric. Spoilers, man, damn. Man, you, you, you are a man in the moment. <laughs> give it to me again. You give it to me. Spoilers, man. Damn. Spoilers, man. Damn. Yeah. Uh, you, you know your role. Play your role, my friend. <laughs> uh, he says, and before I get, a monkey. before I get it, say right now, say, this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah, that's pretty good. How about whisper to me, sliders? Sliders. Sliders. Hey, you know, you know that role that you've made up as Eric Shea. I'm not going to say anything about your real name now, Eric. That is, this is not the time to reveal that. And before I get into this, please just look at this as a bit of constructive criticism and not as an attack, because I really do enjoy and appreciate all you guys do for us. Now you realize he's setting me up. Mm-hmm. He is right now. Uh, he's triggering me as he always does. Uh, so I know it's a spoiler podcast. That that's that's it. That, that you you just solved the problem. <laughs> but I expect the spoilers to be about the current issue, not about the upcoming story arcs. I know there's a solicits podcast, and I really enjoy it. But I have also told you that I skip over the parts in the solicits of podcast of the books that he's really interested in. And I'm sure that there are some people who don't listen to solicits podcast at all because they don't want to hear spoilers for the books they follow and read a lot more books than the few series I pick up. So there I was listening to the Batman Beyond issue number 20 review on episode 177 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. And you guys start talking about the cliffhanger at the end of the issue, which had me in intrigued but then you reveal what it probably is based on the solicits you've seen and and in my in my only defense is i forgot all about the solicits so when i was talking if you remember i was saying that it was you know the creeper 
And mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say exactly what he was upset about the spoiler, but I said, oh, this is – I even went so far as when uh, Mark and Eric were talking to make sure that the Creeper's power set could explain it. And then it was kind of thrown in my face, and then I felt dumb, so I went along with it. But yeah, I sometimes we'll talk about solicits. We usually don't. It usually yeah. isn't one Most of those. Most times I don't read the solicits. Yeah, now I do the podcast and things like that, and I'll say, you know, oh no, this is going to be, you know, this arc lasts that long, or they're going to have a one shot here or there or the other thing. But And it makes perfect sense, but I really would have liked to have been surprised and learned that on my own when reading future issues. Now, along with my that, bad. Uh, well, along with that, I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, because again, I look at the solicits for that podcast, I believe that the issue that it's revealed uh, has said character on cover. So it's not going to be that much of a spoiler anyway. That, if, I, if I recall right, I may be wrong. but yeah. So please try to remember that not everyone reads the solicits and may not want to hear spoilers for the future issues or arcs. Uh, yeah. And I we try, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's a spoiler podcast, unfortunately. And sometimes when we're talking, and really about, a lot of stuff, even Batman Beyond, it's hard sometimes to find stuff to talk about. So if it goes true. into that area, it's like, all right, we need to talk about something. Yeah, and this leads back to something I was talking about here on our podcast, and also I did. I've mentioned in a different couple different podcasts this week. Uh, we do not script the podcast. So when we're talking, when I go in and we're going to talk Batman Beyond, uh, it's, you'll get lucky if I have Batman and Beyond on my outline. I may have BB and nothing else. So when things come, it's kind of a a flow deal deal and we try not to, you know, do too much. But, and I realize that the only person in the, or people in the world reading Batman Beyond are you and Eric because you're required to do so for the podcast and site and Mark and I because we want to enjoy it. But you may also want to remember that some caveat for books that are read by more than four people and try not to spoil future arcs or character reveals for those books. He says, Eric, that's what he's, uh, but by the way, black lightning is showing up in detective coming up. Oh my goodness. No, that's Oosh. a spoiler. So anyway, that's about all I've got this week. Remember everyone to go uh, patreon.com slash weird science. And remember, not only are you supporting Jim and Eric, you're also supporting Onyx and Buddy. Until next time, <laughs> in the immortal words of Mae West, one more drink and I'll be under the host. But I don't need another drink if the host is that sexy Eric Shea. That was burn victim Mae West, by the I way. Know. I know. Uh, like there, there we go. And sorry, Mike. Uh, we'll sorry, try Mike. to remember that, especially in that book. But that's the thing too. Like I don't you want said, to take anybody's joy away from them. There's so much. There's so little happening in that book that, and, and really, it would have been cool. I, I have to tell Mark, like, don't mention the word solicit, and then it just would have been, you know, kind of a guess and things. And then you look smart. Is is yeah. my? That's my way. I go. But yeah, we're gonna go off now to more books. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric, and he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down, his reviews are strong and sound. His scores are much better than Jim's, you'll see. He will tell us all about DC. So tell us all about DC. Eric Shay.
You want uh, me to tell you all about these things? Oh, uh, Eric Shea, big up respect for you. Yes. <laughs> this is the green section, so I figured that we'd start with that, and I'm going to get a little Jamaican, because you're making me crazy, Eric. Now, Ooh. with that, uh, is it possible I'm on Ambien? I'm, I'm insulting people. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the yarding man. I, that is a side of, party tune up, man. I don't know. I, I, as this is going on, it, it, my fancy was struck, and I went on 18 Jamaican phrases to use in your everyday life. I, I'm looking at these what phrases, the fuck do you and do I'm like, I get, I get up, yeah. I, I get on the the bus, and I'm like, okay, I've learned these things. All right, there's a guy in my way. Small up yourself, man. The guy like turning, like, what the? F- <laughs> what did you oh, say? The blood cross. Oh man, pasa pasa. That means mix up, Eric. See, that's what, and don't mess with me. No romp with me. No romp with me. All the Jamaican things I know are from the movie Marked for Death. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. Screw face. He just yells, oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't want to insult anybody, but what is insulting to me is seeing anybody when I was going to college that it was a bit of a, fra- a phase where there was a lot of uh, people with dreadlocks that did oh, not know. look good at them. And in fact, a lot of them, it, it was almost like a combo of dreadlocks and cornrows. Mm-hmm. And it, because like if I tried to make, I have thin hair. I didn't say thinning, so don't just you stop your nose. What, what, man? Why? You said that earlier this week. I said, you know what? I have very soft hair. I have such thin hair. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, you do know. I have, I yeah. have very soft hair. You I wasn't saying thing. nothing. I didn't say anything about that hairline of yours. That thing is retreating quicker than freaking, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm leading myself into a, uh, something I don't <laughs> even know what to say. Your, your hairline's retreating quicker than MacArthur did back in something. See? There you go, Eric. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Boom. Yardy yard, man. Jam rock down hard yard. There you go. See? That's, that's good. Me soon come. That's, I'll be back soon. There you go. We're on island time now, Eric, on the podcast. That, that's Jamaican Jimmy. I don't know. I have not had many uh, like characters lately. Uh, that's Jamaican Jimmy. He's he's on island time, Eric. And what that leads to is a nine-hour podcast with three books. Island time, not very conducive to getting a podcast done at, at a, a certain, you know, a reasonable hour. So maybe Jamaican Jimmy should be, you know, put away. Unless you're bad mind, man. Is that good? My bad mind. Yeah, that's jealous. You're jealous, Eric. I'm telling you, it's very. There's only 18 sayings here. I'm running out of them very soon. Like at the end, Lico more walk good. Could be like top three sayings. What what is this list? I'm telling you, you use the internet wrong. No, I do not. I use it right now. I'll tell you. If anybody's offended, you should really be offended of how I spelled Jamaica. Holy <laughs> moly! I don't know what they <laughs> thought I was looking up at first. Holy crap! Uh, but Eric, here we are. It's the green section. I figured if we're gonna have a green section, Ooh. you know, I know that the green is very popular at certain places, Eric. Not with me. I don't go down with that stuff. Now with are we this, back in I'm Jamaica? looking. Yes, we're back in Jamaica again. When I went to Jamaica, well, actually, I didn't go to Jamaica. I went to the Bahamas. So I'll, I'll say that it's close. Uh, when I went to the Bahamas, there was a lot of times that there was people telling me uh, this one guy had uh, a license plate that said finger roll. And it, it said the whole finger roll. I keep seeing this. It was a guy who worked at the hotel we stayed at. And the whole time I'm like, boy, this guy must be good at basketball. You know, you have the finger yeah. roll there. And my buddy Jay's like, no, no, you're, you're a fucking idiot. I don't think that's what it means. But you know what? When I saw the guy later, 
on the basketball court, Eric. He didn't really Damn finger right. roll. He jammed over me. He jammed on me. So you just imagine me. You see me. I'm a little guy, Eric. I'm, I, you know, I'm out there. I'm playing, I'm playing basketball with a bunch of Jamaicans that work at this hotel. And I was doing okay. Uh, then they, I think they got mad. And really, they were taking it easy on me. And then I got destroyed. But I had fun. I actually had more fun playing basketball with them than pretty much anything else. I had uh, during that trip. I, I told you the big thing of the trip was to watch the Dukes of Hazard and, and the Wendy's eat, Triple Classic. and eat the triple. It was during the Goombay Festival, is what was going on there. The Goombay Festival. I don't know if they have that each year. Uh, another thing that happened is me and Pete. We were going and we went to get ice cream. So we go up to this place. This guy has like a little stand. It's it wasn't really a cart. I think it was you know a set up stand there. Yeah. And we go up and we're like, uh, yeah, um, I'll have I'll have a scoop of vanilla. No, no, you know want us vanilla. I'm like, okay, it's right there, but okay, I'll, I'll chocolate. No, no, you don't want the chocolate. And I don't know why he's talking like this now, but I don't I'm know like, either. okay, I'm going down the line. Pretty much the guy pretty much told us we didn't want to buy anything from him. I guess he felt bad. I think, and then from across the street, some girls started yelling, you want some chocolate? Come over here. And I'm like, what, do they have a, their own ice cream stand? And I'm looking. I'm like, no, they don't. I believe they are prostitutes. And scene, Eric. No, then I'm like, okay. And, and me at that point, this is right after high school, still scared of everything, Eric. Uh-huh. So I uh-huh. ran. I ran and went back and watched Dukes of Hazard and jumped on the bed like I was six is really what we did the whole time. And that was the end scene. <laughs> there you go. There's my, there's my almost Jamaican experience. You're Jamaican me crazy. Are we back to that? Here we go. Back to that. All right. That's one of my big phrases, but we are here for the green section. I don't know why we went down that road. It was a road road that led to a dead end, Eric. As always, you always lead me down those paths. I'm just trying to figure out if this guy at the ice cream stand was a drug dealer and you weren't giving me the right goddamn phrase. It might have been. Like, I didn't give him the phrase, like, you're supposed to order, like, the the Neapolitan, something like that, and then he'd give you something else. But no. what business do you go to and you say, I want this that you're selling? No, you don't, don't want know. that and doesn't tell you and anything. It was like you that. don't also, want anything. In the meantime, also, we uh, we were there and it was during uh, me and Pete share a birthday. So we ended up for our birthday and we were very frugal during this. So this was during the 4th of July weekend type deal. So for our birthday, we said to Jay and who ended up being his wife was there with him. We said, listen, for uh, me and Pete's birthday, we want to go to this buffet thing. This like it, it's supposed to be fancy. So we go there and we go up and they have all the food laid out. Now, again, it's hot out and they have just this food out. So I'm like, oh, it's a weird potato salad. I, I didn't th- ever think of that as being a Bahamian, you know, fucking thing. So I get some of that. It was not potato salad. I I still don't know what the hell that was. But Jay went to get something and there were bugs, like like bugs. This isn't like a fly on this. There was like maggots and something. And Jay goes up to the guy. There's just this guy standing there. He's like, excuse me, I don't want to cause a scene or whatever. But there's bugs in the food. And the guy goes, okay, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And then we walked. We sat down and we looked. That guy didn't budge. He didn't go look at the food. He didn't change the food. So we ended up not eating anything and spent money for Happy nothing. Birthday. For nothing. Then we get a – this just keeps going. This day was the best. So then we get on the bus to go back to the hotel. And a guy gives us this whole thing of the, the classic. Hey, I'm on – and this is one of those buses where you pay when you get to your destination. The, right. the worst thing you can ever do in any sort of bus or thing like this. So you do that. So what happens is you get these guys, these swindlers, I like to call them, Eric. Uh, uh, so they say, listen, hey, buddy, uh, I got on the bus. I don't have any money. 
I need money to get off the bus. And, and Jay basically says, I, I guess you're out of luck. You're gonna, you're gonna die on this bus. So that, that's the first part. That guy says. Then this other guy says to Pete, Hey, I got some good stuff. He has a bag. And, and you know, he has, he has the Mary Jane, as they say, oh. Eric. And Pete's like, Oh, no, thanks. I don't have any money. I only have money for the bus. So then Jay, uh, like a jerk, starts yelling to Pete, "Hey Pete, I need some money for for the bus." I, hey, uh, Pete's like, "No, Jay, I don't have any money." Wink, wink. And yeah, yeah, you do. You have like sixty bucks on. He's yelling it. We're like, "Here we go, Jesus. here we go." Then we get off the bus, and some guy runs up and says that he needs money because he cut himself, and it was obvious that he put ketchup on his arm. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, I got to get to the emergency room, man. Yeah, please, I need the money." And then we saw that guy later that night. Fine, Jay starts yelling at him. Hey, Hey, how's that arm? And the guy was going to kill us. But that's it. Yeah. And that, that's the story. So we're done with Jamaican Jimmy. That, that is it. I am now retiring him because he's nonsense and only has awful stories. But this is the green section. Back to that, Eric. Uh, we are going to be talking about two annuals here. And there's there, there's issues with both. There yeah. really are. And we're going to go. We'll just start right with it. I'm not even going to, you know, philosophize about these. Beat around we get the bush. Our, there we go. About around the bush, Eric. Uh, what is the first one? Green Lantern's annual number one written by Andy Diggle with art by Mike Perkins, Andy Troy and Dave Sharp. Simon and Jessica are off to the Viker system to commemorate the sacrifice of the lost lantern who saved his people but was lost to his planet's. But was lost when his planet's sun went supernova. Too bad that Jessica blows the speech she was supposed to give and then stumbles upon the body of the Lost Lantern who has been staying in stasis for millions of years without charging his ring. And where we're back to willpower spikes. In the end, not much goes down here. Yeah, no. And with that, I was on Twitter today, uh, you know, arguing that really, uh, you know, playful uh, banner. Uh, oh, with so a it's guy. a day that ends with why. I guess. No, no, I, I was, I was arguing, Eric. Yeah, and uh, this, this is an annual. We have, you know, annuals that do this. This is one of those one shot, tell a little story. And when I, I believe in my mind, because again, this is the Green Lantern's annual number one. We have had this book for well over a year. Uh, we're in the, you know, second year even and stuff like that. So this should have been, in my mind, this would have come out. A year or so ago. Yeah. And it would have made more sense because when you do these annuals and they, you know, you tend to go a little generic. You tend to kind of go with a little of what's going on in the book at that time, but you're not going to really push or make up things. And the problem is there's a couple things in this issue that really point to the fact that this was during Sam Humphrey's run, at least. Uh, mainly there's an issue with the ring where Jessica calls out her ring. You mentioned to me, uh, at work this week, one of the big things is the absence of any guardians at all and they're yeah. going to a celebration of this and you would think a guardian would have been there or at least consulted something like that but at the point where i think this was written they kind of weren't around the other thing is when she does mention jessica says she has a new ring and yeah well, before they had the story of you know one of the first rings and things like that it would have been you you would have never have known and and yeah. also just what guidance andy diggle would have gotten who knows because he could just think to himself Oh, Jessica, she's a fairly new lantern, yeah, I, so it I must just imagine be... Andy Diggle went into this. Okay, check this out. Jessica Cruz, she's got anxiety. Simon Baz, he likes the cars. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, and you have that. You even have a little deal of, oh, are you partners and things like that? And where I was talking to this guy, and he's like, it references that thing. It doesn't reference that, and it seems overplayed now. That we've already had a story about that. But yeah, the, like you said, the whole thing where it's very generic, Jessica, Anxiety, Simon, Cars. And these are things that 
you know, you know, we know ad nauseum and they're not, you're not going to get it, but it's an annual. So I understand. But with that, I don't know. Some people are saying that they think this is a good jumping on point and maybe it is. Maybe it's, uh, you know, you get kind of the, the character beats and things like that. But I, it's still, I don't it's oversized. It's a great and, oh, jumping, nah, it's not it's a great jumping, jumping on point, point because the whole idea is the stuff that we just dealt with with Tim Seeley's like, you know, uh, run of the book talking about, you know, the aspects of Jessica Cruz, how she's gotten past most of the anxiety at this point, yeah. how she, you know, is this really special kind of lantern that can use her ring in a different way. Just all these different aspects we've had have really brought us past this certain it point has, that it's just a cookie cutter aspect the, of it. The thing that and I even would the say, idea we've gotten past the willpower spiking. Yeah, well, even the thing, yeah, yeah, and that's ridiculous. But we are getting, you know, Dan Jurgens coming on the book. Who knows what he has in store? If they, they obviously everybody at DC would have already at least read a couple issues. If not, you know, it's coming up soon. If not a script or anything, right? Maybe this is the route he's going, and that's why they grab this and kind of said, okay, it does work because he's going to get back to that. Or we don't know. So it may be a better jumping on point that either of us know, or it may not. Uh, if it's not, like you know what you're saying, then it's a complete. An utter waste of money. And it infuriates me because these annuals have become a joke. And I know that most people say, Jim, they always were. They weren't. If, if you're going to have a one shot, have it something fun and things. And this is not, there, there's so many to me, there's so many problems in this issue that, that I sit there and read it that I just get angry. And then I think like, why even have this? Really? Why all of a sudden have the first Lan Green Lantern's annual? Is it because you already knew that you were going to get Tim Seeley off the run and you throw this out there that, that again this isn't going to be it's not part of the run but it kind of distanced the the two runs then something like, i don't understand i really don't because it starts off and they do have to go to this lost lantern uh you know celebration and they have decided that simon and jessica are going to you know give a little they're going to be a big representatives like of earth and give the yeah. speech of the commemorate the lost yep. lantern and you go there and you you meet i'm telling you Yulilatua, and he's there, and he's big about everything's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. To the That's point the where the it's the joke of the issue, but never seems to really hit where what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is so stressed at this point that I thought that at one point Jessica would even have to, like, okay, I'm going to have to make a new construct uh, suit here when I'm dealing with this lost lantern because he thinks everything's inappropriate. So it's just like a one-shot joke here, and it's not that funny. It really isn't funny at all. It's just that, basically, to me, it's only to set up Jessica's anxiety, which we know of. And, and people, if you're saying, well, you know, the whole thing is anxiety doesn't and go away. We we dealt with that. I know yeah. that. I know that. The the issue we, though we is dealt with it here at Nadia. Yeah, you don't have you don't have to keep bringing it up. So if we're not supposed to bring it up and think it's a thing all the time, but it go, don't keep bringing it up. And that's her one. It's a one shot. You know, a one. You know, what am I saying? It's like her only character trait that they're going yeah. with, really. And Simon's there out of nowhere, and and really. You're right about the jumping on point a bit. Uh, and really, if you haven't read in a while and you get Simon, we haven't seen mention of cars in so long. This, this no. is so in the past deal where he's like, listen, Jess, you know, things like this. It's like a car. You take it away and it's got a construct of an engine. You take this and it all comes down to one piece at a time. She's like, okay. And then, you know, you have the whole thing. Just think of them as naked. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they, they're going. I don't think but, I, I want to do that. 
Yeah, and you see, like, there's all these alien-type deals. And you also get the other thing about where I think that they went with this ring as well, where they do mention, like, we've only been a sentient race a million years, which they do say about this construct is older than that when we get to this. But it's like, oh, they don't even respect us as humans. And you get that push of, like, we're the new kids on the block, not the cool kind, Eric, that sings and dances and may set fire to a hotel room. But, yeah, and then some... Simon uh, and Hal are talking and stuff because they do that. Well, they end up doing the speech and, and Simon does kill. Simon pretty much wings it and freaking holy kills moly. it. He is like, awesome. Why did he Jessica is... have to follow this? No, up? there would be no reason. Yeah, they are a team. They're a group. Why do they? That's like, that's the forced part with me. I would think they'd just be standing there and Simon would say like, listen, I'll take over. Uh, I'll do this. He, he's awesome. It yeah. is so good how he describes about fear and how to overcome whatever. So then Jessica has to go out and she bombs. She literally, you know, bombs. She's trying to bring up words in, in their language where it's odd too because when you do see who's in the crowd. Yeah, and, and it's not even just the people of that planet. When you see, there's Green Lanterns even from all over there. Oh, yeah, this every is a sector. Green Lantern thing. And the thing so. is, I think there's way more Green Lanterns here than there actually are in the universe yeah. at oh, this point. Oh, there's tons. Yeah, there's tons. So you have this, and with that, Jessica starts freaking out. She kind of just goes, and she's like, I got to get the hell out of here. And she goes up, and that's where Hal's like, you know, where the hell is she? It ends up then when she does end up getting kind of captured, she disappears from their rings. They can't even go. But she's going off to blow off some steam and this is where to me you know you you do have this push of the engine car engine the anxiety stuff but now we get to a thing and this is what actually started really annoying me when i read this because we have just finished a story and one of the main things about that story that tim seeley did was to tell us exactly what that ring of hers is and it's her friends in there all this this obviously has nothing with that and the ring itself even appears even more like robotic than we've seen. So this is the first that we've seen. I know it's an annual, but this first we've seen of her interacting with her ring after knowing what it really is. And again, I know that you can't really tie in a lot of recent things, but it's so over the top of the, the I am this Jay Bird and, you know, all that. And it, it threw me off a bit. It really did just because I thought, oh, that sucks because I really wanted to see a progression of that. But yeah, she mentions at one point, this is the worst too. Okay, you have this lost land, right? They must think he's gone. They don't know who or well, where I'm he saying, would have been. Become, right? he, it is so long ago, this Lost Lantern thing, that he's been relegated to myth at this point yeah. because all records, even if he ever existed, have been lost. And nobody yeah. even knows if the Lost Lantern actually happened or not. It's just a nice story that we tell each other at this point. It is, except for the fact that the planet they're on is a Green Lantern construct and nobody yep. out there has anything to do with it. There is a well, planet I, that's a construct. You, this, Something has this, to this, be making it. I don't even know how it works in this either. because this little like, you know, planetoid thing that is like, you know, this construct that was this, this Green Lantern's prison that he created for himself because of this guilt and shame that he felt. And then when his planet died, but when things start happening where these tendrils of the planet start coming out and they're a dark green and then at some aspects just fucking white, I don't know what this is. I don't either. Nothing in this ever really comes across as construct until you get the bright green thing that we see that every other Green Lantern has. But for some reason, this doesn't have it. And I'm just no. sitting here thinking, I'm reading this whole thing. I'm like, all right, it's the lost end. Oh, he's been here for 
Billions upon millions, millions of years. Of years. Yeah. I, I guess you don't fucking have to recharge your yeah, ring at this yeah, goddamn well, You don't have to recharge the ring. That's then that I'm telling you, there's steps down the line because I'm talking to people and they're like, oh, you know what? They don't know about this guy. They, they, no, then who is explaining why this planet's a construct? Where are they going to say at one point, boy, uh, we're there. She knows it's, it's in the history of the planet. She even says, oh yeah, I forgot. The planet is a construct. Uh, so how is it being powered? Who is around? They haven't looked into this at all. This is something they spell out that they go to every single year. They go, but nobody's asked. How is this thing working here? Because then when it happens, like you said, then you get to the next level of the idea. How, how is it keep going millions of years without this guy charging his ring? And then you go to the next thing is the reason why nobody and how to get a hold of him and how to talk to him is because his ring has never been upgraded. The oh, the, the operating system has not been. So that means to me, and you even said it, that it's never been charged. If you yeah. charge the ring, it would upgrade. It you know, all update comes from the, the central the, oh, power battery. Yes, it would go from the power battery and upgrade it. So how is he functioning in the point? Now, he is in stasis because he ends up grabbing Jessica. She goes down. He's in stasis in like a fetal position deal. But this construct planet's going on. If this was just him and he's in this, oh, my God, he's frozen in time. They could explain something. But not with a construct planet that he's made plus a almost like a construct type prison that he's in. It doesn't make sense because Jessica's trying to get a hold of him. And she can't. The ring cannot uh, you know, access this Lost Lantern's ring because of the fact that it is an older ring. But she says, oh, this construct planet's a million years old. You have a, you know, you're a new ring, you know, relatively speaking. But relatively speaking, the only thing you just mentioned was the millions of years old of this construct. Your ring is millions of years old. It, yeah. it should, there's no, yes, if you said, oh my God, uh, you know, since you, you millions of years old, but this new OS is going, and we'll have to back it off because she says, "Remember when I had that phone and it bricked well, with a new thing?" And you go, and that it's it's all very forced. But what? even when you go back to the whole idea, when we went back in time before, and we found out that Jessica has one of the original seven Green yeah. Lantern rings and stuff like that, and how. There was never any proper safeguards. It could do more stuff than the, any other ring. Yes, you yeah. can tell me that the thing has gone and you know been updated to yeah, like, yeah. You know, be with every other it's one. It's still but one of the oldest the, rings ever. It's, not only that, but the way it is just made in general is not like any other ring with the safeguards being down and stuff like yeah. that because she took the ring essentially right from there. And like there has been no, really no other users of this ring and, except and, for yeah. Jessica Cruz. And with that, didn't you think that when she went, all of a sudden those tendrils were attacking her and it said, you know, detecting impossible. Foster, not a Green Lantern. I thought that that's what it was tying into. I actually thought, okay, here we go, because this ring doesn't recognize her as a Green Lantern, the, the Lost Lantern ring, because it's not the same kind of thing. Like if Hal showed up and he has this right. pure willpower, it may not because this is an older ring, maybe whatever, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. She has one of the first rings, but then I, says you're a new ring. She's not. You have an old even, computer. Even all this stuff just goes, boils down. Like the whole idea, you know, relatively young ring, what yeah, I yeah. don't even Whatever. care about it. It doesn't I matter. Past it. It's just the fact that we don't have the goddamn power rings when half the people write the Green Lantern books anymore. Bothers the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, and and yeah, this guy is millions of years old. He's been Will making a construct planet. At, at one point, it's at 1,500. 
At one, I like that Jessica at one point, what, what math is that? Because it's, it's, uh, we said it before, but it's basically like, how much, uh, how much are you going to give? 150%. Well, that's not really accurate. You can only give 100. So we, yeah. we don't even know what it means anyway. But the fact that it's a million year old ring that's been running a construct of a planet for that long, never Keeping charged and, all, in stasis. and it's going completely with the willpower is what's charging the ring. The guy's in stasis. I'm arguing with this guy. And he's like, well, we don't see him not charge it. I'm like, really? Yeah, you're, you better open your eyes. You're not going to see me slap you in the face. It's what's going to happen in a minute. I'm getting so angry. And, uh, yeah, you have this where – how is this working? And basically Jessica figures it out because her, you know, her queen industry phone brick and she went back to an old operating system. So she says, I can go back to the old. It seems even that is ridiculous. Hey, Ring, can you go back a million years to the old, you know, operating system back then? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, Jaybird. And they go back, but really, there's not really anything to this anyway because no. then John and Hal show up they and Simon they get captured they have nothing to do they have nothing to do they get captured and basically Jessica then uses this uh you know downgrade of her ring to be able to go into like a uh, hallucination system. Yeah. type system to see what happened and kind of live through it with this lost lantern saw what he was meant to do he ended up he did end up saving his planet and the people on it by making a construct as the supernova happened and things Things like that, and then all of a sudden you see this, and there's such a jarring, uh, you know, a scene change from okay, I see what happened. Now he's on trial, guilty. And I'm like, what? What is he guilty? Well, I'm I mean, saying it, it, it goes because the whole thing is he became a Green Lantern. He was the first of the sector yeah. and stuff like that. But the, the, his overlords of the planet are like, look. We don't go over none of this guardian law. You're going to do what we say here, yeah, and you're going to freaking you know, go after all the people that we don't like on the planet and detain the shit out of them yeah. if they don't follow orders, which he goes and like goes against guardian law and green yeah. lantern law and does what his overlords see fit. So this is where his shame comes from, where he has abused the green lantern I know he has ring. a shame. I actually did not think that they should have taken the ring from him. I really didn't. It just only because of the setup of the whole entire deal and then to just be like, oh, guilty. Oh, time served. All right. You know. Uh, come see, come saw. Everything's fine now, buddy. And I, I laughed too because you, you know, you have them going through this. John Stewart's listening, like you said, he did go against Green Lantern law by by listening, but he did end up saving an entire race because yeah. of that. So they're nice about it. Like, okay, you're going to be in jail for you a million years. You put yourself in your own prison for a yeah, million yeah, years. We said time served. Yeah. And then Hal's like, yeah. And then the guy's like, I'm. And I feel so bad for him because he's there. Uh, I'm unworthy. He's going to go kill himself. And there's oh, yeah. more to Everybody this too. Everybody he knows and loves yeah. is dead pretty much. They're all so. dead. So he's there. So it ends then with Hal's like, hey, we all make mistakes. Let's go. And then Jessica's like, hey, by the way, everybody you know is dead. You're the scourge of everybody. Yeah, let's go. And these people are going to love it. We're going to introduce you to something. Karaoke. Now, in the meantime, what is this planet going to do? Because in my mind, this planet, number one, it is a construct. The, the ring got taken away. I'm telling you, he doesn't, it's done. They, they should all be dead. It should be well, gone. I, I'm saying this planet is different. This is not even exactly hey, well, the planet. This and, is the Green Lantern, like, you know, like little, like, uh, sector house yeah, at the right But right here's now. the other thing, though, is these people there, you see all these people, right? I'm guessing that, say, the guy in the, the yellow shirt up there, he's waving. He's giving, like, the, the devil horns there. Well, what do you think their jobs are? Because I really do think that big reliance on this festival each year. This seems to be their big well, that, thing. The thing. It's that over. Thing is that, that Lost Lantern bit is that its own thing. That's not where the people no, stay on the I'm planet you, anymore. That's, that's just the where guy, they go though. to celebrate I the know, Lost Lantern. I know, but I'm Lantern. saying that they still have this each year. That's done. 
because now they see what it was and it was bull. Unless they say they had the whole thing, eh, it was a myth and we'll still go with it. Seems well, to me that it's that, done. The, the thing is, the only people that showed up are Greenlanders are always trying yeah. to do fucking construct money. We can't support yeah, ourselves on this. <laughs> construct money. Hey, here's a hundred. Oh, no, no, here's no, a no. Hundo, baby. Yeah, Keep and with that, change. like we said, there's no guardians. I just, I'm telling you, just there's so many weird things about this that just end with a, hey, let's do karaoke. And really, that, that's what you're doing? Karaoke. All right. And it just, it's nonsense. I think that well, it definitely I, came I would, out. I'd want to talk about this old ring that they have that's still working on the old operating system. See <laughs> if we can get the rest of the rings to start working when there's a green no, one. that's the thing, though. Where is it? For yeah. new goddamn people. yeah, where is the ring now? And then what does this mean going forward? You know what it does mean? Nothing. Because they're not going to do anything. And this was, again, this is one of those where we say sometimes, and, and uh, well, uh, you know, when we're talking and we're listening to, say, a podcast or reading a review, and somebody starts with something and, like, okay, you're doing good, guys. You know, here we go. And then they always go a little too far. Like, we do yeah. it sometimes. We try not to. But, you know, you start saying that that's what happened here. You had a story, like, hey, keep it, you know, generic. Keep it going. It's just an annual. We're going to have some fun. And yet the time frame, which I think between writing it and now, things have changed. So they, he went a little, Andy Diggle went a little too far with this ring being new, no guardians there. And it just, this is just there as filler. Well, the thing, I can only the, treat the, it as that. The background to the story was an interesting one. The idea of the lost lantern and Jessica coming to the idea, of what's the difference between willpower and willfulness? Because yeah. willfulness is considered a negative thing half the time. So the idea that they're trying to convey here. It had a cool thing, but it just got lost in yeah. all the monotony of the yeah, bullshit. It because did. It was there's all no continuity. Because even that, you have that. That's cool, right? You like that. Yeah. You just said it. Uh, and also the idea of this race thinking everything is inappropriate. You think that there's going to be a tie-in. Like, even if that guy's there, Lalulalulalulan, I think his that name was. Appropriate. And they're like, that, you know, hey, yeah, really, <laughs> that would be the best. But, uh, hey, we're going to do karaoke. That is inappropriate. But fun. Somehow I sound like the good doctor. He's a terrorist. <laughs> you think different, good doctor. But yeah, I would have liked even that. It would have been so, you know, freaking over the top and corny. But that's inappropriate. But fun. And there he is. With arms wide open. Yeah. They all yeah. Got, you know that any alien karaoke will always go to Creed, Eric. That, that is a given. Uh, I don't well, know if you know. in general always go to Creed. Yes, indeed. Uh, and that would be considered – most aliens would indeed consider that a gig, Eric. Uh, what, what did you give this? I gave this issue a 5.1 out of 10, and that was mostly because, you know, while I didn't think the art was the greatest, was okay. I actually thought the style was pretty interesting yeah, for what they were going for here. So I ended up enjoying it in the long run. It's just there was so many, like, you know – blatant errors and yeah. everything we've dealt with in Green Lantern so far, and we've moved beyond, thankfully, that just to go back to it seemed like a slap in the face. I didn't want to give it a fuck you five, though, because like I said, the background idea that they kind of went against, like, away from because of the bullshit with the willfulness versus willpower and, like, the stuff that Jessica was going through, I thought was a cool concept that just didn't go far enough. Yeah, there was a couple cool things thrown in there, and then things went a little too far in sections and then never really ended with anything, but... This is the problem. If you have an annual like this and it's between runs, it's between Tim Seeley's run and then eventually Dan Jurgen's run, you do have that issue that you can't really start anything new. No. 
Uh, and you're not, you know, you don't have, t- it would have been nice for Tim Seeley to kind of wrap up his run with a oversized annual or the two issues even going to that, which they didn't let him. So you're not going to start anything. So this seemed just like one of those inventory issues that they threw out there. And because of that, it didn't jive as much. And it, just the story in general, like you said, just didn't have, it, it set up some cool things that never came to be. So it, it's tough, but we're going to move on. Oh, I didn't get my score. I'm going to give it a five, five. I actually did like the art. The funny thing is, the thing I didn't like about the art was John and Hal. And because of that, you know, I can say, well, they, I like Simon and Jessica and I like yeah. everything else. It was just John and Hal seemed off. Hal seemed very skinny. Like, he hadn't eaten in a while. They got to get him to the buffet. The next book he is. He hasn't been to Earth in a while. He hasn't. The, well, they have space buffets. I mean, you'd be eating like. Yeah, rocks. who wants to eat it, though? Asteroid rocks is what you eat there, Eric, but you can Weird. eat all you can eat. Does this sound like a man who's had all of the asteroid rocks he can eat her? Does it? Uh, the next, we're going to continue. Like we're going to continue the green section with Green Arrow Annual Number Two. Two, Eric, written by Julia and Shauna Benson, art by Carmen Canero, uh, Trish Molville, and Mulvahill, and Deron Bennett. I'm problem. These words are jumping around, Eric. The Benson starting their uh, Green Arrow run with an annual seemed cool when I first heard about it. The extra pages could show us readers how much of a handle they'd have on Oliver and the entire Arrow family. Right, Eric? Right? Well. This is a bit messed up. This annual is a tie-in to Just League No Justice. I swear to God, this ended up being a surprise to everyone. I, I don't know if anybody knew this was coming. And because of that, there I is no... I thought I looked at Solicious. I don't remember this yeah, being a I'm thing. Done. There is no Arrow family. And the Bensons are forced to tell a story that isn't theirs and is better spelled out in the actual No Justice book. I think that they do an okay job. I, I'm telling you, with all the nonsense that I will say and get angry at this... It's not, I'm not angry at them. I actually think they did a pretty decent job, uh, writing this. One of their better writing deal of dialogue and things like that, that I think they had, except for a couple things. But, uh, then they had, yeah, well, there it is. I think they do an okay job. And even if they've already overused Pretty Bird, I do look forward to their run starting so I can actually gauge how good they'd be on this book because this gives me nothing. And with that, I look and because these people out here, and again, I don't know, Reggie sometimes gets angry at me when I'm talking to a reviewer. what we're doing. You know, I I consider myself grandpa reviewer, Eric. I don't know if you know this. I am like the Mr. Miyagi in my mind for every, they don't consider that. They they think I'm nonsense. But just because somebody's starting a run, just because somebody's ending a run, that that shouldn't affect your score. Don't let that affect your score. read the issue and talk about the issue because like I said when we're talking about this I don't blame the Bensons as much as I blame DC for putting them in the shittiest situation where they're doing this they can't even tell their story that they've been told to tell because you can't reveal too much they're not gonna so at one point the story just stops and it's ridiculous, but it starts off with what you would know if you read No Justice. And if you're going to read this, and you haven't, obviously, we're going to spoil the shit out of it anyway. But if you were getting this, this would be better served to read after No Justice. Now, the problem I also yeah. have that I didn't mention in my blurb, when have we ever had an annual that's a tie into another book? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to get people who are excited to have a Green Arrow. Oh, my God. Green Arrow is my favorite book. It's the only DC book I read. I can't wait to see how the Bensons are going to do this with my favorite character. It's a tie-in to a book. What the fuck are you doing? It's bad enough to have an issue that's a tie-in. An annual? That is unheard of. Outrageous, Eric. And I, I really that really gets to me that they had the gall to do that. Why do that with an annual? 
freaking nonsense. But yeah, it starts off with this box that Oliver does get at the end. And, you know, we've already talked about yeah. justice. So you hear that, but it's the box that Martian Manhunter got. But they have to be coy with everything that they're telling. And that just throws them off. And, and the thing is, that, like, from what I'm, I'm sure I've already talked about this too, because we're doing this out of order. But yeah. looking at this box here, I love Francis Manipul's art in No Justice number four. I didn't know it was a fucking box that Martian Manhunter gave. I thought, like, all right, is this some weird, like, kind of a thing with a button on it with a star? I'm like, what am I yeah. looking? I did not realize until this issue that it was a box and that yeah. things inside are the things that can kill the Justice yeah. or yeah. whatnot. I'm like, well, I appreciate this issue for that. It's it's very weird because what it is, uh, you, you're not aware of this. I actually got inside information, and I know this is a spoiler, but if you if he opens the box, what that is is actually a new contract for Brian Hitch to be on the Justice League book. That's all it means. Oh my god! That's how you destroy oh. the Justice League. You rehire Brian Hitch, but you go into the then, and this is where you know they can kind of deal with what led to us seeing Oliver in at the North Pole with Amanda Waller in the No Justice story, yeah. but in this you don't get anything you get oliver fighting brick in a casino in downtown seattle i called my expert robin he said there's no such thing downtown seattle that's okay but do a little research uh they do have casinos doesn't know about the underground oh you know the brick casino and it's just he's fighting and to me there's a mob casino yeah there's a couple things in this i know i see where they're there the best thing too is shit has gone wrong right there there is an attack uh, Brick Prigs pretty says that there are still t- these people on the, the slots yeah. <laughs> in the background. They don't look like mobsters to me, but yeah, they they got to make money from regular people. Yeah, they're the people. mobsters' grandparents. Ah, but yeah, you, you have this, and again, you're going to get in an annual, especially you're going to get, and somebody who's joining on, you're going to get a lot of these callouts to be like a uh, wink, wink. We know the character, we know the things, and Brick is there. Brick was in Percy's run. It, it kind of seems like a reset of Brick here a little, uh, yeah. but it, it's just a. Fun it's only there so that when Brainiac's ship shows up, uh, you have, you know, Oliver there and Brick. Now, in the meantime, it seems like Oliver does try to blow Brick up, though he knows, yeah. you know, his power. But he does give him pretty much plastic explosive arrow that does Goodbye, blow up. Goodbye, mobster's grandparents. Yeah, really. Yeah, they're dead. And the weird thing about this, there's a couple things in this issue that throw me off because all of a sudden Oliver's there and he's like, holy crap, what is this? Because Brick's like, everybody's out of here. What, you haven't seen that? And there's a Brainiac ship, and it's attacking. Now, this is where they had – where a Brainiac had showed up and was collecting the heroes to put him in stasis or in the teams that they, he was yeah. going to take with them. But Oliver goes through a progression here where he knows Brainiac. He doesn't. He doesn't recognize the ship. He does. And it, it just threw me off because he's there. And at first, I'm like, okay, he doesn't recognize a Brainiac ship. That's fine. Yeah. But later when Barbara just says it's a Brainiac ship, there's never a thing like Oliver's like, oh, that makes sense. Or, oh, no, he's – Brainiac, oh, he's an alien. Brainiac. Yeah, oh, Brainiac, he's an alien. So he knows Brainiac. It just threw me off. That oh, why no, I agree. Do it goes that? back and forth a bit. The whole thing, like, you know, the whole idea that all these Brainiac ships are coming, for the most part, I know Oliver's not always in touch with the Justice League. Oh, yeah, he's the way Justice, off. Like, seem to know what's going on yeah. as soon as these Brainiac ships show up. So, yeah, he might not be in the, like the like the forefront of knowledge of what yeah. Brainiac and the ships look like, but uh, it seems like a doing? weird back and forth. You know what I mean? He's fighting Brick. Brick knows all about this. What has he been doing leading up he's, to him going to Brick? I'll tell you, Brick's been watching the news. Oliver hasn't. Yeah, well, it's right above him. So they're dealing with this. Then Oliver's trying to figure it out. Basically, he's like, oh, they must be going after metahumans because it grabs Brick. Then it's like, no, error does not compute. Throws Brick down. Oh, 
they're after me. And he even has like a moment like, of course, of course they're after me. So he's got to get away from this. Now, again, you have a setup in the no justice. If you're not reading it, you know, you're not going to understand anything going on. But these ships, everything going on came and pretty much captured the entire superhero world. Stasis or the deal in this, Oliver brings down the ship with an arrow. He shoots it in the eye and says, that's what you shoot. And, and it's done. Why didn't anybody else get away I when Oliver could with an arrow? But that's the thing is, uh, you know, eyes are very vulnerable. And if you hit them just at the right <laughs> it's spot, so weird. you could hit them in the skull. Like, yeah. Of course you can. Yeah, I, 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 I understand this. I know that I'm not, you know, I'm not Mr. Anatomy. I'm not, you know. I kind of understand that if you shoot someone in the eye, it kind of goes into the skull, and he takes out the Brainiac ship. Done. Uh, why yeah. couldn't anybody else do this? Yeah, Just course. Oliver. Just Oliver. Regular arrow. And then the best is he's there, and he's like, he's trying to see what's going on. As this goes on, the phones, the, the Queen Industry phones all start shorting out. He's a little pompous. Oh, my God, this would never happen with my tech. I'm like, really? You have not even been in control of your company for a year. Uh, you know, who knows what the hell those guys were doing on the line. Uh, but, yeah, they all fritz out. And as this goes on, one, I, I don't know. She's doing a Michael Jackson impersonation. Her hair, her hair catches even on happen? fire. I'm telling you, this phone is in this other lady's purse. It's you so see good. a little bit of an electrical charge it, it, fucking it, a few feet yeah. away. Somehow it sets this lady's hair on her, fire. Her her hair is on fire. So Oliver doesn't go over and put a blanket over it. No, no he shoots no, the, no, no. The, the fire the, hydrant. The best, the best part is the progression. Because you see this happen. All right, this lady's hair on fire. That's a fucked up situation. Let's go back to Green Arrow when we turn the page. Okay. Oh, my God. That lady in the background. Her hair's still on fire. All right. We're going around. Oliver's doing stuff. Oh, my God. Her hair is still on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank God it's out now. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's done. Spent a so lot then, of time doing yeah. this lady's hair on fire. Yep. And then he he hits the fire hydrant. It goes, you know, you're having everybody's dance. Actually, they're running. Oh, thank God. My hair is not on fire anymore. Then some guy out of nowhere just gets mad. Huh, you ruined my phone. No, we kind of established they were already ruined. That's fine. Yeah. The guy looks like a piece of crap. Uh, but he's like, huh, th- thank God you have a phone. Oh, you superheroes. I'd say, like, listen, number one, I don't because he didn't, but then he fi- – and we'll get to that. But, uh, like, you know, I'm trying to save you guys, so get the hell out of here. But you have this deal where this little, you know, earpiece – goes off it, it is just hanging in plain view on his quiver his quiver the main one of the most important things two things that are very important in arrow you know the uh or the the bow and arrow the bow and the quiver and it's just hanging there huh what's that and uh it's canary hey pretty bird i said during this run because i knew they were going to overuse it there you go, pretty bird. Ah, oh, that's sweet, Arrow, but it's a different bird of prey calling, and it's Barbara who then explains, oh, what happens is when Dinah wants to get a hold of people, she always puts hidden earpieces everywhere. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? She hung it on his quiver. When he yeah. got the quiver, he didn't see the, the thing. It's there. With a, with a, it's, it's nonsense. It's just nonsense because Barbara has to get a hold of him. It's one of the most forced things I've ever read to have somebody be able to communicate. And basically, like, oh, Brainiac's here. You know, the Just League, they're trying to do this. You know, the, the Brainiac must have hacked in the signal of the, the satellites and, and then destroyed them. And so that's why the phones all went. We know, uh, reading No Justice, that it was actually Amanda Waller that did that, that they well, do. Get that's around. the thing is they, they do this whole thing where we see like oh somebody has hacked the you know the Q like you know the Q I can't Q-I, see what the hell it is they keep the saying, Q the I phones, but like the Q, 
the Q phones rated satellite kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. I just it's go Q hacked. phones. And it blew up all the phones, but I'm looking at the screen that, you know, Barbara's looking at. It looks like the satellite just exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, like, like where exploded. is the, the, the time frame of this whole thing does not line up for what no. we saw at no, Justice for how everything problem. works out. Yep. And I'm sorry, right now, the phones go mental because Amanda Waller just got, like, right now, as far as I know, she just killed Brainiac. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm telling you, all the freaking, like, the satellites and whatnot, they all went down because of this fucking pulse that he traced back to yeah. Amanda Waller and stuff like that, like he said. But now we have Barbara Gordon now, and now we have the whole thing where it's like, all right, we got to go and do some more fighting and get away from the Brainiac monsters. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the I timing's gotta, I got to get the pretty bird. And I'm like, the yeah. whole thing where we have to fly across the country and then to the Arctic at that's yeah. after that but to get to the pretty Black bird. Canary and then to Amanda Waller. I'm like, where is the time frame here for when Brainiac blows up his head? And, and there's just crazy things because that's when he does take down uh, the Brainiac ship there just by shooting it, by telling us an eye leads to the skull. Then he goes and mentions Pretty Bird again, Eric, like you said, but that means the aeroplane. He gets in it because Barbara's like, well, I'm closer to Happy Arbor. And they're like, you, I got to find Pretty Bird, Eric. You gotta, here we, I got to find Pretty Bird. And uh, she's like, oh, she's still at the JLA headquarters. Okay, well, I'm going to go there, get the flight plan. I'm, I got some Something to do quick. He saves a girl, destroys the Brainiac ship, and then flies to Happy Harbor where the JLA – Across the country. Yeah, across the country. JLA, they're all knocked out with Brainiac, you know, the dots. And even there, it's like they have weird dot patterns on their head just like Brainiac. And that's when he gets attacked, and this is the next thing that's uh, nonsense to me because – What are these things doing well, here? here's the thing. These things are there, and they spell out – they, they spell out – Barbara spells out that these robots – are there and each of them is set up to have a defense against a specific JLA member. So they're you, down. yeah, you, they're down and they're like, oh my God, they're unprotected. What, what are they doing now? Here's the other problem though is it turns into something different then because you have this is like black canary detected, sound dampeners activated, killer frost detected, temperature set to sub zero, the ray detected, reflectors initiated. It goes from that. To now Barbara's saying, oh, you're in big trouble. Now you have to fight a team of robots that have the powers of these characters. Look, no, look, it's I, spelled I out care. that they had I, the, the defenses. Look, I don't care about any of the defenses or any of this <laughs> bullshit. I read No Justice number one. We had Brainiac ships about. We had tentacle monsters. We had all this stuff. Why all of a sudden do I have a Brainiac T-Rex, a goddamn Terminator, I don't know. Sub-Zero, but and like War I Machine said, here? It's so weird that they're like, oh, my God. Now you – well, the good news is the robots didn't know you were coming, so there's no countermeasure bot for you to fight. Okay, there's no – and what would it be? Uh, initiating no target. He, he shoots arrows. What, what are they going to do? Wind, tunnel? Well, even this whole thing, it's like like I just said, all of these things are di- different kinds of Brainiac robots, but like Trank arrows for the T-Rex. Yeah, Trank I, arrows. I, I know, and it says – but robot. I'm still centering on the – you'll have to take on the powers of Canary, Vixen, Killer Frost, and Ray. That's not what at they said. One, they saying, didn't say that. One guy, you can see his fucking ice cold, though. I just like that. Well, he is, but that's the problem is – he, he's ice cold because that was the defense so that no Killer case. Frost couldn't get it from him. Never said anything about him being able to shoot, you know, no. ice or anything. He was there so that she'd have no heat to feed off of. The problem is there's other fire. It's nonsense. And, and, and not only that, they're already down and taken over. Yeah, they're down. So then he fights, and that's why I love it too. Like, try to get stuff to do. Like, all right, guys, we have to go hit. back and act like we yeah. still have stuff Let's to do. Let's pretend. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Black oh, Canary, damn. detect. I'm 
did. telling you, damn that brainiac. Danger. He's just like LeBron. LeBron. We have nothing to do. He gets all of the credit. So they go, let's go get them. They're already taken care of. But with that, he, he, he hits a robot with a trank arrow. Okay. He wrecks Robert. <laughs> then says, fire melts ice and, and seems to hit it with a fire, you know, a fire deal. The problem is the ice was done because it made itself down to, you know, sub-zero temperature. Zero. To me, underneath, he, it melts the ice. He's still a robot. He's a robot underneath. So there you, you didn't do anything there. And then just says, you know, oh, my God, and shoots the thing that has the mirrors that was going to reflect the Ray's powers and then just says that he has seven years bad luck and you go from there because he has nothing to say like break the mirror win the battle you've done nothing he has done nothing there he's tried to put to sleep a robot melted the outside it's nothing it's it's complete nonsense I, and I goes, don't get why we're adding stuff to the no justice story I'm telling you the story I, as I, it Ted, is they're, doesn't they're make stuck. all that much sense to me in the long run why are we adding more stuff and, and this is sense. the problem they, they get this assignment and at this point they're like okay show, we have to have something for some him to do T- you could show me some T-Rex Brainiac setting no, up that goddamn sail transformer with that cosmic yeah. scene. Well, with that, that's not their story. They have to center on Oliver, so I think that they're told to do this and like, oh, well, I guess we got to, you know, get some time with these robots. It doesn't make sense. What the hell else are they going to do? They were stuck with this. They have no story to tell. They are forced into this. So then he goes and finds Canary. She's, she's knocked out. Oh, goodness. I can't leave them here. Oh, I'll send a war bot. You know, I'll send a weapon a spot to watch them because in the meantime, you know what I found out? I found that it wasn't, you know, uh, Brainiac that, that destroyed the satellite. It's Amanda Waller. Oh, where is now? Here's another thing: is you have I, mean, I know Barbara's smart. Amanda Waller, her being in the Arctic by herself is complete and utter nonsense. Again, not the Bensons didn't make that up, but also well, the I fact that Barbara can just tap a computer. She's in the Arctic yeah. where Brainiac's dead. I know, and, and with that though, she's also oh, let me tap here. Oh, the tracker I have tells me Amanda Waller's in the Arctic. How, how you get? She is so you know under the radar. That, that's what she is. There's no tracking. The and and the, well, the best of it is is uh, oh, I tracked her. She's in the Arctic. Of course she is. What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. I'm like you, you have went that and and jumped to such a conclusion that she's there for the Fortress of Solitude. It is so ridiculous. He bl- flies the plane. The plane is, is uh, fucking freezing up all around him. He he has a goose, Eric. He can't get out. The thing no. is frozen. Oh no, goose! You're gonna die. He crashes, but then can get out, not harmed, and then keeps mentioning the island. Boy, I thought I had a bet on the island later. Look, look, oh, man, I'm the you, I will take more and more island stories no matter what because the whole idea where he takes the parts of the aeroplane and makes skis and wants to tell yeah. us about when he was on the bunny slopes. Fries and, and You were and a pizza. billionaire playboy. I'm yeah. sure you were on the slopes a lot yeah, as a freaking uh, young guy. And I'm guy. sure that you they bought the slopes. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no way that he – yeah, you're right. He would know that. But yeah, it's even like – I remember my lessons there. Okay, it really, you're just – please, let's get to what we're getting to. He gets to Amanda Waller and then basically we are at a point where we've already seen it, no justice. Yep. And they're not allowed to tell anything. So it's like, all right, explain yourself, Amanda Waller. And then you have the – and boy, she did. Technically, Waller won that fight by freezing me in place with some high-tech gadget, which wasn't very nice. But we managed to work together to save Earth, and I was rewarded. I'm like, really? That's how That's how the story ends before you get to an epilogue that's just as much nonsense. Justice. How many days? I'm telling you. 
This Hall of Justice wasn't even starting building as far as I'm concerned when the story started. This, uh, and there it is. He, they go to the Hall of Justice. That's where John gives them the box. That's the thing to take out the Justice League. He even says, boy, th- this kind of puts a target on my ass. Thanks a lot there, buddy. And he's like, yeah, well, fuck off. Zero responsibility. You know, zero powers come with great responsibility. Oh, and then phases and goes into the deal. And that's where Green Arrow's like, you know what? This is bullshit. G.A. I'm out of here. I'm, what was that? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here because it seems we're going up the steps where John phases through the yeah, wall to go inside. Yeah, he goes through the wall like, to go inside. This seems to be a doorway, right? Yeah, because yeah, he could open that, I think. This whole place I think he could open it. To all these people at the end of No <laughs> Justice for, like, you know, to be a shining beacon of hope to all people. Why is there no door there? No. And then why does Green Arrow just freaking carve his goddamn initials on and, there? And he says, if Martian Manhunter isn't coming back, I should leave him a message. I don't want to belong to any league that would accept me as a member anyway. And you're getting back to that old joke about Green Arrow not being in the Just League, the thing yeah. that was even in Percy's run, where he already he already said he didn't want to be in it anyway. And then with that, he just puts G.A. I'm like, oh, you got him. You got him, buddy. Way to go. And then he just goes off, and then he's there with uh, Pretty Bird. And, uh, and he says, a road it, trip back he to says it a couple times, uh, Pretty Bird. And they're at like a 7-Eleven getting beef jerky and shit like that. And then he's like, look at her. Look at her. She's so strong. And look at that fucking crap that she eats. I don't understand. Yeah, and they're going. And then it says, the after effects of the story will be revealed in August. <laughs> like, really? What is going I'll tell on you, here? For some reason, I don't know why. I don't know if it's I'm some kind of getting like a weird prude as I'm getting older. But the whole idea too, when he's talking about, he's got this box that could destroy the just like. Yeah. Should I tell Black Canary about it in case you know I get hit by a buster? No, I don't want to put her target on her back. I've never kept a secret from Dinah. Okay, that's a lie. I never told her that she farts in her sleep. Sometimes, yeah, I didn't like but that. This my. I really didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. That's her other canary cry. (laughs) That's the nighttime (laughs) canary cry. And canary makes me cry. Unfortunately, in the last bit of Birds of Prey, that that was upgraded as well, Eric. It's really bad. It's a window rattler now. Uh, But no, even that, he even says, it's so weird. He's like, you know what? I'm lucky to have her because if something happens to me, she's going to have to take care of the butt, but then doesn't tell her about it. And then, hey, why are we driving? I thought you said the aeroplane was back in action. Like, what story did he tell her? Because the aeroplane was destroyed and made in the skis. Like, hey, by the way. This is days later. Yeah, days later. I mean, well, you you did have the Hall of Justice going up. I guess you could have went and salvaged. Yeah, just to get to that plane. Nonsense. And just nonsense. Uh, He bought it, no one. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, that's what he means. And she's like, this doesn't look like the, it's like any time a dog dies and you try to replace no, it's the it. Arrow it car. Come on, baby. Yeah, really. Yeah, look, look. Is it like that? Oliver, this is a submarine. I know you're stupid. There ain't no plane. Oh, well, I said it was kind of plain. Look, it's just green. You know, that's my color. I, I don't like, the, uh, I don't like the idea of her freaking drinking this big gold by there. No, it looks still gross. Sometimes well, there's green shit coming out of plus, it. Plus, there's a lot of people I know that get, that gives them gas. This is going to be a really oh, rocking God. night that night. She, she farts in her sleep. I don't know if you know that. I'm surprised that we don't have some sight. Because anytime some stupid thing like this comes up, somebody will write an article. This just revealed this week. And then you'll go and click. Oh, my God. Black Canary has a secret that nobody knows about. And I'm like, oh, What's that? She she shits the bed. Oh, great. That's great. I'm glad that I went to that one. (laughs) There's clickbait for you. But what would you give it, Eric? Because I'm trying to find my notes now. Now I'm angry trying to find my notes. I, I really like the art in this book, and I really I love hope it. that this artist continues on no, with the it's not. when they do the it's Green not. Arrow run. It, it's Javi Fernandez, Eric. It's your favorite. It's your favorite Javi, Javi Fernandez. Fernandez. Yep. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's who's on the book with them. There you go. It Spoiler alert. 
right, well, there goes that. But <laughs> yeah, this art's this great. Book, but it's just that the uh, the overall story does not jive with no justice. No. It does not need to be, and it really feels like a waste of a Green Arrow annual, especially an when annual. a lot of the book is the stuff telling us that we've already saw yeah. another story. Yeah. So yeah. I think I'd give it a 5.5 out of 10. I give it a 5.2, and I like the art, and I'm still I'm just upset at the conceit of that DC um, to think that you would force somebody who may not even be reading the No Justice story to read this because it is the new creative team. You're going to want to, if you're a Green Arrow fan, you're going to want to read this just to see what the Bensons are going to give you. And the the point that it's an oversight, you know, it's a, a more expensive book, but also the fact that because of the story, she can't really even use Black Canary or them, you know, both of the girls. They can't use Black Canary. They can't use Emiko. I mean, they tried to call at one point Roy, Emiko, and Canary. That's awesome that Roy might be in this book because that's something for him to do and things like that. But in the meantime, can't be in the story because they're in stasis. And also it's like, oh, Emiko's my sister. Screw that. I'm not going to check into her. I got to go to Happy Harbor. Off I go. And you, you don't get a grip. I do like, like I said, the dialogue, yes, the situations are ridiculous. I think that the ridiculous situations were kind of unfortunately done because of the story they were given and the parameters that they had to be within. But just the dialogue itself besides pretty much, I liked it. I actually thought it was yeah. really good, and I have a lot of hope that we're going to have a fun run from them because even the Birds of Prey, I know that we, you know, we didn't give the greatest of scores, but we didn't hate it. It, it, it had something i hope i hope that that was kind of their you know it was their first job deal and now you can have this i do like at one point when they're they're explaining you know black canary puts these things with everybody's communicators you know that's the bop sop i wonder because it's the b-o-p-s-o-p i'm like "Eh, that's crazy standard operating procedure there but i'm like the bop sop i like that that sounds really cool but yeah i gave it a 5.2 and i'm gonna stick with that and yeah javi fernandez eric but we're gonna go off now to some yeah it is to some mail yo it's mail call it is the best podcast all week even though shay is such a freak i've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with jim and I've got such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mel with Jim Now Mel with Jim And I've got a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Mel with Jim Now Mel with Jim all right and more mail more mail there Eric. more mail it just keeps coming in this is why people go postal isn't it that's why it just keeps coming in it never ends uh and the first one is from andrew in belfast and he says dear gm and eric do you like that? That's uh, my Irish accent. I've been working on it all week. Let me see if I'm going to start again. Oh, Let God. me, I got to get in the mode here. Irish, he's from Belfast. Okay. He's, Let me pretend I'm going to get a little drink here. I'll get my drink on. Okay. I'm Irish. Dear Jim and Eric, is that how you're doing? Woo-wee! Greetings and salutations, gentlemen. Is that how they talk? Oh, the like you don't like that? How about this? Dear Jim and Eric, greetings and salutations, gentlemen. Is that a good one? Is that a little better? 
Tell I don't me, like I was Northern trying, Ireland's in, accent. In the, in the, uh, in the rant and raves, there was a rant and rave from Luke Hollywood from Leak Slip. And I sat there the whole time trying to get that accent down and actually then tried to impersonate him and sounded like John Wayne. And I mean John Wayne, you know, the Duke John Wayne, not the Get Fresh crew member. Beep, boom. I mean the Get uh, Fresh crew member. That's what I meant as well. That that guy, I, one surfing trip after another, that guy's on. Every time he's talking to me, he's like, hey, I'm going to send in a mail, but I got to finish my surfing, you know, excursion. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm here in the sweaty you ass. You're going to point break. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, say hi to Bodie for me, you son of a bitch. There he is. He's, he's surfing the tsunami, Eric, and maybe robbing banks. Of course he's robbing banks. Of How else is he affording all these surfing trips? And, and, yeah, really, that's, that is the truth. But yeah, that guy's getting a surf on all the time. Uh, dear Jim and Eric, greetings and salutations. Could you imagine Gentlemen. what it looked like if I tried to surf out of nowhere? Oh my God. It'd be the best. I, I would, I, I think I would just drown immediately. The, the funny thing is, just imagine you're on the beach and they're like, hey there, America's surfboard. Hey there. A board. Oh yeah, no, I'm saying, hey there, America's sweetheart, here, let's surf. Somehow you react the same way as somebody throwing a ball at you. Yeah! You, you turn, you put your hands up, they're like, yeah, leave this guy here. We do not need him. You're on the so boogie long, board. Spaz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> spaz. Would you be scared surfing legitimately? Like, if yes, you. I don't like if, the ocean. If you got, and I'm talking like we're in Hawaii, maybe Greg Brady's there, you got a tiki thing on it, and you get hit by the wave, and uh-huh. then you're under, and the would you just think you were going to die immediately? Because I, I would. I'd be. As very, soon as and, I would paddle out, I would think I was going to die because I don't trust the ocean. I don't either. I don't trust it at all. And I, I would think somehow a shark was going to eat me. And that would be well, why wouldn't it? Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm a good target there. I'm yeah. an easy target there on that surfboard. And I you just small, imagine, you flail around a I lot? just come imagine on. I get hit and then I come up and my surfboard has that, you know, the generic shark's bite out of it. <laughs> well, oh my goodness, what happened? And then I look, it's actually my dad. He actually yeah. has come back from the dead as a zombie and he's trying to eat me. Eat me, Eric. As my buffalo brother says, sup fellas, he says. Uh, he means Brandon. I hope that this email finds you both very well and refreshed after annuals week, or as I call it, skip week. You ever no. skip rope, Eric? You ever do that? You no. skip the ropes. You never did the skip the ropes. Oh, I, I even know how I, you skip rope. Don't you? you like jump uh, rope? Yeah, yeah, you're skipping the ropes. Uh, I, I always wanted to get involved in those things where they have like seven ropes and the girls are singing songs. Oh, like a double dutch? Stuff. Yeah, like you're doing the double dutch. I, I can you imagine? You just said you, <laughs> right there, you imagining you surfing. Anything? Can you imagine me trying to do that? Can you imagine oh. the disaster? I, I mean, anybody who's seen Deadpool 2, and this is no spoiler, imagine Domino in that movie, how they portray how her power oh. set goes. Imagine the opposite. <laughs> that is me. Anytime oh, yeah. I try to do something. Her power is luck. Your power is disaster. My power is disaster. Okay, so just to update you on all things, Andrew. Firstly, I'm completely exhausted. I took last week off from work to throw every ounce <laughs> this is the best of spare energy I had into my anti The Last Jedi message online in the run up to Solo. He took work off, Eric. A small band of determined rebels of all persuasions through everything we could at him basically made sure that Lucasfilm and Bob Eager fully knew, if that's how you say it, Iger sure. fully knew our views over and over and over again. It seemed to catch Lucasfilm completely off guard and knock them reeling. In fact, I was surprised at how amateurish they were. There was blood on the dance floor at the end of this battle, gents. It was a dance What's battle. Going on? And I think we'll have started off major changes in creative direction. If nothing else, Star Wars social media will never be the same again. 
Like the Bothans, Eric. Many Twitter accounts died to bring you this message. Eric always messes up the Bothans, and we won't get into that. That no, caused doesn't. him that caused him such shame at a family he doesn't event. Doesn't always mess up the Bothans. He messed up the Bothans one time because he was trying to make a joke. And he it was making it, it a joke. It, you were the master of disaster, and it made you look like a fool. Is what it you did. did. You you were shacked in the fool that night. Imagine the Vader scene at the end of Rogue One with the Rebel soldiers representing anti-Disney Star Wars accounts. I don't have that good a memory. Imagination. I used to, but not now. It's pure imagination. Luckily, I know a few tricks that saved my account. Barely made a few special modifications myself. Now, I do know about that. Trying to get an account not banned in certain areas. I've had points where I'm like, Eric, yep, we're banned here. I, I Godzilla it again. Anyway, the film totally bombed, which made me feel almost sorry for rich multimillionaire and mansion-dwelling film director Ron Howard. How dare you? Ron Howard, actually, if anything. On a side note, I thought the movie was fun. And and here's the deal. To me, Ron Howard was just in an unlucky situation. I don't consider him anything uh, bad. I he was in like between Ron narrations Howard. for the Arrested Development, and he, he had this to go. He's Richie. He's Richie Cunningham. For Christ's sakes, ha- have some, have have some you know respect and uh, you know something for him. He lost his brother Chuck, never to be seen again. Eric, he's he lost the guy his dribbled. brother Chuck and gave to Clint. Yeah, the guy walked out. Yeah, really, he doesn't need that. Although he's a professional and knew the mess he was getting into. What kind into. of bad luck is this? The film didn't seem anywhere near. This is where also where people like you know shit on Joss Whedon and yeah. stuff with it. You know, they 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 were just there. The film didn't seem anywhere near as bad as Last Jedi, though. I know Eric liked it, and I look forward yeah. to seeing it on cable, but alas, it was a necessary sacrifice. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I want to, though, but I, I tend to just like, well, these Star Wars yeah. aren't for me anymore. In a yeah. free market economy, the only way we can continue to strike back against Lucasfilms is with our wallets, something Eric Shea also does via the stick. Ooh, you're a pirate. If circulating a multitude of pictures of empty theater screens around social media and posting bad reviews helps course correct the Star Wars franchise, then so much the better. I would imagine well, was, Last well, Jedi. I saw a lot of that. I was imagining the, the Last Jedi is being retconned as much as it's practically possible as we speak. In any event, we move on to the next battle. We'll keep this up until we break the second Death Star and change the personnel at the top of Lucasfilm, which treat us so badly on. I don't know how you retcon an episode now, eight. And uh, I, I have a theory coming up. Incidentally, those guys and gals should take a leaf off of the Scott Snyder or Brian Hill's conduct online. Sheer professionalism and courtesy to fans. And, you know, some of you would say Scott Snyder isn't even in that realm. I know Dancing Mike would. But here is what I have to say at the end of that. The problem is you are really making yourselves known of how much you hate these people. And I don't see them giving you what you want then. They're just going to be like, eh, fuck it. You know, yeah, Solo didn't make money, but fuck these fans who hate us. Why should we bow to them? And I don't think things are going to change overall. I really don't. And I've moved on to the point where I will watch the original trilogy. We almost watched New Hope last night. And actually, Logan told me that he thinks the original trilogy are three of the most watchable movies, like rewatch movies. Because I asked him if he wanted to watch Deadpool 2 again, because I heard there was a better stream, Eric. I am a pirate as well. Well, and he said, no, we just saw that. You want to watch uh, Star Wars? And I said, well, what do you mean Star Wars? He's like, I mean, you know, the first Star Wars. He means New Hope. And I'm like, yeah, I'll watch Duh, that. We, we, ended, we ended up, yeah, we, yeah, really. He's like, I guess he wanted me to fall asleep because unfortunately now, every time we put that on, it seems to be when I'm exhausted and I, I end up falling asleep, uh, you know, with no problems from the movie, just me being tired. Uh, we ended up watching TV shows, including one show called The Middle. 
that oh. Eric has been telling me to watch. So we watched a bunch of that last night instead. Moving on then to the sunnier world of At comic books. At one point, their dishwasher breaks and they have to wash the dishes in the tub. I thought you could appreciate this yeah, show. Yeah, well, and this was very, you know, one of the first where their uh, dryer breaks. And the one comment was, uh, you can't put anything uh, wet in the dryer. I've actually heard that comment here in the house. <laughs> what the fuck? When it happened here, when Tanya said that, don't make no goddamn sense. And I have to stay or say, this is him talking to comics. I have to say, I had the best new comic book day this week. The sun was nice. shining, the birds were singing. I was still off work. Gentlemen of leisure, fellas. I uh, bought a lovely new short box with a Marvel Legacy design on it. I also bought the new Lando issue number one, which was fun, and the new Man of Steel. Two lovely looking covers on those books, incidentally. To take a bit of time to touch on the Bendis book, I have to say I was primed to hate this issue. I have enjoyed a lot of Bendis' work, but just wasn't sure that he was a good fit at all for Superman. Credit where credit is due, though. I really enjoyed this issue. I have a lingering concern about Lois and John's future, but suspect that in the long run, this may not be as disastrous as is being hinted or fretted I agree. over. I also had one hell of a laugh at the bit of dialogue where John tells Clark that Lois has suggested he join the ranks of kids to look after themselves. What? Lois, when did he ever do anything else while you were Ten busy years celebrating? Old. God damn it, Lois. Yeah. Be a Wind mother. Clark. Uh, the thing is, is what he's saying is, he, she has left him while she was drinking in the woods. He, he was left to make microwave pizza where he didn't take the plastic off. <laughs> he might be super boy. He's not super smart. Ha ha. Anyway, we can only judge on what we have, and I have no reason to criticize this issue, which made me feel optimistic. I was kind of bored a little. I, I, I thought that I thought he was going to come big or go to the store, as they say, Eric. Uh, nobody says and that. And he didn't. He didn't. He kind of is playing around. And I, I say this more when we talk about it, uh, you know, so I won't go fully into it, but I actually was a little surprised. Before going, I'll give Jim a laugh by saying that my local comic book store seems to be waiting in surplus issues of Tom King's Batman run. Also, I hope that you enjoyed my goat photographs the other day. He sent photographs of actual goats. They sure were cute. Down on the old farmstead. Okay, short and sweet. And they were. Uh, short and sweet this week, fellas. Shout out to the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, review-making, podcast-dominating, death-defying, legendary, get fresh group. Boop, boop, boop. Check you on the flip side, Eric. Thank, Thank you, Andrew. Andrew. And Andrew is very, he, like, I am very upset about these new Star Wars movies. He is very, very upset. He's taken it to the I was upset, there. but like most things in life, I quickly forgot about no, it. No, no, that's on. the thing. Andrew's not lazy like us. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Andrew is the non-lazy uh, Jim and Eric because we are too lazy to uh, do this. And I, I don't know. I just, my, my personal stance is I will see some movies that I want to and see some I don't. I have the movie pass right now, so I could go see Solo the minute we're Fancy. done here. And I, you know, I'm not paying not any more to. than yeah. I'm already, but I'm, yeah, I won't be. I'll be, I'll be editing this damn podcast is what <laughs> I'm going to be doing. I think I'd rather go see Solo. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't blame Ron Howard. I actually thinking anything Star Wars, I don't even, that, his name doesn't even pop into my head. So it just even we'll feels weird to have Ron Ron Howard on a Star Wars film. Yeah, it's a Star Wars story. It's not like one of the main, you know, episodes. But you know, Ron Howard. Quick, think of yourself yeah. in the '80s. Ron Howard's going to direct a Star Wars movie in 30 yeah. years. Bullshit. Sit on that, Potsy. 
is what I would have said, Eric. Uh, I, I think that they kind of grabbed onto him too. No, he's a good director. He really yeah. is. I also think that he's, uh, you know, kind of a nice guy, and they were hoping that that would kind of take effect as well. You know what's funny? But, he's, a, he's a good director. I know he'd be a good director. I can't think of a single Ron Howard film off the top of my head. You have never a, heard he of Apollo, Apollo 13, 13 yes, I'm saying, That's the only one. Eric, just think of any movie Clint Howard's been in. I mean, there, yeah. there's your tell. The uh, is, but yes, I think that he did that. A movies that Clint Howard's been in that I think of, there's yeah. no way Ron Howard would have directed. Listen, you, know, you had never man, heard of Ticks. Ticks. <laughs> oh, you ruined my joke, Eric. I was going to shock you that I remembered Ticks. I, I say it to you at least twice a week. Oh, Ticks. Speaking of Ticks, here's Brandon. He's got a couple of them. He sent me pictures last night, I'll tell you. I released these pictures to the world. I don't know what people are going to think of Brandon. <laughs> and, and I will tell you, the, the vest was in full effect. Brandon says, sup, fellas. Well, I got around to watching the new season of Toys That Made Us, and I have to say the toys they picked this season, obviously, with the exception of Transformers, were mostly bullshit. Yeah. He says, that's what you said. I said it. They were announced, and I said to Eric, right away, I'm like, really? I mean, first off, Hello Kitty. Oh, he- I'm like, Hello really? Kitty right there is a Hello throw Kitty. Th- there's actually the tagline, Hello Kitty, goodbye Jimmy, because he ain't watching that. And so I said, really? And I, Lego, yeah. And we were talking, we, me and you were talking a lot of Lego. And I'm like, I, I don't know how interesting that is either. But Lego seemed like it would be all right, but turned out to be pretty dull. And who gives a rat's ass about Star Trek toys? Thing is, Not I thought me. Star Trek toys were actually the coolest one of this because, you know, I'm a huge Transformers fan. I didn't think they went far enough in. Yeah, they talked about the original G1 aspect and what, you know, how they came to be. It's just there was there's such a history of Transformers that goes beyond the 90s. And once we hit Beast Wars, we just kind of stop. I'm like, well, I wanted to see some more about that, but whatever. Would this be a protest? Uh, maybe Andrew and Belfast, me and him can start something new. Because as I was growing up and continuing into you growing up, you did have the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Oh, yeah. And I was just going to say about the Star Trek toys, hey, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars guy. Am I? Am I anymore? So no. maybe, I, maybe I will start to be a Star Trek guy and I'm working on it because i you know it, it's hard to avoid star trek anyway even if you hated it so much you well, still know i hated it all growing up i didn't become a fan of star trek until probably 2005 but, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying but you still know about it like everybody yeah. know captain kirk you know that they say nanu nanu and no, no, they no. beam me up ricky isn't that oh. what they say at that one point Nanu, nanu. <laughs> admitting you played with that shit on the playground back in the 80s would have gotten you slapped yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anybody Trek. who played with Star Trek toys growing no, up. No, I was fully expecting one of the following to make an appearance. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hopefully. which was huge back in the day and still have a Thundercats I want to see an episode on. Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, that's just a kind of a card though. You know, like or, how far do you take that? Or just the card industry in general. Yeah. Thundercats, Batman toys, something better than what they gave us. Wrapping it all up Think, with Kenner's a... Superpowers toys would be an awesome episode. Wrapping it all up with a bow and Hello Kitty. Didn't do the season any favors, although I guess I can see how that would appeal to someone somewhere out there. And if they do have that, are they going to have like My Little Pony and stuff later if they ever get they that? They should. Again? Well, that's not really that. That's like I think that's too new. Like this to me no, that, was that, supposed to My just... Little Pony was huge when I was a kid in the 80s. Yeah. When they, when my they... sisters had a bunch. My Little Pony. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, Eric thought uh, season two. And Jim, watch the Transformers one and educate yourself, my friend. I'm going to tell you, educate myself. Eric was disappointed by it. They mentioned the triple changers in that episode. Uh, Do you want the Cabbage Patch Kids? Did they have that yet? Because then you can. No, they haven't, but that would be a huge one as well. Yeah, and you can talk about what was your guy's name? What was your Cabbage Patch though? (laughs) 
Marvin Hector. Marvin Hector. We even used to sing songs. Marvin Hector. Mar- Marvin Hector. I used to laugh and then and, and I and then I'd make fun of you because you had a cabbage patch kid. Uh, you could. What easy. else? What other well, toys I'm saying before, could you have? like, you know, Thundercats, I definitely want. The real Ghostbusters, I think, would be a huge thing, as well as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And for my fourth one, I think you do need a more, you know, even though I like to do boys' toys, like, on the, the Patreon, like, cause, <laughs> no, that was no, that uh, was for the real Ghostbusters, actually. That, that was a <laughs> that, huge toy. Yeah, for you. No, I, no, I don't for think a that lot most, of people. I don't think that most people would be down with that, but it's still. No, no, the filmation Ghostbusters people wouldn't be down uh, with, but the real Ghostbusters, yes, yeah, the real, yeah. like, the ones based off the movie, you know, they would be all, that was a huge toy when I was it's growing up. It's weird, too, and, because with this, you think that they pick, like, what they picked isn't just because of the popularity, but because of the stories around it, but what you told me, not that great of stories, this one, so you can't even go... Uh, with that fully. So, yeah. Well, the thing is, Lego, it was a huge kind of thing. You know, I'm, you know, Lego is this, you know, this, uh, this thing has been around forever that everybody had growing up. But like, you know, there was something behind that. Hello Kitty. There was something there too. It was just, it didn't interest me. Transformers. Like I'm telling you, everything had a cool background story. They just didn't take it far enough. Or in some cases for stuff I didn't care about, they took it too far. But yeah. uh, and my fourth and final would probably be, you know, a cabbage patch kid or a my little pony to get that whole girls toys aspect in there for at least one episode. Yeah. They have the Tinker Toys yet? They got that there, Eric? Uh, they, no, I think uh, they might have uh, talked about that with a little bit with the Lego, though. I would think. I, I think that in my day, what I would like, I would like an episode on Jax. I would probably like a hula hoop, hoop episode. And a uh, hoop and a stick. A hula hoop, too. Maybe roller skates, Eric. That and, random uh, can for kick the can? Tops, maybe. You know, little tops that you play with. Uh, possibly uh, the shoes that you put on when it's snowing that makes it look like B- uh, Bigfoot was around. You got that. You got the skis. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. Though it's not really the same thing that we're talking about. I would love to see something based on all of the K-Tel toys that they had and all those crazy things because i'm telling you you look up some of that nonsense and it was funny including i believe the things that you put on your feet to make it look like a, a bigfoot was around well, and well, I even go, one of the things too like when they talked about the star trek though like the one of the big side things with it because it was huge with uh, like you know star trek was the Mego. there is so much you could do with Mego, but we spent so much time talking about it during the star trek episode i don't know if they will go back I, i'm sure they have to because Mego is huge for kids yeah, and I'm looking at the – you had a light-up uh, football. Yeah, how about the Rock'em Sock'em Robots? You think you'd have a full one with that no, one there? No, I, would, I don't you think would, you would. You had uh, – what I had too was a snow block maker where it was just this you know square thing oh, yeah. with a handle and you can make the I had snow. One. That, that, why couldn't you do that? A whole show on that would be awesome. Awesome. Did you yeah, look up useless toys? What did yeah, you do? I'm, I'm just like, oh, there's the skis that I like, but no bi- – oh, there's the Bigfoot feet. Oh, my goodness. I'm having such a good time. The K-Tel Bigfoot commercial, Eric, they were four ninety nine. dollars K-Tel, what couldn't they do? I got these things. And I ended up really thinking, like, you know how I go. I always want to fool people or do something oh, like yeah. this. I really thought that I was going to walk around Warminster with these things on and cause a national, if not worldwide, stir that Bigfoot oh, yeah. was in the area. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. You got to look. So everybody, Kids still look up, talk about the urban look, legend of the yeah, Bigfoot of Warminster. The, the Warminster Bigfoot. Oh, my goodness. You have to look up K-Tel Bigfoot, and everybody will I know you're the talking smile. About. They'll have the smile that I have on my face right now, and, you know, that shows you. And now the next deal is some sports talk. I don't know if you'll love this, Eric, but J.R. Smith. Have you heard of J.R. Smith this week? J. R. I know J.R. Ewing. 
No, not J.R. Ewing. Uh, and really, it was who shot J.R. Ewing as opposed to why didn't J.R. Smith shoot, Eric? <laughs> this makes total sense. Ah, I, I actually pulled this right in because he says he's the highest motherfucker to ever play basketball, and that was talking sports, although I did see the Slack chat erupt in a sudden deployment of soccer talk that sent my head into a tailspin. I was reading real words but comprehending none of what was said, and for a moment in life, I knew how Eric Shea felt when Jim tries to talk sports with him. How yeah. do you live like that, Eric? It's infuriating. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that guy was on the pitch, and and Brandon's like, oh man, he must have hit a home run. Then he knew what was coming, and he, you don't know, no, he doesn't no. know what's going on. My daughter got her second half of the year pre-K report card the other day, and aside from trying to comprehend a new grading system, I had no idea existed. One interesting tidbit revealed itself on this document: she received high marks, stating she's ready for kindergarten in every way, but her listening skills. Now, mm-hmm. here is the kicker: this is all somehow uh, via the roommate my fault. Apparently, I also have issues listening to people as well, mainly only really to her and then my yeah. mom. So that was a fun conversation about my daughter, which turned around to me. But bonus fact, little does the roommate know, she's made a devil's hand argument because I have no issues getting through an eight-hour podcast every week. I'm not sure she's entirely aware of that fact. So it must be her fault McKenna listens poorly. Boosh. I'll just keep that in to myself, and I'll be talked about more. Uh, I, this is where anything that my kids do, they have learned from me, and I can't escape it because they're all boys. So yeah. it always ends up with like, look, they did that because you're their father, and they're all boys. I'm like, no, what they did, and I'm telling you, this could be the the, the whole situation would be them walking out on the porch and her going – what the fuck is going on here, you fucking assholes? And then Rafe saying back, fuck you, you fucking asshole. Suddenly she forgets everything she did. Uh, Rafe just came out and cursed at me. This must be from you. Oh, yeah, right. You know, I just sit there. I'm like, you fucking insane. And then the answer is yes. Yes, she is. She, she comes down uh, while we were recording, and I see her milling about. So we ended up, uh, during this mail, you had a power outage. So there's a little yeah. behind the scenes. So everything gets cut off. I'm here. I'm, I'm waiting for you. You're not responding. So I was like, oh, I put the headphones down. And she comes in and goes, where's Ethan? I'm like, I don't know. I'm doing this podcast. She's like, I told you that he was at his girlfriend's till uh, 12. This is what she says. Now, she's telling me this, Eric. Look at the clock. Yeah, it's that's 3 o'clock. The, that's the first thing she said to me all day. How possibly could she have told me this if he would have already <laughs> been back three hours? So I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You didn't tell me. Yes, I did. It's like, he, he, this is the first I've talked to you today. He, she's been asleep. And uh, I'm like, that's not that's not true. It's not true, Eric. I was yelling, and then she, she went up shaking her head. Uh, I just shook my head, and uh, I was going to take a shot. right now, I'm shaking my head. Doesn't make sense, and I'll never win. Books. Batman, Robin vs. Raish. Well, this was at least the most entertaining book in the current Batman run I've read all year. Imagine that. Someone enjoys a comic that isn't the same rinse and repeat formula full of repeated dialogue, non-panel grids, and gaping holes in logic and plot. At this point, I actually look forward to the rest of these versus issues more than the actual wedding issue, which will inevitably consist of Tom King ripping off more Batman and Catwoman scenes throughout the comic book history of the characters to fill out an oversized page count, which lacks any semblance uh, or semblance of an actual story. Uh, plus, Damien in a Batman book gets bonus points for that alone, and I have his interactions with Selena were actually pretty cool. And uh, obviously, we haven't uh, talked about this yet on the podcast. Uh, I agree, Brendan. I loved it. Wait do you hear? <laughs> All three pages of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is I, I actually get a little over the top yelling. I was so angry about this book. And I, I want to say right now before you get to it, not angry at Tim Seeley one bit. 
It, no. It's more of how angry I was about what we had to get in this book because Tom King hasn't done the legwork himself leading up to this wedding. And Eric agrees with me as well and was arguing with people online last night. As we're recording, though, I'm getting a bunch more likes on that. Oh, my goodness. Eric Shea is the uh, bell of the ball over there on Facebook. No justice. Well, God God damn. Well, I don't know what happened, really. He's talking about no justice, really, or most of what I read. But there's some little voice deep inside me that says I didn't hate all of that. Wasn't the most impactful thing ever and doesn't inspire me to buy any more than the regular Justice League book coming out. But I'm not mad I bought that many series. I had enough fun with it, and maybe it's partially due to the fact it was over quickly. I just don't care that much. Eh, on yeah. the Justice League with Batman, and if the other books up uh, uh, end up with high marks here, because I know they will everywhere else, I'll jump in and peek to see what the fuss is all about. I think maybe, and then now again, we, we've talked about it already on the podcast, and I maybe I was expecting too much from this. I, I don't know. Just like I was, everything in life. I was disappointed. Yeah, no, every, yeah, everything never, it never, you know, fulfills anything that I need. Going Doomsday forward, though, fuck. just on a regular, just kind of, you know, no real reason behind a basis, I look forward to the Just League and Odyssey. For some reason, you know, I did the whole Just League dart thing during the New 52. I'm kind of out of it now, like the whole Magic character. I don't need to have some more backwards talk. So yeah. while I'll read it, obviously, for the podcast, that's not one I'm actually looking forward to. But Odyssey, I like these characters. We're in space. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the space thing is is pretty good. Uh, but what you said about those, erga I. Oh, that's backwards. Of course. I agree. <laughs> I just wanted to give us some backwards talk. There you go. Uh, Doomsday Clock. I'm not sure. I just stopped caring about this right now. Or if it just flat out didn't like the story where it's going. Part of the reason I think Red Hood is my favorite book at DC right now is because it at least has some fun moments. I don't think in five issues I've enjoyed any moments in the series yet. There you go, Eric. I found the guy who's with me. I, and also in the Rant Raid podcast, the separate podcast, Dancing Mike's kind of on the same deal. So I'm not all alone. I, I actually thought that I was more alone than I was, uh, which is making me think I just don't like the story. And Brandon's singing my tune here. When I'm dropping five bucks an issue, I want a little more than I'm getting each issue. I guess this is money that could be spent. Uh, vest improvements with the season approaching. Now you say this, Brandon. How could you improve on perfection? I've seen this vest of yours. I mean, really, you got all those patches and certain spots and things. And really, to improve it, you get some lighter fluid and a match. There's where you're going to improve it there, buddy telling you that vest him and his buddies going out the best to me also i don't know about you but if me and you and we should actually what we should do now we should start making our either weird science podcast vest or we'll go eagles but if we do make vests you can't wear it out of season in my mind why are you wearing this vest out there at this point you can't be doing that i and he says and it's funny i almost said the next thing he says is i agree but that was what i typed so i could read it backwards recommendation you are deadpool he says as a recommendation five issue mini must get in trade or single issues don't read digitally it'll probably drive you nuts so choose your own adventure with some dice battles mixed in and he said that fun sounds time. fun as hell yeah i want to get that i told you i almost went to the comic book store this yeah. weekend to get that i never did final thought before i go i had an idea we create a site like comic book roundup that catches all the review scores for the week except they get graded on a curve in a way so when everyone gives this issue high marks it separates the less higher the marks uh out over a curve more 
more and doesn't give the book an A plus because two clowns gave it a 10. And you just, you could get away highest, lowest. You could kind of go that route. Now here's the kicker. Despite a decade as a high school teacher and attended college where I was graded at times on a curve, I have no understanding of them or if what I explained would ever actually work the way I'm picking it in ah. my brain. In which case, everyone carry on with your day and I pretend I never said this or this idea is trademark and property of B. Muir Incorporated. Aight, fellas. I only had one time that I ran into an issue with a curve, Eric, and tell me that if this seems right to you. I find out that I had a 99% in the course. So I have a 99%. I, I right. ended up all these tests. I ended up getting one answer wrong on every test that I took. The problem is, is this guy had a bunch of classes. So he had like seven classes. I ended up with a B because too many of the people in my class had high grades. So me, uh, a couple people who had 98s, a couple people right. had 97s, we ended up with Bs when kids in this other class ended up with like high Cs, ended up with As somehow. I still don't understand it. Goddamn sense. And, I, and I argued with the, the professor, me and this professor, I'm telling you, I got close to punching him with the fact that it's the same, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're skewing the grades per class even though all of us go by the same curriculum. So yeah. basically if you're going to make a curve, you have to make a curve from the basic all of the – don't individualize classes. The only reason we were in this class and not that class is because I wanted to have an 8 a.m. class and other people would be hung over for that. There was no any sort of way that you pick classes other than picking a time, and it was bullshit, and I flipped out. Basically, everybody in the class, this class I was in started at a B would, would be the highest and then go down. This other – I'm like, how can this be? I, I still don't understand. I don't even know that this was a curve. I think he might have been sleeping. With no, people. That seems like, like fucking that. shenanigans. What it's it is? That's shenanigans. Not a curve. And I, I flipped out and, and flipped out and got fucking pissed. I was so angry. Yeah, and then, well, and then the, the deal is, I, I will admit that at the end, I, I kind of won out a little and he kind of, he bended a little. So there you go, Eric. That's why I maintained a great point average that I was so angry. But he, he, he tried to explain it to me. And it didn't make sense. It really didn't. And he said, oh, it's a curve, a curve, uh, curve you, uh, punch you straight. No, ain't going to be no curve. I'm going to give you a, um, there's no hook. I'm going to give you a fucking jab. Aight, fellas, Brandon, he's going to be talking uh, on the Marvel Minute now about Miss Marvel number 30. He did not put a poll up this week, but John Wayne, Pilgrim, John Wayne, if I could find the wrong turn here. Howdy, Pilgrim. He suggested Miss Marvel. Uh, as I've been and told Brandon, leading like into most this. most things said, why not? And he said, why not? And then like most things afterwards said, why? Uh, he actually <laughs> sent me a note. He, he said, you'll hear it. But he's like, yeah, I don't know what uh, John Wayne thinks of this one. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be talking about Miss Marvel number 30 with Trevitt right now. The Avengers. That's the way we all became the Marvel Bunch. The Marvel all right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Marvel Minute. I am Brandon, as always, joined by Trevitt. Trevitt, what's up? Nothing much. Just watching War for well, the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> it sounded like uh, Game of Thrones there. I heard, I heard him talk about the North at one point, I think, or something like that, and I was thrown off. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking Miss Marvel 30 this week. I forgot to put up a poll, and then I'm like, oh, well, here, here's some, some irony that, that happened that worked out for us. Uh, John Wayne's been asking for uh, Miss Marvel to uh, get covered on something, anything really. Um, 
So we're going to talk a little Miss Marvel here. He, he got, got his wish this week. Um, writer is G. Willow Wilson. So this is my first G. Willow Wilson book, I have to say. Uh, art team is Nico Leon, Ian Herring, and BC's Joe Carmanua. Um, so I got a little blurb here before we get into the action. The end of this two-part story started with number 29. Uh, good old me forgot to put up a poll this week, so we decided to roll with the long-standing listener request that happened to coincidentally drop this week as well. Uh, so here we are to briefly discuss a Miss Marvel book, uh, which I've never read before and had no idea what to expect going into. So I was hoping for maybe a little Saved by the Bell with superpowers going on. Let's <laughs> see what we ended up getting. Uh the issue begins at Cole's at Academic High School, where we got. Uh, is this girl with the the headdress on? Is that Miss Marvel, or is that somebody no, else? Just, that's just one of her uh, her high school friends. Okay, that, that's what I thought, but I, I wanted to clear that up to to you know get going here because I literally had no idea who even Miss Marvel was in this book when I started going through it. Uh, but yeah, the issue begins with some girls. They're kind of hanging out in the bathroom the girls' bathroom of uh, Cole's Academic High. Uh, that's where everybody attends, and, and they're freaking out because they just saw, you know, some new girl in school who they're trying to figure out, is she or is she not a supervillain? Uh, when, you know, one of the group comes bursting into the bathroom, and she's like, I just saw this girl crush a locker door with her bare hands. So mm -hmm. basically all about confirms their suspicions, you know. <laughs> this chick's probably at least has the ability to be up to no good. Uh, then we check in on our hero of the issue, Kamala. Uh, she's in her Miss Marvel attire chasing after some dude who looks like he's stealing a satellite. Is that, is that <laughs> yeah, it is a satellite. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, so yeah, he's just rent. running down the street with a satellite in his hand. I didn't know you could just pick those up. I thought they were a little heavier than that. Uh, she's chasing him down and Gets an assist from this dude named uh, Red Dagger. He, like, jumps on his back and squishes uh, the guy carrying the satellite. And then Miss Marvel and Red Dagger kind of make goo-goo eyes at each other for a little bit. Uh, they maybe possibly have a little thing going on. They're trying to find out uh, before they end up going their separate ways, really not solving anything at this point. Um, and we head back to the... What I will refer to here on out is CAHS, uh, Cole's Academic High School. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, the first thing that caught my attention on this page is I'm like, is there someone literally laying in the middle of the goddamn steps? To <laughs> that's Miss Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, that's Miss Marvel. Which yeah, she's got oh like. What's she doing? Is she just tired from fighting crime all night or yeah, something? Yeah, I think that's what it is. She's, she's up all night fighting crime so now she's taking a nap before school on the stairs she's got that black those things that you put over your eyes so you yeah. don't get any light yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that's it and they're you know she's with her group of, of girlfriends here and they're, they're hanging out talking when um this super villain chick just comes walking up the stairs and she's got like this group of followers now who just kind of wander around with her as she talks kind of a real mean girls-esque thing going on here um when Miss Marvel gets the idea to like, you know, I'm going to go scope, confront this girl, scope her out, see what's going on. So she does that. Uh, it does not go well for her because it is revealed that this girl is really uh, this villain named Doc X in disguise. 
Um, <laughs> so, so she grabs Miss Marvel by the throat, you know, that has a whole supervillain showdown, basically threatens her and, and tosses her aside. Um, and it's basically like, yeah, what the fuck are you going to do about it? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that scene kind of ends like that. Um, I'm going to throw a little clip in here. But if nobody's heard it, it's uh, just some old guy talking shit to this redneck that tried to <laughs> confront him about his parking job. <laughs> liquor store. It is a top five hysterical internet moment. But uh, yeah, so we'll slide that in here. It reminded me of this scene, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we uh, we go to like, uh, I, I don't know. You, you'll have to tell me about this scene with this dude who's talking to uh, the girl with the green hair and the pink dress. I don't know what what this is all about. He Mike. likes Miss Marvel too. Yeah, she he's her uh, he's her best friend. Um, and then uh, the first he's, series, he's friend zoned, huh? Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, they were friends, and then I guess I'm, I gather this because I haven't read every issue of Miss Marvel. But I think like in the previous ser- uh, twenty issue series, the one right before Secret Wars, he uh, he left to go to school in Wakanda. And now he just came back in the last issue, the beginning of this arc. And this is like his ex-girlfriend, uh, one of Kamala's friends named Mike, a girl named Mike. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I didn't know if there was a whole trans thing going on there or not. I didn't know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. Just named Mike. I don't okay. know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's got like this leg thing on too. Like it looks like Wakandan tech possibly like Rody has in uh Iron Man the movie. Did, did he yeah. like fuck up his leg somehow or something? Something happened to him? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, someone with more history, uh, who read the whole yeah previous nine issues would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine like he got caught up in one of you know Kamala's super villain fights or whatever, and maybe got hurt and went off to Wakanda to get fixed. Maybe that's what I'm all piecing together in my head. I was too lazy to really look it all up, so. He's like a uh, genius or something, and they accepted him into the, like their science academy. So he went there to learn how to, uh, you know, because they're advanced. <laughs> yeah, to learn science because <laughs> they're an advanced uh, society. Um, yeah. So while he's talking to Mike on this boardwalk, they they get run up on, not like you know, in an evil way, but like handed this flyer by the Mean Girl crew, and it's like some spring fling dance. They. they are going to put on or, or run at school, I guess. And then we kind of turn the page and, and we're at this dance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought this was funny for a minute. Cause I turned the page and I'm like, did I miss it? Cause normally in a story like this, uh, you know, it's six issues and then you'd see this dance like towards the end and there'd be yeah. more stuff to come. But no, you just turn the page and boom, you're at the dance. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's, uh, they just skip the whole getting ready for it all. And we're, and we're at the spring fling. Uh, it's again run by like this mean girl and she's up on stage as soon as the band takes a break um, after everyone's kind of dropped off and at the scene uh, and I don't really know what she's saying but she gets interrupted uh, she doesn't really get much out she's like yeah welcome to the spring fling before the microphone's just yanked out of her hands um, by one of Kamala's friends and she's like you're a super villain um and everyone just starts like busting out laughing at uh <laughs> i don't know this girl's name really but, but um, laughing at her i forget um, her name i know she used to be like the head cheerleader and then she uh, i think she used to be that girl the one who's on the ah, stage okay yeah then, just like 
having a, a breakdown because she's not popular anymore or something? No, she uh, she decided that she was a lesbian and quit cheerleading. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That'd probably be the place you'd want to hang out if you were a lesbian person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, if I were, I'd be a cheerleader too. All girls around you all the yeah, time shower together. <laughs> You're changing with all the girls. I mean, that's the lesbian thing to do, right? Uh, you know, what the anyway, bonus of that is is like yeah. girls, like when they take the, like you know, she gets in the showers with other girls. She doesn't have to worry about like getting a boner or something in there. <laughs> yeah, right. She can yeah. just like sit there quietly and enjoy the view. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. We're all talking out of turn. We know nothing about how any of this really works. But uh, yeah, while while she's on the stage, Kamala's in her gear and she's like trying to back up her friend. I guess I don't really I don't really know what's going on here. She ends up on stage as well and tangled up in the microphone and falls down and rips this girl's skin off her body. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn gross. Uh, I could already hear Eric just saying gross if he was reading this book right now. And so we got the girl who's trying not to be a supervillain, kind of revealed to be a robot villain, and now fighting Kamala. Um, Red Baron comes in out of nowhere after Kamala. Red Dagger. Like, <laughs> yeah, Red, <laughs> Red Dagger, not Red Baron. Not Snoopy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He comes and assists uh, Kamala, and they end up just beating up this robot uh, until she's dead on the ground, I guess. I don't know, like smoking. I'm not sure she's alive. What's going on? Um, yeah, and then ev all the relationships start, like, you know, going through the course of relationshipy things, and, and Red Dagger decides now's not the time for him and Kamala. He's going to go home and... The cheerleader or ex-cheerleader kind of looks like she's hooking up with some chick. And then uh, the dude who just got back from Wakanda looks like he's trying to work his way back into Kamala's life. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything you want to add here. I, I kind of really, uh, towards the end when That's, it was just relationship wrapping up time, I was like, all right, let's, let's wrap that, this up. But, that pretty much wraps it all up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they literally just kind of run through everybody and where they stand in their life with their current relationship or significant other, I guess, uh, as this issue closes and next issue is the 50th issue. Spectacular. Um, would the last series end on some weird fucking number like 21 or something or 19? I think it was, yeah, it had to have been 21 because, <laughs> uh, 50 is going to be issue 31. So yeah, that's, that's a weird way to end it. But, um, yeah, so buy, borrow, or forget. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really enjoy this book a whole lot. I can see the appeal. Like if if my daughter was ten or eleven years old, I could toss her this thing, and and I could see her, you know, being being into it way more than you know me as a thirty six year old male. Uh, you know, there's a crowd for it. It's obviously not me. Uh, I, I thought the art would actually be a little better inside the book, to be honest with you. Um, you know that's. That's the guy, uh, he worked with Bendis on um, Spider-Man, but his art style here is completely different. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you went back and looked at the Spider-Man issues he did and then looked at this issue, you'd be like, is this the same guy? Like, I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not I'm not going to pan it all together. Like, it's not garbage. It's definitely got a credit. But it's a borrow. Like, uh, if you're into the young adult kind of comic book scene, this might be something you enjoy. 
Um, you know, some, some people in the Get Fresh crew I know really like it. Uh, shout out John Wayne. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm going to lean towards Barrel. I didn't really have a lot of fun. I thought uh, some of it was a little too ridiculous. Uh, I, I can see like the the relationships and stuff that that have been built throughout the series, though. So I, I can see why uh, that being a reason someone enjoys it and, and stuff like that. Uh, kind of like my old fandom with Venom Space Knight. I read all, all of it and uh, you know some of those side characters and stuff. I really got into and, and yeah. things like that. So uh, kind of that effect going on here. But yeah, I'm going to lean towards Borrow. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think for what it was, it was, uh, it was pretty good. I liked the, the last issue because we read it, um, for the madness cast. Uh, the art is, uh, it's a, it's, you know, it's decent. It fits with the previous art on this series. And I think the colorist has always been there. So it just, it kind of feels more fluid, uh, art wise for the whole entire 50 issues. I like, um, I think on terms of like a, a young adult kind of comic book or like a teenage, like 16 year old, like it does do a good job if that's the audience, which judging by some of the letters, that is a big chunk of the audience. And I think it does a good job of like conveying high school anxieties and relationships and also addressing like being different than everybody else. And like the, all, the group of all the different kids all being together. It was, um, it was all right. It was a little goofy. But I yeah. think it's supposed to be goofy. I like Miss Marvel more here than I do in any other book that she's in. In every other book, she comes off as like kind of like a a real like goody good and kind of SJW kind yeah. of character. Yeah. And in this book, she's you just see her as like yeah, she's the person just like a that normal she is. kid. Yeah. yeah, she's like a normal kid, very goofy. Um, you know, just dealing with with her life, and uh, I enjoyed that a lot more than I than I normally do when I get her in a book. For me, uh, for what it was, like, I mean, I enjoy reading it. I thought G. Willow Wilson did a good job with the writing. Uh, it's solid writing. Even if it's, like, it's not technically for me, I thought she did a good job with it. So, uh, all in all, like, you, it's not exactly for me, but um, but it's a buy. You know, it's well-written. It, it was a good two-issue story. Um and I might go back and read the previous trades just to check out because I'm interested in what was going on, where that kid went, and all that stuff. Like now, I'm curious, so I might check it out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're at. So uh, buy and a borrow for Miss Marvel thirty. Uh, we'll get a poll up for you guys this week. Got a bunch of books out bunch. next week. This was a tough week for books. Uh, <laughs> other than Spider Man eight hundred, it felt like Marvel didn't want to overshine that bad boy. So it was a uh, a slow release week, kind of, even though fifth week of the month, you know, um, really was, it tends to happen <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so fresh week, fresh month next week, uh, we'll be back with you guys then. And until then, uh, you can find the poll on my Twitter at Beamer three, six, six. and Trevit will retweet that, uh, at Trevit. Trev. <laughs> so we will talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.
Ah, uh, yes, we are back, and we're going to hear less of Jim's well, reviews and less of Eric's. We have Reggie here to talk about one of the big books. This is a weird annuals week that has a lot of big books. Uh, it's odd, and this is obviously going to be the Men of Steel book, uh, Brian Michael mm-hmm. Bendis' big debut, uh, full book debut. And this is since... all you get for Superman for the month of June, folks. Yeah, this it is. is. It. Yep, you get this. And with that, I I don't know. I don't see tons of people going gaga about this. Like I, I expected when I even t- like say tweeted out the review where you have like a hashtag that'll pop up and things like that and uh, man of steel is not like a big hashtag and i i thought it well would be. you know there's not a person coming into the series that doesn't have some sort of an expectation whether it's yeah. high or low or just some kind of trepidation and you know i think at this point they're waiting for either some kind of signal that it's the, the series is going to go one way or the other and, yeah you know without giving too much away this book doesn't give you that but no, it does and, give yeah. you some basic status quo information to let you know kind of like where Superman's at at the moment. Yeah, and the weird thing about that is, like you're saying, you have a weird situation for Brian Michael Bendis, who is the big catch for DC to mm. come over. But the way things worked out, I really do think that they really eh, – they screwed up. I think they screwed up the way he came on here. And you had this idea they were on the Superman books. I think that what you would have been better served – because they hired Brian Michael Bendis a while back. And what mm-hmm. ended up happening is pretty much at the point like, okay, Jurgens, Tomasi, you're done. Boom. They give them those specials before, but maybe they would have been better served when they hired Brian Michael Bennis. You would guess that they'd have a plan. He's going to be on the Superman books. Maybe it would have been better to end. I'm telling you, this happens a lot. Like you have a Derek Jeter. He's that shortstop. You never want yeah. to be the guy following him. And I think that right. with Tomasi and, and Jurgens, you have that. Maybe it would have been better that you ended their run a little bit back. I know that it would have fucked things up possibly, but who cares because everything is going to change with this anyway. And then have like a one or a six issue arc with some other other throwaway guy, James Robinson, Eric's buddy there. He's on Action right. Comics. And a, little, a, little some, inter, a little interesting. Yeah, and then, yeah. then when Brian Michael Bendis comes on, now I'm telling you, I'll even go to the point where I like to cheat. I don't know if you know this, where I'm playing games or things like <laughs> I that. Do know this. Yeah. I do like to cheat. So I almost would go and say, okay, who are the who can I get here and hire them and say, listen, you usually get set amount of money. I'm going to give you a little bit more. You're going to do four issues and they're going to be awful. I want you to fuck up. I want you to write shitty issues. So then when Brian Michael Bendis comes in after those, he's the savior. He shows up. Oh, my goodness. Thank God he's here because when this happens, you have a brand. You're you're really gaming the system. Oh, I'm going to game it all. I think maybe another way they could have done it is to have Juergens and Tomasi Gleason maybe ease into this a little. You know, there were were a lot of factors, though, including – Brian Michael Bendis' health. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of delayed it, too. But that's what I'm saying. When you had that delay – Start yeah, putting things in help. motion to work because what yeah, you have with yeah. Brian Michael Bendis coming here, and now you kind of, uh, you know, kind of hinted at that. You have a lot of people at Marvel who you, you'll have two s- sort of people. You have Brandon. Thank God. Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis is gone, <laughs> but why did he have to go to DC? But, you know, I hated him anyway. Thank God he's gone. But you have the other people who are Marvel fans who are like, oh, well, way to go. You, you just left. Now you're a, you're a Red Sox. 
that you just joined the Yankees. You know what I mean? Right. Now you're, you're, you know, that, that's not that, you know, oh, you went they to the enemy. They, yeah, they we hate you. Yeah. Then you have the people at DC who, like a, uh, you know, a John Wayne, who's like, God damn it, I love Tomasi Gleason. Now because you, motherfucker, you're coming over here. Now I don't get the guys I well, like. You, I'm you, being forced you know a Marvel you know I, guy. You know what I find interesting? Uh, I was thinking about this today that Jack Kirby, one of Eric's favorite creators, when yeah, he came oh, to he DC in 1971, the first comic that he jumped on was Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal Jimmy yeah. Olsen, because it was about to be canceled, and he okay. refused to take a book that was going to put someone else out, Somebody of, a out, job. Of, out of work. And, yeah. and of course, he was able to write and draw, so he didn't take anyone away from that, and then that spun out into more original books and stuff, but yeah. that's how he came, whereas... Brian Michael Bendis comes and what does he take? Fucking yeah, Superman. and, and you know that's what I mean? the, the problem the, is the too. Yeah, and book, and, and like both of them. Crazy. That's the yeah, other know, thing. He all, took all both. Superman, yeah, he so. didn't show up and do JLA, where right, you know, right. you know, you'd have three people. Oh no, my Steve Orlando book is ending. Holy imagine moly! If he, imagine if he had done Super Sons. Yeah, uh, yeah. As, <laughs> as much as I, you know, had no problem with where Super Sons was, but he he's a character, a guy that can draw kids pretty well i think yeah you know, he likes kids yeah yeah and, mm. and with that too that's the other thing he's getting superman and action comics but also you're getting super sons canceled because of him you're a supergirl which you know it's, it's whatever but you're, you're getting a lot so it makes it seem like oh here we go this is like the i mentioned it before it's like that you have your team that you love and you have these guys. It works more for baseball. You're a Mets guy, uh, Reggie, unfortunately. You have your team, the Mets team, and almost everybody that you love on that team are all from the farm system. You've loved them. These are your guys. Right. The, the front office is like, you know what? This isn't quite working out. We're going to get rid of four of these young guys that people love. Oh, yeah. To sign the older free agent that's going to get overpaid just for out of nowhere to be there. He's it not. It happens every the, year. It yeah, does. All the and time. It, but it's yep. not your guy. And a lot of times it doesn't work out where, you know, you have things like the Yankees where George Steinbrenner, and this is getting very sportsy, but <laughs> yeah, George really. Steinbrenner forever just grabbing the big free agents. It never worked. He got suspended. He wasn't allowed to do anything. All of a sudden you get, uh, you know, a Bernie Williams and a, and a uh, Derek Jeter coming up and then things like that guys from the, and that's when they won. So it that's just, they won when they built a team, when they built it from the deal. And, and the thing that the I'm saying leads. is, although I'm going to tell you something right now is that Jurgens and Tomasi Gleason, these aren't, these aren't newbies either, though. You know mm. what I mean? These guys. But they're, 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 they're the nerds. DC guys right now. They would be. I, and I, I think that that's right. where it's almost one of those where Brian Michael Bendis is going to have to play that game where he's, he's, he's getting attacked from both sides. So like you're saying, you start this issue in the series and people want to, there's people who read it who want to hate it. And right. then there's people who want to see, okay, I want to see what he's got. I want to go forward. And this issue, yeah, there's a little bit of a kind of that, problems that with my, it, but there's not exactly, much to it. Yeah, that was and exactly it, my thing going into it, though, was try not to have too many preconceived notions. And that's and the I problem is this as being reactive yeah, to that. Yeah, and I think that the way he wrote this, and even the, the coy things that he's saying, because I, it's <laughs> been pointed out to me of the whole, like, oh, man, you know, it doesn't look like John's going to be going forward. How can you get rid of John? How can you get rid of Lois? And all these, and he won't just say... Listen, they're showing up in issue three. He's like, oh, by the end of this miniseries, a lot of people are going to have to apologize to me on Twitter. 
I'm like, that, that's not what we need. That's not what people want to hear. They're, a lot of people hate your guts. I don't know if he realizes this. Are you going to apologize to him on Twitter? No, too? because I don't really care. I'm telling you, I don't hate him or, or, or love him, but he is coming into a situation that I right. really, I don't know that DC or Brian Michael Bendis realize just the craziness this, of the this hate is, this that he's getting. This is not getting. a John Romita Jr. situation where people were shocked, but no one was really. No. Well, I'm mad. telling you, if it's he that, didn't well, get, we weren't yeah. mad until he had drawn a few issues. No, then uh, yeah, mad. then yeah, but even so, <laughs> I think that also the delay with him getting sick, then that allowed more people to start talking shit. If he was right on, and like you said, all of a sudden he showed up on. Batwing they brought out or he's going to be on that Batwoman book and they say right. listen we want him to start out get his feet going whatever I, there wouldn't have been the you know the thing here and I think that he's kind of in a no-win situation though it's going to sell out the wazoo because there are people who are going to buy it just to want to hate it as well so you got that both sides but uh yeah it'll sell like like DC will be happy no matter what but it's just there is this like undercurrent of hate for him that I don't think he realizes I think that yeah. he he avoids that and I don't think anybody's really talking to I, him I mean about I think that. he might realize it but he also has a tremendous number of people kissing his yeah, ass yeah so yeah, a lot of times that's that the problem though a lot of hate. those people though were the Marvel people now pissed that's I I'm yeah. saying it's so weird, but give us the stats and we'll start into the it actual is Man of Steel number one, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Ivan Rice, Joe Prado, Jason Fabic, and Alex Sinclair. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend. Then a shitty, silly little comic. These four little corollar pages. The hero we need now, look up in the sky. I'm having mixed feelings about Brian Michael Bendis. I know he's got fans, but I hear he can be cruel, and his books can be talky, and then he kills heroes. I never worry, now that is a lie. I don't want to never read. Another fucking truth. Superman really sucked. Under Gene Luen Yang, I don't ever wanna read. Some super precious take. Take me to the place I love. Up, up, and away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom. And this is the thing, like, that when we get into this, he does have some issues, and I know that me and Eric had some problems before. Where in that little story of his, he mentioned Star City and things like that. So you're looking for these little things that he doesn't know or gets. But really, these this first issue, what he's doing, and it seems very obvious to you, is he's giving you the wink, wink. Like, look at me. I know Superman, and I'm going to yep. show you. And it happens all the time. I said to Eric all week at work that with these, what happens with these stories when a guy jumps on, like, say, Tom King with even a Batman or things like that, what they want to do, and, and Superman's even more because there's a power set. So what you want to do is to show that not only do you know Superman and his power set, but you figured out a little thing different about it that you can show off. Uh, 
And I think that he does that a couple like times. Like a solar flare. Like not even like that, but like the idea of how he can hear things, but he can focus on a woman right, singing. Right. But also the thing with Firefly and Killer Moth, where like, listen, he listens for yelling and trigger words. You know, that's like right. his spin of it. That stuff's fine, but. You start off really weird, and this is something, again, that Eric was pissed off about a bit, and we'll have to see how it goes, but pretty much he's spelling out that they're pissed off at Krypton because they're going around and taking over galaxies and planets well, for what the they thing, want to do. Well, that's the thing. It's the whole idea that there's science if it has to keep evolving. They're going to have to spread out the different galaxies and put their footprint out there, and they're going to have to be stopped because they're just going to keep continuing spread out. I'm like... Yeah, it'd be great if Krypton believed in space travel. Yeah, it's illegal. It's weird. So where are they well, going it's, it's with really that? It's really this guy Rogel Czar. Yeah, is, but there is, are the there's circle, a guardian there. Seem to be there. the big cosmic entities of and this, this is where yeah, that, I don't, that bugged yeah. me. Out. This, I don't I never, know. I never saw this cosmic circle before. No, I think. no, I don't know this. no. <laughs> it's a kumbaya circle there. Well, you in guys space. were talking about the Red Sox and Mets and whatnot. I'm like, I better look up who the hell these guys are because I didn't do this and I can't find out who half these are. I think the one might be X Sol, the goddamn uh, Eric, space uh, god. I can. I can fill it in. Bernie Williams was the Yankee center fielder. Oh. That's, that's who you were looking up. You were looking right. up those. Uh, yeah, 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 they're just – these are the things. We have Guardian. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you. You have somebody that looks like that. This guy with the Terminator X glasses, he looks familiar. I don't know. I forget the guy's yeah. name. He looks familiar to me as well, and I can't figure out who the hell it is. I mean the guy on the far left, that guy with, with the yeah. big goggles? Yeah, that, that's Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who it looked oh. like. But with All that, right. you have this where I don't know what he's playing with because if you're playing with the idea that he's going to start playing around with continuity and stuff and there is something where he's tying into, say, a Superman Reborn has messed up things, then maybe – this is what they're going with that even the beginnings of Krypton and leading up, which, you know, you would think that if that's the case, Superman would know because if this has changed, it would also have changed in the crystal fonts, things like that. I don't know what he's playing with because it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't, especially because that's one of the main reasons why there's a Superman and why everybody died because they weren't yeah. allowed to have space travel. And Jarrell yeah. went against that and did all that. So he really is playing around. And there's the other I, thing I again. I took it like this guy is just saying that, that that's his fear, that that's, that's the natural it, it might order be, of things but as it's people just expand too much. science that they're going to do that. Yeah, and, and uh, really, though, you know. he's the anti-eradicator, like me and Eric were saying, even though we're now, as we saw in that uh, DC Nation deal, where he's still his, his M.O., is to go around and Krypton's must be eradicated. I gotta destroy the scourge of the galaxy and with that and to start out with this and it's more of like a, a semantics thing that he's mad he's mad at the you know the man and that yeah. leads to later I just it throws you off. Now, again, like this is what I was trying to get to with the idea that he's on Twitter or saying that, oh, these people are going to have to apologize. I, I don't like what he's doing here because what he's doing is trying to trigger a guy like Eric to prove later <laughs> that he's smarter than him. I, that's all he seems to be doing. Trigger. Like, oh, look at this. I'm going to trigger. It's like, Rafe says that all the time. Here it would be full Rafe. You see, you have salty Eric over there getting triggered. But with that, I think that that's what he's trying to do. Whatever his plan is – this Man of Steel book seems to be the idea of, look, I'm going to piss everybody off. And then in the last issue, show them that I do know what's going on. The problem is you're pissing people off that are already angry and already want to, you know, why not go with this? With, I mean, we'll, you go, we'll, 
we'll we'll see what happens in the six issue. Yeah, it just but it, it even issue, goes but, with the thing with I mean, Lois and John in here too. He's playing, he has been playing with he's a little playing bit. He has, been, he has been playing with uh, the hearts of comic book yeah, fans. Yeah, but uh, uh, why? Usually lead why? only to pain. But who knows? People may jump on board. I remember the Superior Spider-Man ship by Dan Slott. Yeah. People hated it until about Eric the didn't like issue. it uh, at one point and so, then loved it. Yeah, really? I get people it. People jumped on, so it, it could happen. Sometimes, I think there's more at stake here uh, because yeah. that's just Dan Slott. He's already there. This is a guy who's coming, and this is his big thing, and he's already – like I said, this may just be me and Eric. But when I read it, I had the same reaction to Eric when he's like, oh, you know, here's this girl. She's from Star City. It's not called Star City. No, we have, well, And you're like, okay, you're new, but do some goddamn research. It was Star well, City I mean, for a not, week. Not for nothing. That's not his job. That's the editor's job. I know it isn't, but that's the problem is. Somebody better almost, do the goddamn yeah, job And that's here. the other thing. It's like, but, this is the thing. Know. When we're on the podcast and, and Eric talks like a, a jerk off, somehow I get blamed. So I want to blame somebody else. But no, it's one of those, you know, now we're going to go with Bugs Life with, hey, uh, it wasn't my fault. Well, you're the queen. It's your fault. His name is right. on the book. He's got to be smarter sure, than this sure, and go sure. with it. Yeah. I know that somebody should be there to go. And, and I'm telling you, as this goes on, you then have, you know, the Killer Moth and Firefly deal. Well, that's the thing. Is, like, I'm telling you, I went into this. I wanted to, like, you know, I don't want to, want to say I wanted to go into this being the anti-Brandon where I wanted to go in here just to shove it in Brandon's face. No, yeah. Because, like, oh, I yeah, love this. Oh, yeah, you I, did. I really, I really, really did. But, no, I opened the page. I see this bit about Krypton. I'm like, well, that doesn't really add up. Uh, I'm going to turn the page. I'm going to keep going. I'm not down yet. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to Killer Moth? Yeah. Why does yeah. he look like this? What is going on in this book? I yeah, actually it, forgot, like, I, I forgot, like, who he was for a second, even though they were calling him his name. I was like, wait, who he is he now? like Rat Catcher. I know, really weird. Yeah, it, it, it is crazy. It, it, and, and I thought he was Firefly at first. Like, in the first shot, I was like, is that the Firefly? I was like, no, no, that's uh, yeah. Killer Moth. All right, what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, not the way Firefly. I mean, that's the way Killer Moth just looked like a few issues ago in Detective when we had him. When it was amazing, remember he put together that crew and was going to do something. He looked great. He looked like classic Killer Moth, and I loved it. I don't know who this punk is with a gas mask and a goddamn you know uh, gas gun or whatever the hell yeah. he has. I'm like, what yeah. is this? This is not Killer Moth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, in the meantime, you said to me, "Listen, uh, I want to like this issue." Uh, I think that Josh Allen is a bullshit quarterback, and I hate Buffalo Wings. I don't know why you'd say that stuff to to Brandon, but that's it's what it's all true. <laughs> it's all true. And uh, yeah, but the the thing is, though, this is what I'm talking about with the idea of him coming in. And he did say the other thing. He's like, "Listen, I'm not going to come in and do like a Brainiac story. I'm not going to come in and do a Cyborg Superman. I'm going to change some things around." And it, it, you get a little scared. Sometimes with that, and then yep. you start reading it, and you're like, okay, what's going on? And <laughs> and I said, the one thing is the idea of them like, hey, listen, uh, you know, you can't yell that stuff here. I don't know if you know this, but these certain words trigger him, and he comes, and, you know, that's, again, that's Brian Michael Bennis in my mind trying to say, look, I understand the character. I'm going to go with this. I'm going to have that. And then you get, you see, and he's like, ah, Superman's off in Africa or whatever he says, but then Dude, he's look, not, I obviously. looked this up before. He's in Tanzania, uh, Tanzania, and I'm like, come on. I checked this stuff out before I came. I wouldn't come to Metropolis if I thought Big Blue was here. Come on. Anything. Yep, he comes in and grabs him. Yeah, and takes him. And then you get this thing where right before this fire happens, you get the next thing of – and I'm telling you, the only thing that I saw on the Twitters is uh, somebody put up, man – 
this page showed me that Brian Michael Bender, Superman's in great hands. And it's this thing with him listening to this song. And I'm like, I've seen this right. a million times. Uh, I, I've seen this a million it's times. It's been done in different ways, yeah. but, you know, the same type of thing before. Yeah, this yeah. so, is, and then... We yeah. haven't seen a lot of it lately, so... No, no, we haven't. So, but it, again, this is him, like... It, it's a little too much to me. It's a little too much of the, hey, look at me, I know what I'm doing, instead of like by the end I read a story and go, Jesus Christ, that was the best Superman story I've read in, in years. And it certainly isn't. Uh, of course, it's a mini series that's set up to be that way, so it, it really would have a hard time. But there are some things that I said will trigger me because he goes off and the building's on fire. And the idea, how many times is he going to say fire is fire? I, I don't know about you, oh, but I, I know that fire is fire. I, I, I have That's heard what this before. Said, I, his though. mom That's always said His mom always said it. I'm like, is it because she thought he was stupid? He's yeah. there like, fire is fire. But you're also thinking like, well, she's, is she teaching you that because you can kind of just put your hand in it and it doesn't matter? Like, that's like, hey, hey, uh, Clark, fire is fire. And if people see you doing this, like, I think he took it the wrong way. That it's supposed to have meant like, fire is fire. Yeah, you, stay you away can't, from it. You it can't stand you. in it because you are <laughs> invulnerable to it. It'll burn your clothes off first. But right. people will know that you're – it's such a weird thing for him. Um, Like Ma always said – Fire's fire. Then then that hey, we're gonna do that. Fire's fire. Hey, by the way, guys, fire is fire. Well that that's that's sort of like when I tell people that uh as uh left turn wrong turn said, yeah. money's is money's. So money's is money's. Similar. I don't know if you know this as well. I'm gonna twist a little. Ice is water. I just blew what? your mind. I blew your mind. But yeah, he goes uh, uh, and uh, it's uh, one of those like, oh my god, the it, it, the place looted. is on fire here. Can you help us? Uh, uh, and he goes up to save a girl, finds her. She's there with her two puppies, and then curses. And I was like, really? I like, what? why are you doing this? Why do you go up and you have this little girl and she's like, holy shit? Now of course it is yeah. blocked out. And right, then right. curses again. I'm like, well, what are you getting at? Is this what you think? Like, this is how the kids talk nowadays. I hear well, not, it's not true. Not only that, is it like his idea? Like, all right, I, I just came from Marvel Comics. And the big joke in Age of Ultron with Captain America was language. I'm like, all right, Superman's the equivalent of Captain America over here. So it's like, yeah. language, please. I'm like, yeah, all right, it, 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 it threw me fun, off. I guess. It really threw me off as a, like a, a lame attempt at something. And and yeah. if you say to me like oh I man know, I know your kids don't curse really, no right? and I'm telling you we talk about it in this podcast uh, throughout like kind of weird things of me and Eric kind of you hear us we're dropping the f bombs and stuff like that but yeah. for some reason when I see stuff like that where it's a little girl supposedly cursing and then you have Superman language it just threw me off it really did uh, but he gets her and goes out and then again. And what I think is I'm going to show people because I've thought this out where he inhales the the fire and he's like, oh, look at me. I, I can do this. Like I'm going to show you something a little, you know, you don't see it all the time. So I'm going to do that. And even then I'm like, OK, it just That's seemed, cool. That's yeah, right. it's, it's OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's just looking around. But through this, he is also hearing through things are triggering him again, where he has this thing of what happened to Lois and John. Now, this is the other thing. And this is a lot of people, including John Wayne. I always bring him up because he was the big, uh, you know, John Kent fan where he, mm-hmm. he's going into this to find out 
okay, I've heard all these rumors and things like this. What it, the heck has he done? Is Jonathan in tech? And it's weird here because I'm telling you, by the end, we'll probably discuss it a little bit at least. I don't know what happened because it's no. very odd to me. No, the it's way definitely it left in a nebulous way on purpose. And yeah, and, yeah, no and, and just him it. saying people are going to apologize, I think something else is going on. But still, it's just weird because he hears, you know, he even thinks back at the scene, you know, of John and Lois. Oh, what's that, Dad? Oh, Clark. And then he goes and then starts flirting with a fireman. And mm-hmm. the, even this fireman, it gets very talky. This is what I think is the Bendis dialogue deal where they are there there's there's burning building they're they're trying and they go on and on about things that are weird because she just showed up she said it's her first day but yet knows yeah, so much information she knows i know that they would have filled her in and things like that but it, it really plays out of somebody who's been doing a lot of things she oh yeah you know this sort of thing she almost is like old hat with some of the and like oh how when when did you start first day like it just seemed weird and they seem to be flirting a bit and well, with maybe the whole a little deal, bit. She is kind of cute. Yeah, she is. She looks cuter than anybody would in that outfit. I said to Eric, I look now, she is a little smudged up, but she still looks a lot better. Eric said, if it's not a big fat guy in a thing, he ain't believing <laughs> it. He was a firefighter. He knows. I said, there are two types of firemen, all right? You either got a big strong guy or a great big fat guy. If it's yeah. not that, I don't believe it. Not yeah, a not well, a hot red. I don't know. Maybe underneath that, she's got a big manly body. You don't know. No, yeah, she might. Maybe. But even so, she looks great. She's like, oh, here we go. There's nobody else around her. She's just walking around as the fire. It just seemed really weird, and it was like a lot of talky-talky. Uh, and then you go a little back to this guy fighting shit on his planet then, and he gets the visit from the Guardian, who basically says, listen, that Rogal whole shit. Rogal yeah, I am whole, a Appa Ali yeah. Apsa. Yeah, I'm the guardian. You know what? The circle <laughs> and I. It's a we weird guardian name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, check this out. You know, we thought about what you're talking about, Krypton. The circle and me, we got together and everything, and we like you and everything. No disrespect, but we're gonna turn your offer down to destroy Krypton. We just can't have it going. Krypton's <laughs> gonna go the way it's gonna go. Yeah. All right. So yep. no hard feelings. I'm out. They haven't done that much bad things to what you're saying. Yeah, it may happen, but we think they'll play it out. That that whatever happens to them, they'll go. Now, in the meantime, you see this guy definitely looks like he has like a heat vision eye and a and an ice vision eye and then crazy Something's shit like that. There, yeah. he, he's a cool. It's a cool look and a cool idea, but it's just thrown in here. And he's just like, fuck this. You know, you assholes, I don't care. Obviously, he doesn't care because of what we've already seen in that uh, DC Nation deal. And then you go back to the planet, and there is the Daily Planet, and there's Clark working away. And this is where uh, – This is something you know, we haven't seen in a little while. Is No, and it's fine. Now, this is the other thing. There's a couple things here that are weird. You have you know Perry there not really mentioning much of Lois. You have a picture of Lois that actually looks like a stand-up thing. It is like a stand-up that we saw in DC Nation. It, yeah, and it makes it look like they're trying to pretend or whatever. But even when they're doing the fiery building where uh, Superman's like, hey, what's going on? I don't know. There's a lot of fires. It seems like arson's going all around. Oh, you know what? I got a guy at the Daily Planet, two people. Call uh, Clark Kent or Lois. Just call Clark Kent. So he goes with that. So it's still in his mind. Like It's not like Lois is completely gone in his mind even. He, he almost said it where you can say something. But then by the end, we do see – we'll just switch to the end here where you do see that it's something happened. All right, Eric, right. you tell us exactly what happened, what what we see. We don't see a lot, but what, what I'm talking about. Uh, basically, it fades to white. Uh, the, yeah, they, they're Clark, there. Clark goes home. They're kind of having a family moment, and then – 
Something happens. We don't know what it is. Off, off panel. And it, Superman it looks a little pissed. He takes his glasses off like he's getting in the Superman mode. Yeah. John looks aghast at something, and Lois is just there. Oh, they look horrified. Yeah. The thing is, here's the couple things with it. You have Superman then in the scene where Perry's like, uh, you know, what the hell's going on? Uh, uh, I need a story. What you got? Oh, I got arson. Arson? Jesus Christ. What the hell is that? And, and then you even have, uh, you know, Clark, hey, Jimmy, so you know Jimmy's there, nice enough, and you're going, but he's like, well, there might be some, and Superman was there, whatever. He looks over at the picture of Lois and John and smiles for a bit. Then he gets upset looking at it again, and then you have this progression of going to see what happened. The thing that I have here is you're led to believe something awful has happened, and I can never believe that a Superman would be like, oh, shit, John and Lois were captured. They were kidnapped. I saw who it was. Oh, shit, I got to go to the Daily Planet and work. Yeah, there's I got no a way. deadline. Let me, let yeah, me there's no this way. article out. This is where we've seen that Lois herself, but Lois and John, there is no way that something has gone on wrong. I mean, they, 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 could, be, they could be visiting, uh, you know, Supergirl. It could be the, anything, But really, the only know? thing that I can see is if... For some reason, whatever is going on, he's being blackmailed into a deal of you better pretend nothing's wrong, you know. And and the weird thing is, is we're talking about Clark, who is married to Lois. You know what I mean? This isn't like playing out the whole idea of Superman being kind of, you know, there's Superman. I can't let anybody know I'm married to Lois and have a kid. This is Clark at points with Perry, who they're just saying like, oh, you know, hey, we're going on in that DC nation. Hey, where are you? Oh, she's still gone, whatever. And then we see yeah. this. I can never think that Superman would just be like, oh, well, they're gone. So I don't know. I said to Eric, could this be a Jarrell coming back? Because he did disappear. We thought that Manhattan might have taken him. Maybe he's escaped. Maybe it's something Maybe. where somebody's coming. The only thing I can think of is possibly something is going to go wrong and somebody has come to Clark ahead of time and saying, listen, everybody's in danger. John and Lois are in so much danger. We need to get them safe. We need to get them out of here. And then mm-hmm. you go on your way and you're going to be attacked. Like maybe it's like even with the, you know, somebody's going to come, whatever. We, That's I what just, I imagine. It's almost like a legion of superheroes is coming. Yeah, right, they're hanging out. Like they're the at the, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, at the yeah. Tower of Fate. They're so, at, yeah. They could be something in like the – I, I said to Eric, it could even be somebody that's coming. Like, listen, I know this is crazy, but we may have to put them in the Phantom Zone right now. Somewhere that's safe. Somewhere where we can go and have them where nobody will know. And when – yeah, and when this monster, whoever this villain comes, it, it's he's going after Superman. He'll never know about them. But if they, if he could, or maybe he does, he's from the future. You know, whatever it is, well, it even seems the whole to idea me, that he's going after Kryptonians. John's half yeah. Kryptonian, so yeah. right there, you want to get him out of the way. If the yeah, guy, so if and then Lois, obviously, you just right. want yeah. Lois safe. So I, I think that this is one of those because it's like, Dad, what is? Oh, and then Clark? And it could be that it could be Superman from the future. I mean, she could yeah. be saying Clark to Clark, who's just come out of a portal, something like that, where they, I, I'm from the future. It's your kids, Marty. Right, you exactly. know, but, but yeah, crazy I, things it's, like it's this. Almost, it's, it could be so many things. Yeah. I it's do think it, I don't think it's, it's anything it's interesting bad to speculate, but it's yeah. not necessarily. Uh, no, and, it, could, and it could be virtually anything. The I good ask thing you, though, about Jim, it, you're, though, you're a yeah. family man. 
Yes. What would it take to blackmail you to be quiet about the kidnapping of your entire about family? about quiet? So they're kidnapped, and I if I just be um, the quiet, stakes? they're gone. <laughs> there right. No yeah, exactly. Really, they all they have to say is, "Listen, uh, <laughs> you can go to sleep tonight. It's Friday night. You can go to sleep, and nobody will wake you up tomorrow. <laughs> done, done, and done." You'd be like, am, much, I'm in. Take out your wallet and be like, "How yeah. much cash do you and, need?" And then the, oh, actually, I, I just yeah. imagine, you know, it's all like they kidnap your kids. Look. Mr. Winner, we have your family. If you call the pol- if you get the police involved, they're all gone. As your nine one one. No, no. It would be like they'd come in, like, listen, uh, we'll give you, like, we're gonna take your kids. Nobody will know. So what is it? Okay. No, no. Wait a minute. I have an offer here. I no, no, no. No Don't worry about backsies. it. The guy's Hanging like really now. upset. Bye bye. They're like, why? He's gone, <laughs> sir. He calls. They call up whoever it is. He's gone. He left. Oh well, there you go. Uh, yeah. And the, he's like, but 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 Jim, they they will have. They won't be able to go food shopping with you. That uh, yeah. They they've given up. They've given up on them. They they let They're me. You know. That's how easy food nonsense. shopping is going to be just they, for me. Listen, but you three gallons of milk and you're yeah, good. That's yeah yeah. Uh, but but Mr. Werner, this means you'll only need one gallon of milk a week, not eight. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the sell point is here. Of keeping them listen when you go to do the podcast they will not be screaming and yelling downstairs and when you go down and say hey guys can be quiet they basically tell you uh, i'll say verbatim fuck off uh, i'm telling you the shit that they say to me they should be knocked out if this was uh, white, oh white my goodness children, white children are crazy man Judd Nelson's yeah, it down there. Yeah, what the i'm is. telling you with this it's uh, basically when i hear it all i hear is tanya's voice because these are it's everything she has said <laughs> They repeat, and then I get mad. She hears it and comes running down and is against me, and then there I am. I'm, I'm left there, uh, the asshole of the family, because I'm going to do a podcast. There, there the system works. Sounds yeah, like does. everything's it working does. just perfectly. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, it ends like that. The art's great. I, I like the art, but the, the thing about it is this is I, – I don't know if anybody's going to agree with me. It's kind of bored. Uh, yeah, this yeah. issue is a little boring. Besides for, for the a mystery start. surrounding Krypton, this character, and the missing John and Lois, yeah, we deal with a lot with a burning building and just flying yeah. around, and then writing about it on the newspaper. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a lot of character exposition. There's a lot of you know. I mean, Brian Michael Bendis. I think, and and part of the problem I think for all of us is that we're we're, we're worried too much about what Brian Michael Bendis might yeah. be thinking, and I think we just need to try to put that away and read the story. But I think he played it a little safe here. He did. Because of all the criticism, both ways, you know, just yeah. all the expectations. I think a lot of this was like, listen, I do understand a lot of the core of the character. And I got that impression, you know, I, I didn't yeah. feel like he was writing a weird character. He showed that he was all about saving. And I did like seeing that he's working at the, you know, like he really yeah, has not been part work. of Daily Planet for a long time. Or if he is, he's just like. I'm on, uh, I'm on, you know. Yeah, I'm, they mentioned I'm it. I'm doing occasion. a thing, Perry. Goodbye. You know well, what I mean? Well, like there, there may be a reason oh, because what? when he's typing up his story, exclusive, downtown fire may be arson. I don't know. Fair Clark. Hey, one pair. What the fuck is this? What? Give me some, some good things here. You, you, need, you need a punch to your headline. Downtown you know I mean? like fire may be arson. That, that's the headline. Exclusive with a, with a asterisk. And did with see, that did also. Did you see the New York Post headline today? No, was it downtown? Thong, it, it was about it was about a Kardashian meeting uh, with President Trump. Trump, Trump and the rump. Yeah. Trump and the rump. Yeah, see, that's what I need. That, that sells need, papers. That's the headline you need that you go on to sell papers. Yeah, yeah, that's what you need. But <laughs> it, the other thing about it is funny because the story was 
about multiple fires, and he didn't even get that. He's the worst. That, this is where we say, where did he go to college? He couldn't have. He just got that job. It's nonsense. But yeah. Well, it's weird, too. I'm telling you, we spend a bunch of time to introduce a new firefighter character, Melody Moore, I think it is. And yeah. uh, in the background, we get to the thing. It seems like the DC Nation number zero might be taking place right, like, you know, as this is going on. You know, this is right where it picks up, where Perry's yeah. talking about. We need more Superman, because yeah, right yeah, in the background, yeah. we do have that other new character from DC Nation number zero. Yeah, but she's uh, not Robinson named. Good. Yeah. I'm saying, no, she was named in that, though. Robinson yeah, Good. Yeah, in that, right I'm there, saying here. Perry. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird that, yeah, she's just standing there, and so we don't get that, and, and you know, we're going to have to go from there. But, yeah, the, the one good thing about it is is that we'll get another one next week. You know, we get them right. each week. Yeah. So that's actually a pretty cool deal where you can play around with some things like that because the resolution of some of the things well, will come Well, hopefully week. we get payoff week to week. That'll be the yeah. thing. But, you know, yeah. for, a, for a start out, I thought it was, you know, it just okay. didn't give me – uh, I thought it was okay, exactly. I didn't yeah. come away from it feeling like, uh-oh, he fucked it up. No, I didn't uh, either. You know, it could go a lot of different ways. And like I say, I really feel like the core of Superman that I want to see, a smiling person that wants to, you know, save and help people, he is there. And and, yeah. and to show yeah. that was, was heartening that it wasn't, you know, going to be all of a sudden an angry, brooding asshole Superman. Like, yeah. you know, I really, it really didn't, I, like I said in my uh, stupid song in the beginning, you know, it made me think of like when the truth happened. And we were all sort of like, you know, trepidatious yeah. about it. Yeah. And that just crashed and burned so yeah, badly. Yeah, that was you know? sad. Had problems. That had so many any problems. Kind of change, yeah, you know? so, yeah. So uh, that's it. What did you give it then? Uh, I definitely came in on the positive side. I could have gone about a half point lower, but instead I came in at an eight point ten. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get eight point ten. I give an eight, oh, out, eight of out of ten. Yes, Sorry. eight out of ten. I'm actually gonna be a little more positive. I I could go as low as even a six, but I did like the art. I'm gonna go a seven because, like you said, I did get the idea. He knows the character, so he got that out. Uh, and he set up some intriguing things where uh, mm. even with Eric like getting triggered over there, I do think that he's <laughs> smart enough that if that's the first page of the first thing he's doing, he is trying to trigger an Eric Shea and trying to yeah. show a roundabout way that it, where you thought I didn't know, I do, and I'll work it out. Now, this may not happen. Maybe he screwed it up. And, uh... Yeah. It's easy, yeah. Yeah, but I do, I do think, like I said, it was a little more boring, but it wasn't boring in the way, like a brand, and like I said, that little bit was a little wordy, but this yeah. wasn't boring in the way fully of what people say a Brian Michael Bendis deal is. Well, it's, it's just really only the, like two pages, whereas I'm telling yeah. you, there are some daredevils I've read by BMB that. Yeah. That's the whole book. It's just oh, yeah, I've read I, two heads talking. It's yeah, crazy. I've read some because I actually was enjoying some of his early uh, the uh, the uh, what's it called Ultimate the Iron Man, Spider-Man. No, no, oh, the Iron, Iron Man, Man yeah. deal when uh, it was Reary and stuff like that. I was enjoying it, and then all of a sudden it did hit a weird bump where he was oh like you'd start an issue and half the issue was him in weird ways catching you up and things with this dialogue almost like like one of those like oh you don't know this but last week i was doing that right. and i did that and i did that so at least we don't get that yet uh but yeah i was kind of still bored but i'm still gonna go seven because i like the art and yeah uh i think that he knows the character so i'll give him credit there but with that a uh, little caveat next issue better have some excitement and some little bit of answers or else i'm gonna go even lower but what about you Eric? i'm gonna stay start this out being positive you know i always like to give anybody the benefit of the doubt they're jumping on and i do get excited whenever we have a shake up stuff like this I like the art a lot. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not cons- like, I'm not positive at this point that he does know the character. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't think he might by the end, but 
right now with that whole Krypton bit and saying Star City at the DC Nation, I'm like, he just is just throwing shit willy-nilly at right now until he proves me wrong. It does seem that a little, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, but I'll tell you, what I got out of this, I'm optimistic enough going forward where I do want to know what's going on, so I will give it a 7 out of 10. All right, yeah. All I'm right. I'll go with that too, but right now we're going to head off to talk to Chris about the other big book of the week, Raven. <laughs> Raven, so we'll be Huge. with Chris wow. in a second. All right, we're here with Chris, and that means Raven. I was hoping uh-huh. that somehow we didn't know that Teen Titans came out. <laughs> nope, it's Raven. And then again, <laughs> we've had pro- Teen Titans. Yeah, we've had problems with Teen Titans, but yeah, I can kind of understand that. We'll get back to that later in the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. but for now, we have Raven. And uh, unfortunately, Chris, me and you had talked, I think it was way back when, uh, Eric wasn't on that time where he couldn't get on. Yeah, and I mentioned to you, times. yeah, and I'd mentioned to you, like, <laughs> boy, they didn't even solicit, like, a number six issue. We might be off the hook. Well, they solicited a number seven issue. We're not off the hook. <laughs> it's going to continue. Uh, cause me it and is. you were even talking, like, boy, there's not even a story here for two issues, let alone, you know, 12. 12. But here we go. But give us some stats on it quick. Well, it's the fifth issue of the series. Uh, it's called yes. Power by uh, Marv Wolfman, Pop Man, Laverne Kinzierski, and Seda Tamafante. And uh, as it opened, I was pretty confused because it yeah. it ended. That's the the weirdest <laughs> thing about this book. I mean, we had her we had her attacked by an octopus, the cliffhang yeah. one book, and then the next issue, there's no octopus. No, no octopus. And, and, and then this. Yeah, last yeah. issue, she's her and her mother are shot down by the Tomorrow Tech people, and then the anime girl, I anime girl, I, the, the broads yes. come in. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so a, convoluted. Yeah, it's like, and the anime I girls were fighting the Tomorrow Tech we, people, we but now they're together. Raven. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on here. I really don't know what's going on. In the meantime, you have Baron Winners. Oh, oh, really? Him and girl? You got him and Merlin girl, there. Merlin. He does. Merlin says Merlin. it there. They're pretty much the, you know, comedy relief to me, though I don't think they're supposed to be. <laughs> He's reading out of nowhere. He's reading passages out of a, a mystical book about these shadow riders who then appear, the but then, then they. Riders on the storm, right? Yeah, yeah. Riders on the storm, all right. They're, they're Narsgol or however you pronounce They just, they're there. They're and then they're not. They're, they're not yeah. all of a sudden. And we have. You know, Raven and her mom in the dark, then they're not. I just, I don't know what's going on. I really and don't. The, the best part, you have Baron Wint is calling the, uh, he's decrying this writing as terrible writing yeah. and claptrap. Yeah. Which is yeah. almost, we almost got to be getting trolled, right? Yeah, I, I, think, I think so. so. There's no I way that more of so. knows what's going on. I think he's just like, wait till people get a load of this and they're going to say it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, is this a meta thing where he's making fun of his own writing? Because it's nonsense yeah. and it makes or, no sense. And then they're back in the Tomorrow Tech deal. But even that is like so weird. And you have Raven there and she's not being controlled. But yet and she's she in is darkness. Yeah. yeah. And, well, that's and the thing is, because we have this whole wraparound idea where we see the writers on the storm, which I'm going to keep calling them that because yes. I like that name. <laughs> but they seem to be surrounding Raven and her mother who are laying, laying on the ground in this just darkness yeah. as Baron Winters is narrating who these shadow writers are and how this whole thing is nonsense. But then Raven gets up. We, she starts talking to like, you know, her mother about, you know, mother, where are you? Where is this darkness? Where are we? I was putting this thing to cut off my soul self from my body. I had sent it out and I don't know what's going on. Where like, you know, where is this place? 
And I swear to God, somebody just turns on a light somebody switch because light switch. Yeah. <laughs> they're just in a hallway in Tomorrow Tech surrounded by troops. I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah, they're just there. They put up their hands and, oh, we're at the nexus of everything bizarro. And then you get where this guy comes out. Hey, I've been waiting for you for, and I love the, the interaction with him and the, them and this guy. He comes out. Hey, I've been waiting for you for a long time. I'm glad you made it. Oh, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> well, I'll tell you in a minute. Let's go here. And basically the guy just <laughs> is going to tell her, oh, we're going to use you and, and your mother and bring, and your mother and, and just do awful things. But at this point, he's like, Oh, just come in here. And the, it's so weird. This progression. Mm-hmm. And even as they're going, I'm like, I get the idea here. That, you know, Raven, maybe you have some problems, but are they that dense that this guy's explaining the most awful things and they're still like, okay, so where do we sure. factor in this? Where, <laughs> where do we come in here? Well, you come in because we're going to actually torture you and you, I, I just like, where, where is it that they just say, screw this and get the hell out of there? They're just uh, there mm-hmm. for the story I, time. That's the thing is though, I'm trying to figure out the progression because we have main scientists, man. Laying out the whole atrocities that him and the, like Tomorrow Tech and the other scientists that try to get his use throughout this millennia across yeah. like you know universes and whatnot to try to create an air. All right, well, well this is what this is your you know yeah, abomination, but- brothers and sisters over here. They never worked out. You're the only one, Raven. Now walk in this room. You and your mother come on on. And as I tell you the story. Just strap yourselves into this table. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What are they doing? They're leaving themselves. By the way, uh, I want you to sit in these really high-tech looking seats, and things are going to get a little shaky, so you put the seatbelts on. Yeah, they're just there. (laughs) They're just letting it happen. Plus, I I know for a fact, and I'll ask Chris, if it may have even been that second issue, whatever, but whatever, the things that they're showing here of, oh, this is what we did, it's basically just the same as what we saw that Trigon did. Yeah, and yeah. just with the added effect of we want to do this as well, because mm-hmm. half of this, I mean, I'm telling you, I think that the panels of seeing, you know, the sexy looking Trigon pretending he's having sex <laughs> with, I think we saw those before. I actually did, think did. in the same position where like right at the bottom there with that. He's a one position guy. Well, he is, but he, and even that, you're just like, I, I saw this before. I know yep. the idea that he went from planet to planet, this and that, and trying to get this air and whatever. Well, see, yes, you're right. involved, yeah. but it'd be like, why isn't he just saying, listen, you know, you, your father, Trigon, was doing this crazy nonsense. We want to redo it ourselves, and you're the key. But it, it goes on and on, and never really oh, yeah. even says enough. And then, yeah, they just, okay, uh, what, what do we do here? Like, they're following the, the floor direction where they have arrows pointing to these awful looking <laughs> seats where they sit down, like, oh, now that you're strapped in, by the way, we're, we're gonna use you and, and, and fuck around with you so that we can get this going on. Yeah, and we're gonna well, gag you and put the thing over yeah. your little, little and, and, gem, and, and, yeah, gem, and we talk, yeah. we talk about stuff with, uh, you know, a Marv Wolfman, he's an older writer, obviously, and how, you know, the pacing and things are different. You get a lot of, you know, different if you go back, so Reggie, and you and Reggie do tons mm. on the Cosmic Treadmill. So, you know, you get a lot of crazy stories where you have 800 things in a story and go, boy, this would yeah. have taken eight issues nowadays. <laughs> but why do we go from strapping Raven and her mother down to an emancipation trial? Oh, you, yeah. you, you, you didn't want to stop the, all no. the tension we had right there to go to I'm Teresa's like, really? emancipation trial? Point, you are turned let, down? You are going this. Ama- yeah. It's, it's a trial on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Do those happen? No. Do those exist? And it happens like it's almost like Christmas Eve, and it was set up I that morning. Forgot Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve, and and, and this the, what's happening has just become like there isn't even a progression of oh what am I going to do now? Oh, you have to come with that. It's just right to oh your grandmother's dead. Right to the trial. You're, you're, what, you're what, going what to your cousin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're going you're there. To San Diego. You never. This met. is usually what would ha- usually what would happen in this is you would have the cousin would have shown up at the funeral. Introduced yeah. and said, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you stay with us with yeah. and see what's going on with there?" But in the meantime, you have led this issue. At this point, you're almost halfway through the issue. The progression of leading to the slow build to when they're into these chairs and then go off to this trial that we yep. don't care about. It has nope. nothing to do with anything except, as we, as far as we know right now. Uh, a friend of hers is going to have to go to a different school. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You you have – they're setting <laughs> dun, dun, up dun. the end of the universe, and it goes off because she may not be able to go to their school anymore, and everybody's crying. And mm-hmm. and even then, it lasts too long. It goes on. If I – you you end up having it's to like flip a pages. couple pages. Yeah. yeah, this is – this should be – Two pages at the most, if not one. Like, okay, that's sure. going on. I get it shouldn't even be in there. Then you go no. back to Baron Winters, who's just there. He's contemplating shit. He's looking at at, at the image of Raven in the fireplace, laying which in the again, chair. yeah, laying in the chair. <laughs> and again, we we were told by him he wasn't going to light this fireplace anymore, but it's there. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Then the next thing you have the anime eyes. They, they go full in effect because they were there before. All of a sudden, you're told the it's like roll call. Scarlet, gold, ash. What what is going on? I'm never gonna remember these names. I'm never and they know have the powers. Color of their eyes. Yeah, you have that. What powers? <laughs> like it's like gold DNA switcher. Really? Like I'm gonna remember that an issue from now. I'm not gonna remember three panels from now. Plus, then you go off to a trial. Oh, go on, I'm going on too much. You tell us what goes on from there because I'm telling you now, shit gets real wonky. There's craziness in this book. There is, there is, because we have we have these these color coded anime eyebrows here, <laughs> yes. and uh, they all of a sudden decide when they when they get a like, did they not know why they were trying to get? I Raven? don't know. That's what it, I, I thought they yeah. were trying to kill her before. What they happened? wanted to kill her, right? Yeah, yeah. So now now that they're strapped in the chairs, they decided they need to protect her and save the universe. So yeah. they they get involved while they because. Is it just Raven and the mother who were who were summoning yeah. Trigon? Or yeah, is it yeah. It actually just sees, it seems to me that Raven is the summoning, and maybe mm. when this happens, then they'll use the mother once Trigon shows up to maybe have him get busy again. Because it's, it really yeah. just ends up with her gem that is doing all what appears to be the summoning. The mother's just sitting there. They have these things on their mouth so they can't talk. So that to me, it's funny because you have the the anime eyes then are almost like a narration, like, here here we go, as you have the guys, like, first comes the power surge, and then you have them looking, and then, and then the guys yelling, but you, like you said, I can get a progression of, they were going to kill Raven for, like, this is just in my mind, I'm making this up, they were going to yeah. kill Raven first, because she would be the key to bring back Trigon, so you, you get rid of her, he'll never be able to come back, now that she is there, and they're summoning, they feel bad, and now you have to save Raven to end it, but that's never told. That's never said no. any in this. So that's all I'm going with. But even so, I don't know what's going on. 
because then you the see biggest tr- problem I have too, though, is that the whole thing is we had that you know helmet that went over her in the last like you know issue to suppress her powers. Yeah, she had her soul self out. Why now that she doesn't have a helmet? Why doesn't we have the soul it self out? Like, because yeah, that's, that's one of the yeah. things where oh her soul is not here. That's weird. Yeah. I guess we got to work together. It seems like the helmet. It was led to believe the helmet made the soul self just walk off for a pack of smokes and then left and couldn't find her <laughs> bat. Where is it? It, it just is gone. And then you have you have Trigon entering, and I, I'm just like, really? Well, what is going on? And, and it obviously it seems to me where, and I I forget the solicits and whatever. Uh, but Dancing Mike had a mail this week, and he doesn't like us using solicits to spoil things. So luckily, I don't remember. But this definitely feels like the next issue will end this Trigon story. Then yeah, I'll start up so. another one. Uh, and then but we'll even deal with Teresa. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> have, yeah, really, we have six. I don't know what's going on here, and this is probably the penultimate issue of part one of the deal, where it's just so. Trigon coming through. The anime eyes now pretty much, I think some of them venomed up because they look huge out of nowhere. There's some that look like they're juiced <laughs> up and they're ready to fight Trigon. And I don't know what's going on. Well, at the and, end, you know, skeleton hands of Trigon come out and kill Raven, it seems like. Yeah, I, I just and, – and then that's where, like, yeah. uh, this is where you get the idea. Then it goes off and, yeah, Bear and Winter, like, throwing shade at Christmas. And, <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, it's Christmas time and Raven isn't here. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, it looks like Raven's dead, which I, I would doubt. But really, yeah, and then just Bear and Winter there, he's like, oh, you know what? I'm glad I'm here with you, Merlin. They're looking at each other with forlorn eyes. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what went on in this issue. I really don't. Uh, I'll tell you, though, I actually like the art. And it's uh, like usually in these stories, I'll say like, boy, the art the art isn't confused. And it's the the story. I don't know where the story's going. The pacing is so I was getting kind of confused by the art by the end there. I'm telling you, I wasn't because I think – Yeah, I think that that's what they – make a lot of shit happen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like the art. In, in the, I'm telling you, I'm just looking individual panels. I'm not even putting them together because none of the story makes sense from the beginning no. of me. And you have, yeah. yeah, you have the anime eyes like protect sisters, Trigon, gold, merge, become, I am. And that's the big thing too. You have a merging of one yep. of the anime eyes becoming Raven there. Into and, Raven. Yeah, yeah, into Raven and kind of merging with her. But again, I don't know when they're like, gold, yeah, I don't know what their powers are anymore, <laughs> so I don't know really what they're doing. And then Raven, no soul, no soul self. So basically it's like I'm going to become her soul in there. I'll, I, I don't and know. she'll be Maybe. the one that dies Yeah, probably. yeah. This will, I yeah. mean it, it really yeah. seems generic enough that Trigon to be like to kill you. I'm going to rip out your soul and this is going to be the sacrifice of this yep. anime eye girl in there. And in the meantime probably has a – whatever the failsafe would, would do, that would send Trigon back. And he won't mm-hmm. be there anymore at the end. And then you'll have, I decided that you can live on your own, you 16-year-old girl. Boom. What's going on with the Riders of the Storm? And they're gone, Eric. You, the what? You, you, stop re- <laughs> you stop reading the story about them. They disappear. That, uh, there's, only, oh. there's only life in myth once you stop. That's what I say. I'm making shit up. I'm just stringing words together. That's what it seems. But yeah, that's it. That's the end. It's it's, it's incredible how much nonsense this book is. Uh, What'd you give it, Chris? Well, you know, I when I was reading this, it reminded me like the first time you play The Legend of Zelda, and 
all of yeah. the story is in the little book that came yeah, with oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, and you're just going, <laughs> so and now like you're just, just hitting. You're like, what am I doing Yeah, here? you're just hitting it's, shrubs. It's I'm like you're trying to figure things shit. out. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how this one felt. I mean, my my reviews on the site are, are usually not entirely synopsises, but since there yeah. was really nothing else here, no. that's all my review was. It was yeah. like, what am I even supposed yeah, to yeah, say? Yeah. How can you? you? You don't know what yeah. you're reading because there's no way. I don't think he knows. But yeah, I, I almost think like like this is like a Marvel book with a point five, and we're just not getting the point. Yeah, fives. yeah, we we've never read the others, and it's <laughs> just the, this point five deal. It, it, it is crazy. It's it, crazy. So but what, I, what was your score? Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it a little bit more just because something happened, and I gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, I'm telling you, I am at all this yelling. I'm actually close to a six because it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those that it is so. This is what happened with Bane, with me and Eric talking with Bane later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so ridiculous that I actually laugh. But at, the problem is in this one, I'm laughing because it's so, like when they went to this <laughs> trial, I actually laughed out loud. It's not supposed to be funny, but I did. I'm like, oh, goodness, I don't it's know what's going on, but I, I am going to go. I'm going with a five. I'm going with an FU five just to go <laughs> because it is nonsense. But I, I actually, I like the art and I think it's also, I'm not really, you never really hear me go on and I'm like, I'm not a guy who can be like, whoa, the pencils are so great or the inking, whatever. But I think the colors are really, really good in this. I really, yeah. really like the yeah. colors. So it does make a lot of these kind of pop, especially by the end where it may get confusing. But boy, the colors and stuff once Trigon, I really, really like. So I at least it, it's pretty pictures to me going through. But <laughs> none of this makes any sense. None of it. No. You repeat some weird things. You never go. We said that the biggest problem is who knows? We're going to start next issue. They're going to be in uh, Japan in, in, yep. a, in a store buying <laughs> fucking soda or something well you never know where you're going from there but yeah what would you give it Eric? i'm telling you i i like the art enough until we get to the trigon but at the end i think I it's like a little confusing it. but up to that point i think it is good and like you said the colors are great in this issue yeah, but i love the colors when i when i open up the issue and i have no <laughs> idea what's going on and then it just proceeds to another bit which i still don't know what's going on none of it actually leads one from the other to the well, well here's the they, thing Eric. they sit down under the goddamn <laughs> operating table here's the thing, what are you doing this is the thing you don't understand what's going on it's fine they get rid of that now we move on to more confusing things but yeah i i, yeah, I, I tell you i did not understand what was going on in this book from one bit to the next so by, by the end i'm like a 3.5 out of 10 oh my goodness oh my <laughs> goodness yet sexy sexy version of trigon making love how could you give it that was too small for me to see really it was it's that's true. what jess boom badoom badoom but yeah that's boom, it boom, uh, boom. sorry it was, wasn't longer chris uh but yeah uh we'll be back again that uh, this this is going to continue it seems it's solicited past that Until first Christmas, set right? yeah. so yeah we're going to keep going <laughs> and then obviously we'll have the teen titans later as well i think that starts back up in july uh mm-hmm. so yeah we'll be back to that but thank you for coming along Thanks, and you we're got gonna it. go off to something else i i never know what's going on next when it when it comes to uh, the middle section. So we're going off to something. Once in every lifetime comes a love like this. Oh, I need you. You need me. Oh, my darling, can't you see young ones? Darling with a young one. A young one. Shouldn't be afraid.
everybody, welcome back to the Young Animals segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And this week we have zero books to read count for em. you. So yeah, you can count them up, but there are no <laughs> books. However, we did just go get past uh, the third issues of all four currently running Young Animal books. Right, Chris? Mm-hmm. And uh, as was first reported on May 10, and then by us on the podcast episode for May 13, uh, it's Young Animal Line, all four books are coming to an end with their sixth issue. So that puts us at halftime, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we decided, let's check in. Let's see, how, let's see the, how the health of the Young Animal Line is doing, let you guys know what we think of it, and maybe you can... Uh, let us know what you think as well. Mm-hmm. Starting off with the new kid on the block, that's Eternity Girl by Magdalene Visaggio and Sonny Liu. Uh, you know, this is an interesting book because um, it's this one spins directly out of Milk Wars. It does, yeah. Uh, but I couldn't really tell you how. But okay, you know that's. Yeah, she she would just show up in the backup and like kind of creep around the edges. And, and then, then in the last issue, something happened. Just be plunged in. Yeah. Something happened, and she manifested here. Or I mean, we're kind of figuring out now in Eternity Girl that she died, and somehow that Milk Wars rebooted her, and this is causing all kinds of problems. But I definitely like this series more than Milk Wars. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, it's, it's basically my point. You know, I mean, like you think you think it would be like. Uh, as impenetrable as Milk Wars, but it's like, oh, all right, this is a story that actually is coming into there, focus. There are beats, yeah. Uh, and of all the books, this is the one that was announced as a six-issue mini. Yes. So this this was always planned to be six issues. So uh, just some rundown of some shipping numbers. Uh, issue number one shipped 16,277, which I think is reasonably respectable, but still kind of low for Young for Animal, number, right? For number one. Yeah. yeah, you would think it would hit above 20. Uh, and then number two actually did what you would expect it to do, half of the number one, which was which yeah. is, uh, 8,201. So uh, that's pretty bad, folks. And, um, and it's really bad, yeah. Those numbers so rarely tick up, and we know that they haven't ticked up this time around <laughs> because the uh, series are all ending. Just as some, for some, some comparison to the last other mini that we had in, in Young Animal. Uh, the issue six of the bug, the adventures of forager from December 17 ship 6,948. So if eternity girl cool. can finish there, then it will it's not have done worse. That'll be, that'll be as good as we can expect to be honest with you. And, but, and these are the shipped numbers. So, it's oh, yeah. like, I mean, even if like, you know, bug shipped less than 7,000, even if 150% of those sold, that's right. still bad. Right. No, you're, still bad you're, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, I would I would say conservatively, and I am just spitballing, but you know, twenty five percent of those are rack comics that you know on the low end. Yeah, on the low end. Yeah, I'll, I would think a lot of them are sitting there now. Of course, there uh, the unrecorded is the digital, and then, oh, I'm sure and, they sold in the millions. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, that, that's always the secret. Like, oh, we'll never learn those numbers. I, I can't imagine. I mean, even at ten percent of these numbers, took about a couple hundred copies. You know, a few hundred yeah. copies. So I don't, I don't think it was that robust. Uh, and then I guess anything outside of Diamond, you know, DCBS sure, is Diamond the number. Yeah. Uh, is it right? Isn't DCBS and uh, aren't they? Oh, they're Diamond. They're through Diamond. They're diamond. Yeah, they, so that's they, all yeah. It's all direct. So yeah, so, it's, uh, these are just uh, really anemic here. This is this is it's sad numbers, folks. Uh, this is essentially what we. Constructing this uh, 
this rundown. <laughs> it it, it so reveals <laughs> why this line suddenly is ended in August. It totally it, and and I'll tell you something. This is one of the better ones. Let's let's take it to the next yeah. title, Chris. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Shade, the Changing Woman. We had our girl who became a woman in Milk mm-hmm. Uh We had our same team from the previous volume, Cecil Castellucci and Mar- Marlies Arcone. Uh, first issue, uh, we talk about number one issues selling. You know, a little higher. Oof. Number one sold, number one shipped, twelve thousand seven hundred and five books. Yeesh. That is, I, I never thought we'd see these numbers in our lifetime. Uh, you know, uh, I, it's so bad. I mean, you know, there's so there's so much we don't really know about what their margin. So I mean, I mean, sure, their overhead. Sure. This could all be, I'm you know, the, in the black. Oh yeah, uh, that would be a, <laughs> a little bit of a, <laughs> that would be a bit of a stretch. But I mean, you know, you know, as far as like, obviously, Vertigo has a different threshold than DC. Sure. Somehow they do something differently. They, you know, they have a model. I know they have a more of a trade-oriented model, Absolutely. although yeah. the same could be said for DC, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, DC has always said twenty thousand, you yeah. know, and still un- inexplicably kept plenty of books alive below that number. But I, I don't know what Young Animals' number is, but I gotta think it's higher than twelve. Yeah, twelve or you know the next one, which is really sad yeah, stuff. There is, uh, we had some attrition with the second issue. That one only shipped 7,949 copies. So it dipped under Eternity Girls, number two. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and number one, this is supposed to be an ongoing. Two. I know. <laughs> this, this, you really think it would have, although, you know, with the, you, you know, you, you, dig, you dug up the numbers for number 12 of the uh, last volume, hmm. uh, it sort of does paint the picture that. Well, you know, I'll just say it that it's uh, October 17 of last year. The, the last issue shipped 7,640. Mm-hmm. I, I think the fan base is probably somewhere about there, I would say. Yeah. Right? But, you know, somewhere in between the seven and 8,000. And, you know, maybe that's just where it is. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, of sure. course, everyone wants to see their fan base grow, but it is. That's so you know, niche. That's the baseline. It is a very niche book. And, you know, this is a book, too, that we. Uh, enjoy. This is probably the least accessible. Accessible, yeah. I'd say to people of the book. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely, very, very psychedelic. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's been a few things we've liked. Everything in this volume, except for the actual shade, the changing woman. Yeah, right? she's been the worst part of it. It's true. Yeah, and this uh, this volume has been a pretty pretty decent step back from the first. The first was a. Uh... Uh, it was like a coming of age, and we were kind of going along with it. And yeah. now it's just this odd poetry that we were hoping they were going to snap out of. But now that it's been truncated, I mean, who knows? I, I don't mean, know. It what's... just might be this pretentious poetry until the very last page of the very last issue. I mean, this one might, I mean, you know, we're really postulating here, but this one might Sir? suffer the most. Hello? Yes. Uh, this one might uh, suffer the most because this had the... Um, has a lot of loose threads. It's dangled already, you know, that mm-hmm. they're going to need to wrap up. But I don't know. We'll have With the s- quickness, yeah. We will see how it happens. Perhaps uh, Cecil and Marley have a plan in mind. Uh, one that we really do like, and this one really, let me tell you, it's it, this one gets more depressing as we go along. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty much. We kind of came up on a little bit of an uptick, but not, not great. But uh, Cave Carson has Interstellar Eye. This is a super psychedelic season going on right now by John Rivera and Michael Avon Oming. And for all three books we've mentioned, these all have stable. These are the only creative teams. Yeah. You know, as far as, and as far as I know, the next one, I think also has a stable same one, writer, definitely the same writer, but anyway, but uh, this is yeah, John Rivera, Michael Avon Oming. 
Number one shipped eleven six fifty nine. That is so bad. Uh, number two did seven seventy five forty. You know this is this is what happened. I mean, obviously they saw the the numbers on number one, and they pulled the plug. I mean, that's what I would yeah. think. That's what I would have done. I'd been like, oh, this isn't coming back from that. Uh, you're not gonna come up to you're not you're gonna you're not gonna break twenty grand with uh, the with anything really. No, no. You could have anybody guest star. You could. It's just. Yeah, I mean, if it was up on an eighteen, you might have some hope. But you know, you're yeah. not, you're not pulling out of this like lower than twelve number here. Uh, and you know, it's this one's very also somewhat inaccessible. This does take a special, I think you know, a certain audience. But I I think it's really good. It is. Um, yeah. I definitely it's a lot of fun. The visuals are a huge part of that, but you know, this this season, I've liked this more than the other one. Although the other one ended up really just dragging on for us. Yeah. Uh, so maybe if this one had the opportunity to drag on, I feel <laughs> the same way. Luckily, I guess it won't have that opportunity. Uh, and again, though, issue twelve, October seventeenth of last year, or uh, October of last year, uh, shipped eighty fifty. Uh, so like I said, I really think that's where the fan base is like mm-hmm. roughly about eight grand yeah. for, the, for this type of material. And that's what it is, you know, and that's why uh, I think a, a smaller outfit can make good on this sure. kind of material, because that's not that's not a low number at all for some. You know what I mean? Like if we had if we had eight thousand fifty people. Listening to uh, Cosmic Treadmill, Chris, I think we'd be like, wow, <laughs> where do these people don't? come from? <laughs> we don't? Oh, I got it. I'm sorry. I've been done. That's why you hide the numbers from me. Yeah, really. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let's just uh, wrap it up yeah, on this. We'll round out the uh, we'll round out the order here with uh, the second volume of Mother Panic. This is Mother Panic Gotham AD. This is Mother Panic in a different universe slash different future. Uh, we got the same writer Jody Hauser with a new artist Ibrahim Mustafa. First issue, uh, first issue had the Joker very prominently on the cover, right. so you might expect a bit of a boost. And compared to the others, it does have a bit of it a does, boost. It does, yeah. Uh, the first issue shipped fourteen thousand forty-seven copies, which is that is the highest, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. No, no. I'll oh no, the Eternity Girl did a little bit better, but is, uh, I think I think uh, Mother Panic does better. Oh no. Does slightly worse in the second issue too. Wow. Yeah, the second Whatever. issue, it's a pretty sizable drop. Um, Eight thousand fifty-three copies, uh, and you know those those orders came in before anybody read the first issue. Sure. So it's sure. so weird. I um, mean, this is t- this is typical retailer though. You know, you always you pretty sure. much slash in half your first your number Absolutely. one order. Yeah, you hedge uh, your bets big time on the second issue. Yeah, which is why back in the day, the second issue of comics were worth so much more than the first. Quite often, they were so much harder. Uh, now, Mother Panic, the original uh, series, wrapped up in November of last year, and issue twelve of that shipped seven thousand eight hundred one copies. So, right in that, right, right in that, that same number, yeah. right? Yeah, that yep. we keep seeing this eight thousand number. Uh, and you know, it's it's. I really that's where it is. You know, we see other titles like this uh, from DC that seem to land right around eight thousand, and I think that that is a nice bunch of people that might just be too small for a corporate. You know, a, a major encounter. Yeah, uh, yeah. These these larger companies to 
uh, change, uh, you know, make a difference. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I don't know what that, I don't have any plan B really personally for that. (laughs) I I guess I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, IDW putting out Doom Patrol, I guess, if that's what it came down to, but (laughs) whatever it is, you know what I mean? I I have no personal uh, compunction against it, but, you know, maybe that would stop uh, Jeff Johns from using them. Anyway, uh, just for the whoop of it, we decided we would also run down the Milk Wars numbers from that five-part uh, series that actually begat this season of uh, Mother Panic. <laughs> so, the JLA Doom Patrol special number one, that had 25,090 units shipped. And they, now, remember, it did feature the JLA. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I was personally shocked to see this number, Chris. I gotta be honest with you. So was I. Uh, when we were researching this, it was, I, when I figured maybe it would break 20. I didn't think 25. I, I, any 25 seems, seems really high to me, uh, although that's perfectly fine. That would be pathetic for the average JLA uh, title, so I guess it's all more comes out in the wash. <laughs> it all mixes, yeah. And of course, the uh, other straw that stirs the drink, the Mother Panic Batman special, mm-hmm. number one. This is uh, 26,000, actually did better. 198 yep. units was shipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shipped yep, more that. of that, although they're all number ones. That's the magic of it. So The power of Batman on your, uh, oh, in your yeah. title. They should, just, they should just throw them on every book. You know what I mean? Why, Action why comics slash Batman. Yeah. <laughs> we have a Shade the Changing Girl slash Wonder Woman special, number one, which was maybe my worst book of the entire year, maybe of the decade. I it don't was know. pretty bad, yeah. Uh, it was awful. And that one that one shipped 21,668 units. So uh, still in that number that's uh, considered you know, kind of healthy. Yeah. Uh, not, not the worst thing in the world. They're definitely worlds better than what we have for the solo series um we got cave carson and swamp thing special number one that shipped 20,756 units and then we wrapped the whole thing up with the doom patrol jla special number one that one shipped 23,254 units yeah so the entire milk wars did break 20 grand each and they were all five dollars each I know that was so uh, no that no group uh, no, no small feat. Now, of course, you can go to your local LCS and see maybe they might have a couple of these copies laying around. I think I've definitely seen a stack of the these. At my, yeah, yeah, I've seen them at my uh, my shop. But uh, you know, I bet this is you know again just guessing. But you know, seeing these kind of numbers, I don't know. Maybe the bean counters. Maybe you know the guys at DC were like, all right, we might have something yeah, we can here. Do this. You know, if if Mother Panic was shipping. Even twenty one six sixty eight, which is what you know, Shade and Wonder Woman special did. I mm-hmm. think I think we wouldn't be talking about a six issue, no series all of a sudden. You know, they would go do an ongoing, and of course, even a six issue something that is a six issue mini. If it takes off, it takes off. You know, they can go the other way oh, too. Yeah. So yeah, you know, they'll just launch it as an ongoing with another number one exactly. <laughs> a month after. It's, it's it's almost like you know a gift to be able to crank out another number one so rapidly, but. uh Anyway, I will, all I'm saying is, oh, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's obvious to me or it seems to us that, you know, they made this decision probably after seeing the numbers for all the number two issues yeah, uh, to, to cut these off at six issues. But I really can't blame them. I would. You know no, what I mean? Oh, like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, you know, you guys, you're not holding into your promise. Uh, nothing is promised, you know, let me tell you. And for the 8,000 people that would read some of these, and I might be included among for some of the books, for some sure. of these books, um, I'm don't know what to tell you. There, there are other titles out there that are on the same vein 
that uh, might be worth a look. And maybe we'll talk about those another time. Maybe we'll have yeah. an alternate reading list for the folks. <laughs> you never know. It's. I, I wonder if there's a maybe there's a lack of leadership mm. at Young Animal. Maybe mm. they need somebody that actually gives a crap about you know keeping the books in shape and getting them out. Yeah, of somebody time. who might actually bring some more eyes to the books. That's the that's the mm. sad thing about it though. Yeah, I know yeah. you have this you have this great marketing tool. And yep. uh, it's not doing anything. But he's on to nope. other things now. Gerard Way is making music or some bullshit. I don't know what the hell. I <laughs> right? Did we see something? It? I don't know what it was. <laughs> yes, it is. It, he's he's, he's going on tour or something. I forget what I saw. He's, he's, he's got the guitar. He got the itching for a guitar again. But um, Now, if only Diamond would tell us how many of the Young Animal mixtapes sold. Oh, that that I'd love to know. Yeah, all these people. That, that's that's got to be in the tens of thousands, I would twenties of thousands. I would love to correlate <laughs> that with how many uh, cassette players suddenly were dragged out of all the out of old pawn shops <laughs> and garages, you know, whatever around the country. So, uh, yeah, that was, I don't know what the hell that was all about. It's, it's really been a... Uh, interesting experience following this line i'll tell you what as far as all the little details of it it's uh i don't know what to tell you you know (laughs) this is not this is not what i would call typical comics but that's okay that's not that's not a problem we uh sure like an atypical comic and uh we do have uh, a comic next week it is shade the changing woman number four i guess right Mm -hmm. has to be and it's that, gotta be. And that would begin our yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that that would begin our Part two of season two. Part two, season two. Mm-hmm. For all those that like to binge listen to this uh segment, <laughs> that's how you can split it up. That would be funny. There you right? go. <laughs> to dig through the uh weird science podcast. I just like to save up the segments. That's a fact. <clears throat> so uh I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. A kind of a dour note, sad note on the future of the young animal line. Is somber. Yeah. Do you got anything else for him? I sure don't. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. But don't say you might be dead, and I'm a Nike head. I wear chains that excite the feds. Ain't ain't a damn thing gonna change. I'm a Hey, what's up, everyone? Josh Vermillion here. Want to welcome everyone back to another week of Vermillion's Visions. Uh, This week, I'm going to be changing it up a little bit. I usually try to avoid uh, going with anything from the big two of DC and Marvel. Uh, But you know what? This week, I decided to change that up a little bit, and I'm going to be doing Star Wars Han Solo Volume 1 from Marvel Comics. That's right. Going over to a Marvel book this week, doing Han Solo uh, kind of in honor of the movie that just came out. Granted, I have not seen that movie yet, so I have really no way of comparing this book to the movie itself, but, uh, you know, it just came out, so I figured might as well do this book along with it. So, the series was written by Marjorie Liu, I think is how you say her last name, art by Mark Brooks. Uh, it's a five-issue series, little quick series here that I'm going to be going through a little bit for you. Um, So this series is set in between A New Hope and Empire, um, as pretty much most of the Star Wars books are from Marvel. Um, And all Star Wars books pretty much have the mock 
crawl as their credits page right off the bat. Uh, so I'll go ahead and read that here as a little setup before I dive into the actual first issue. Um, so it starts off, Han Solo Part 1. It is a period of unrest. In a galaxy oppressed by the Empire's unrelenting brutality, there is little hope for change. Nonetheless, rebels have banded together to fight back against such corruption. While the rebellion grows in power, Imperials fight to crush any hope for an overthrow. With the Empire's hands full, the opportunities for crime are endless. Han Solo has taken a step back from the rebel cause, returning his focus to what he does best, smuggling. Untrusting by nature, he's skeptical of any who cross his path. Unfortunately for him, he cannot stay under the radar forever. Uh, so there's just a little bit of an idea of where we're at in the story. Um, so Han has taken a little bit of a step back after the after A New Hope, um, and this jumps in pretty much pretty soon after A New Hope takes place. So the first issue here starts off with Han hanging out in one of the many cantinas scattered throughout the galaxy, talking to a guy named Katrul about a possible job. Han has been turning down quite a few jobs lately and continues to do so with this one, saying that he just doesn't like the sound of it. Even though he knows that it would be a, a simple job and that he'd get good money for it, he just feels off about it and kind of wants to be cautious. Katrul warns him that if he keeps turning down jobs, people are going to stop asking for him. Uh, but, you know, Han, he turns it down anyway. And before he has too much time to really kind of think about what he's just turned down or think about, you know, maybe taking it taking it instead and kind of kind of changing his mind, he notices a girl across the bar that he saw on the last planet he was on. And now Han knows how low the odds of that being a coincidence are, so he kind of takes off running. But he doesn't get too far as the lady and a big, kind of stocky guy cut him off uh, with blasters aimed at his head. So, you know, he's not going to try to run with blasters aimed at him. They escort him back to the Millennium Falcon and find Chewie there waiting. Han expects Chewie to kind of freak out at him being escorted with uh, blasters pointed at him, but he's kind of just chilling with a droid, and he actually greets these two. Han wants to know what exactly is going on here, and the droid pops up a hologram recording of Princess Leia. In the recording, Leia tells Han that she needs his help and is offering a reward, which perks him right up. But when Adam and Silentia, those are the two that uh, chased down Han before and escorted him back to the Falcon, when they tell him that they're actually going to need the Falcon for this, Han wants absolutely no parts of it. He refuses to lend them his ship, and he storms off. Soon, uh, he finds the Rebel fleet and lands on a carrier to give Leia a, a piece of his mind. He starts a ranting and a raven, but she pulls him back into a back room to talk a little bit. Um, and throughout the book, just a little aside here, throughout the book you get an inner monologue from Han, much like you get from the main characters in a lot of different books out there. There's almost always that, that inner monologue going on throughout. And here is a really good moment in this when he sees Leia and you know in in this inner monologue he's kind of saying how maybe you know he is as dumb as she says he looks and all of this and that but then 
you know, he just kind of stops and he looks at her and he says, or maybe something's changed. And I, I just thought it was a great little line that carries so much weight for everyone that, that knows what comes of these two in the future movies um, in between Han and Leia, what, you know, kind of chemistry and spark there is in between them. So I thought that was just a good little line to, to show that. Anyway, so Leia pulls Han into a back room to meet the head of security and intelligence, General Aaron Kraken. Uh, the general really does not like, does not trust Han one bit, but Leia kind of insists on Han. Leia and General Kraken kind of argue back and forth for a bit before they finally spill the beans to Han as to what is going on. The rebellion has managed to infiltrate the Empire just a little bit over the years and has informants stationed kind of throughout the galaxy at different posts. Uh, they all went undercover with one mission and that mission was recently finished but soon after word got back to Leia that it was completed these informants started dying one after the other until eventually only three informants were left so what they need Han for is they need someone to go pick up these three moles uh, that is, and they need somebody that isn't part of the resistance because there's obviously a traitor within their ranks so they don't really want anybody uh, connected to the resistance going to pick them up so they ask Han to enter the famous dragon void race and pick up the three moles at the filling stations along the way during the race um, Han does kind of reluctantly agree to do this and Leia reminds him that the race is not the mission the race is the cover now they need a reason for Han to leave without looking suspicious, and as they both, you know, are kind of talking to each other, and you get that slow lean in for a big smooch, Leia wheels back and clocks Han with a nice left hook. She's got a pretty good, she's got a pretty good punch on her, but um, you know that Han is kind of taken aback, but then realizes what's what's going on here, and they yell back and forth a little bit, and Han jets off, but not before a look that shows yet again how sad they are to to, to separate once again um, so that is just another it's another nice little moment between the two that isn't it's not over the top it's not forced it's just kind of one little panel where they're both you know kind of giving this look like Hans you know you can kind of tell what he's thinking man I wish I could stay Leia's like did I go over the top uh, but you know just another little moment there that shows the connection between these two. So, Han jets off and he makes it to the planet that the race will start from. And, you know, he's getting all registered with the droids, you know, getting checked in, gonna be piloting the Millennium Falcon in the race, all that, all that jazz. Um, and then he enters the banquet hall where the other racers are already at. As soon as he walks in, he is pretty much singled out for not only being a human, but being a smuggler as well. A few people basically tell him there's no way he'll survive, he can't do it, you know, there, there's no point in him, in him even racing. But then, a very tall blue lady with, with these fish-like features comes in to defend him. She is actually the legendary racer Lou Ray Anno. Uh, she's the last of her race and pretty much widely known to be the greatest racer in the galaxy. Incidentally, the only four people we actually see interact with Han during this initial meeting are really the only four that play a role in the race throughout the rest of the series. So, you know, kind of 
sets up these four and only these four as as playing any type of role in the race. Real big surprise there that the that the four people that are actually shown and have a role interacting with Han are going to continue on throughout I know. So coming up on the end of the issue here pretty quick, the next day is race day. Han and Chewie are sitting at the start line all ready to go, and once again, no surprise here either, Han tells Chewie that they're going all the way in the race no matter what Leia said about the race not being a mission. So the race starts, and they all jump into hyperspace, but when the Falcon comes out of hyperspace, there are ships just blowing up all around them. And the issue ends with the Millennium Falcon flying through space, kind of surrounded by explosions and pieces of destroyed ships as they as they fly. The next four issues, basically, they revolve around the race and picking up the moles and then kind of weeding out which one of these moles is the murderer. Uh, there are some twists and turns and different characters get involved and it is, it's, it's a pretty good time. But before I talk about anything else, I have to mention the art. Throughout most of this book, you know, the art the art's good. It, it's solid. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not spe- spectacular. It's not bad either. But when they go into space and the race is the focus of the art, my god, it looks fucking awesome. Anytime the Falcon or one of the other ships is drawn, especially when there are explosions and things mixed in as well, it's just absolutely incredible art. Bravo to Mark Brooks. I had never really seen any of his art before this book, but damn, I want to see some more of it after reading this. So now, the actual story. The story is good. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and Marjorie Liu's characterization of Han is pretty much spot on. There is a pretty massive deus ex machina that re- that resolves the big conflict towards the end, but aside from that, I pretty much liked everything else about this book. There are quite a few Easter eggs thrown in there in there for Star Wars fans, um, some more noticeable than others, and I'm sure that there are a few that I didn't even notice. I haven't watched uh, the original trilogy in a few years, so I'm sure there were some smaller references and things that slipped past me, but I did get quite a few of them. And, I, you know, I really, really like Marjorie Liu as a writer. Uh, she's not always the first one that comes to mind when I'm thinking about my favorite writers, but everything I've read from her I've enjoyed. Her X-23 stuff was great. Monstrous is one of my one of my favorite books that I've ever read, and this is yet another awesome entry for her. So I, you know, I'm thinking that DC needs to scoop her up if they ever get the chance. I'm not I'm not sure what her contract situation is if she's exclusive to Marvel but still allowed to write her image book or what her contract situation is. But if DC gets the chance, I would say they need to scoop her up as quick as possible. I think she would write an absolutely kick-ass Batgirl, uh, Supergirl she'd be great on, Wonder Woman. But, you know, honestly, I don't even think she necessarily would need to be on a book with a female lead. Although, that is generally what she does. This book is about Han Solo, obviously not a female character. So I feel like she could make an awesome story around any character that they wanted to give her. So, yeah, I would really love to see DC scoop up Marjorie Liu if they get the chance. Uh, So I reviewed, actually, the final three issues of this Han Solo series individually on weirdsciencedccomics.com, and my aggregate for those three was probably right around 
like a 7.5 or an 8. And I know about two months ago now, Andrew uh, reviewed this trade as a whole on the site and gave it an 8 out of 10, I believe. Um, and you know what? After reading through this once again, I'm I'm even more positive than I was. I'm going to go all the way up to an 8.8 out of 10 for this story. I really did like it that much. Even though that fourth issue is almost entirely set up and there is kind of that deus ex machina that I mentioned to kind of resolve the big conflict at the end, it's still an absolute blast to read. The, the characters are well written. The story itself is a ton of fun. And like I said, the art looks fantastic. If you are a Han Solo fan, or just a Star Wars fan in general, this is definitely a great one to check out, and it's just it's just a fun read, honestly. Um, but that pretty much wraps things up for the review section of this. I have no clue what's going to be coming down the pipeline next week. Haven't quite figured that one out yet, but I will be back next week with another review for you. Um, if anybody has any more recommendations for me, send them on over. You can either... Hit me up in the Get Fresh Crew doo -doo Slack chat or find me on Twitter at Vermillionaire3 and give me some recommendations there. I want to remind everybody to head over to patreon.com slash weirdscience and check that out. Support the guys if you can. Plus, not only do you support them for all the hard work that they already put into the site and the main podcast every week, but you also get a shit ton of extra shows, including, but not limited to, uh, Jim has issues with his wife, Necessary Nonsense, the Patreon Spotlight, sometimes that Cellar Dweller will come in there, um, and you, you never know when, uh, well, you do know when every other Monday the, the pop culture boys will pop up and culture that ass or whatever it is they do. Um, so yeah, you will be getting tons and tons of extra shows. Um, if you do sign up and support them on Patreon, and it is well worth the money, support them if you can. Uh, but like I said, that pretty much wraps things up for me. So I'm going to send it on back over to Jim and Eric. See you next week. Thanks a lot, guys. Now's the time to hear reviews and Listen to what Jim will say We'll find out if he thinks the books are Good or bad or just okay Now's the time to hear reviews And listen to what Jim will say We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores We don't want to hear Eric Shay. I want to hear Eric Shea, and then we're going to and hear And you him. will. Yes, we will. We're going to end the podcast with two books. Eric, one that is a little more anticipated uh, than the other. Bane Conquest? That, but that doesn't mean that it's better. Eric, no, no, no. I don't think anybody's anticipating or looking forward to any Bane Conquest, except me no. and you, possibly. Uh, eh, I'll tell you when we get to it. It's fun enough, right? Yeah. We, we, I sometimes lose my mind over that book, just wondering why it was 12 issues. But hey, we're, we're in the shit with it, so let's finish it up. But yeah, one more the to first, go. Yeah, the first book of the section, though, is a Batman book, Eric. But I thought that we were saying no Batman. But that is not the case here, Eric, because it's not Tom King. This isn't King's Corner. 
This is Batman, prelude to the wedding. Hey, there's so many colons here that I, I think that I'm in a toilet. Batman colon, prelude to the wedding, colon, Robin versus Rachel Gould, number one, colon. There you go, Eric. You didn't even like my joke. Written by Tim Seeley, art by Brad Walker, Andrew Hennessy, Mick Gray, Jordy Bellar, and Dave Sharp. If the first prelude is any indication, I do love saying prelude. I will say that a million times. The only reason these things exist is because a ton of people are phoning over Tom King's Batman. See, I always throw shade. Really? We'll have, but we'll have no idea who the Bat family really is when the wedding issue comes out in, in weeks. Yeah, Tim Silly bookends the issue with a couple of nice Selena Damian moments, but with one of the most anticipated issues that we have dealt with since starting the site and podcast here, almost being that, it angers me that Tom King hasn't probably set up a story because of that fans are going to have to fork over more money for Tim Silly to do some heavy lifting for him because to me that this where i'm going with and what i'm saying is if you're just jumping on and we see a lot of people hey i read tom king i don't read anything else i'm just only reading this i never read a dc comic you have batman's son and people don't know who he is and what he's all about because this issue basically is there to me just so that when the wedding comes, you can say, well, at least they, him and Selena talked once yeah. and we get a background of the character because I do think that this also points to the idea. If we have these, there's a reason why we're getting this. I think that shit's going to go really wrong and you're going to have to know some of these things as that issue goes. That's just my thought. Then again, you Usually in a Tom King book, not a lot happens anyway. Uh, but this starts, and I like the beginning and end. And I'm talking the first page and the last page. The the other oh, stuff. Nice. If you are a you know Damien, this is very unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary to me in my mind. But you have where a guy is fitting him uh, for what he's going to be wearing at the wedding, uh, and ends up pricking him with a needle. You know, one of the pins. Oh, you know, you, you hit me with the needle. This is bullshit. Uh, but you know what? Uh, you're, you're, I'm not going to kill you right now. You have that little bit. But what the wraparound is is this guy was an assassin who was giving him a hallucinogenic that will kick in as the issue goes on that's kind of the twist there and where you have the moment there it's a really interesting part in the beginning there just the idea that damien's getting fitted for whatever the hell he that's he that is that he's that's wearing. it it's a, a middle eastern sob. it's a middle eastern uh well, garb anyway. that would fit well with his upbringing you know exactly that, but yeah. that's not the wedding that we're going to though well this i think getting, that he has decided to wear something that was traditional that he wanted to be his own individual thing i think just, that that's what it's going with just the idea, though, that he's getting fitted for this with Selena. Like, yeah. I want to see the like, like, how did this happen? Yes. Like, why is she taking well, him out? Why, not his why, father and all why this other is, stuff? Yeah. Why isn't this issue all just Selena and Bruce doing something with Damien? Yeah. I'd be fine with that. I'd be because and I, the, I'm just, the stuff we get out of this from the, like the middle of the book, dealing with the whole like the son of Batman and Catwoman yeah. and all this other stuff, and That's, who is the heir to the Bat and all that stuff, has nothing to do with no, the wedding. No, and with that, you can still do that because it is a kind of a crazy thing that you could still have a Damien. Damien thinks ahead. He's a you know he can be kind of a prick and stuff like that. So to, the wedding to him could mean. Oh shit, they're going to have a kid and this is, they're going to treat him as the proper son yeah. and I'm going to be left behind. That would have been better to me dealt with with an issue where there is, you know, you have a Selena and Bruce 
talking with Damien and Damien kind of being, you know, kind of standoffish with things and then finally saying with Bruce and Selena both there like, yeah, I know what goes on after the wedding. You're going to get pregnant and you're going to replace me and having that emotional deal of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Batman, I mean, just imagine in this book, in, in the Batman book, I'm saying, or even if it wasn't this, but the actual Batman book, because I'm also going to say that having a three issue Ivy story and a three issue booster gold story, why the fuck isn't it all these? You have to have a prelude because he spent six issues doing nothing leading up to the most important story of whenever. And, and you have to have these because we have not seen Selena. Selena said one word to Damien when he's sitting outside of Kadeem. She comes out, hey, hey, you know, where's my mother? Bruce, he is not. Every time Damien shows up in the Batman book, he's the butt of a joke. And nothing is, has been progressed, so people don't even know who he is. So you have to have these here. To, you have to spend more money so that you get this, where we finally get Selena and Damien talking, which you said is awesome. Why, yeah. why, why hasn't this happened? Why hasn't this happened in the book instead? Everybody loves Ivy. Go shove that up your ass. It, it's fucking bullshit. Gold. It's bullshit. And that's only to set up his other story. Do your right to, do your writing for your goddamn story. Well, that's the thing is that we have these here. Everybody wants to talk about how Tom King is humanizing Batman and all this stuff, and it's the greatest thing I've ever read because it's a more human Batman. It's unlike anything I've ever read yeah, before. Yeah, it's a human here awful piece have, of shit, Dad. We have a chance here to actually humanize this whole situation yeah. with just, you know, a stepson and stepmother kind of yeah. thing. The whole idea that Catwoman is going to take on all this responsibility by yeah. marrying Bruce Wayne and all this other stuff. And it's reduced to a psych, like a, a psychotropic fight with fucking yeah. Rachel Gould. And with Rachel Gould. I'm not, even, I'm not actually even sure that Rachel's there. No, I, I think he, I don't know. I think he was there because he was kind of acting out, but you even don't even get like what's going on with this guy. Because yeah, you have this and yeah, you have a big moment at the beginning and, and it's huge. I guess you're going to think I'm going to call you mother. And I love it. I love that Selena's like, whoa, whoa. because whoa. then you're getting like the idea that those neither of those two are really ready for what's going to happen. But the oh, problem is, it's going to happen in less than a, it. it's going to happen in less than a month. Even even she's like, you know what? We haven't really been talking because you know, yeah, I'm Catwoman. You're Damien, you know. Or they, no, no, no. This should have been immediate. When when she when Bruce got down on that knee and said, "Will you marry me?" The first stop next should have been Damien. Damien should have been living at that fucking well, house been, in the he mansion. Had to tell her about his biggest regret. No, yeah, they're sitting in bed talking about regrets, and she then they have exhausted. to go. She no, no, they better for a week after. Then they got a cosplay at a goddamn fair. Then you gotta go to the jet. Nonsense. Ever since this proposal, he's done nothing with the most important people in Bruce's life. And, and now somebody has to kind of get them, pick up the pieces. Tim Seeley is here to pick up the pieces so that when we get to the wedding, we're like, the fuck? Well, Damien hasn't said a word to Selena. So now they have. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense that you have to have extra books that these people have to buy to actually tell an actual story with this. And then it ends up that, you know, you have room to spare, so oh, it yeah. ends up the whole idea, and it's all just to set up that Damien is afraid that he's going to be replaced if Selena gets pregnant with the actual heir of the bet. Now, you also can yeah, sit there somebody like, that Bruce loves and stuff like that, his yeah. actual proper wife. Yeah, this would be what he... Not, and, not and, a son that was created in yeah. a test tube against where, his will. Where is it in this issue where Bruce says to him, God damn it, you, almost like you, you give Come me a Kevin Costner moment? <laughs> you are my son. I'm, I'm oh, almost tearing God. up now. I'm almost it, it, like proper. Damien, you're my son. You, you're everything to me. Oh, I'm everything to you. Why didn't you tell me about getting married, you fucking asshole? I had to I chase you to Kadeem. You, you went and got a pack of smokes and Kadeem. 
There's even more things that infuriate me because, yeah, he goes off to play, you know, cheddar Viking Viking. or cheese Viking there. uh, And that's a call out. But the people who need this issue won't get that call out. And the people don't. We, Me and you do not need this issue. We know the background of Damien. We know, yes, it brings up the whole idea, but we only need about four pages of this. He goes and that's exactly what it is, though. It is a background on Damien Wayne and that pretty much alone because the whole thing when we get into this giant fight and talking about Damien Wayne's origins, how he went originally from being this thing that was created to be a host for Rachel Ghoul and then who was trained to be an assassin, went off to live with his father, became Robin. It is all just a background on a character we have read week after week for years. Yeah, for years. And and with that, it is such that I said it's the craziest way. It's like Listen, I know that you certainly have heard that I'm the son of Batman and tell you. Like, it's so forced just to give you this. Like Damian Wayne's secret origins. Yeah, that's all it is because Tom King hasn't told you. And yeah, it's a Batman book. But once you had this wedding, once you had the set, this is the legwork that you should have been doing ever since then. You want to give me a more humanized Batman? Show me a guy who's getting married and has a family that he should be talking to about it. Not, oh, let's go fucking throw a baseball to Superman at the guy, or Superman, you know, I'm going to hit it out of the park. Yeah, fuck you. You went to that fucking, you know, that fair and left your goddamn son sitting there wondering if he's going to be replaced. It's, it's fucking nonsense. And, and with that, it's nice at the end. I'm telling you, this, this middle, it, it, it infuriates me where Raish is just, and Raish is there to see because you don't really know the whole deal, but Raish is there for the last time, it seems, to say, will you go to step and kill this thing, this person who you think is your replacement, you're in the and future. The thing, it's, it's such a weird turnaround. It does actually make it's got sense. kind of. Interesting, where you know Damien, he's going to the, you know, the arcade to play cheese wagon, yeah. and he's confronted by this guy in black who has a bullwhip, and it's it's this guy who's called what what is it like Arian or uh, Eon? Yeah, Arian, and he even says like at one, I'm Aeon. Batcat, Aeon. Yeah, and he's like, I'm Batcat. Then he's the lion bird. bird. <laughs> but it <laughs> turns like out names. this is this is the son of Catwoman yeah. and Batman, and then through all this whole thing, it turns into this whole flashback idea where he is under like some kind of influence of drugs. Yeah. But right now, he is Batman in the future. He is yeah, Batman. Yeah, he thinks six, he's six, the future. He's the fighting Batman. the younger, like, you know, the teenage son of Who's Batman. Who's going to take over the mantle. And he wants to take over the mantle of Batman, which is, you know, Damien's now. And it's like, it's this weird back and forth that gets kind of interesting. But by the time yeah. you get done and realize none of it's real, none no. of it matters. And I don't even know if Rachel Gould showing up at the end was real or not. I'm like, <laughs> well, well, fuck that- me. I didn't need to have a background on Damian Wayne. Yeah, yeah, and he basically like, well, you couldn't kill that whatever, uh, that apparition, that idea in your head. You couldn't do it. You couldn't go the step. I knew that you were ruined, so fuck it. I'm but out. Who's watching if he's here right now? I this don't fight. know. I don't know. At one point, I thought that possibly Raish would have to be who he's fighting because he just – but that's the other thing is it's making Damien – you gave him a psychotropic drug – but you're controlling it, and it doesn't yeah. make sense. And so that ends, and you have Selena, because at one point they do separate ways. Selena goes off and says, hey, I'm going to the Just bachelorette, bachelorette party, party yeah. and uh, which we'll see, I believe, in the Jason Todd uh, you know, prelude. And then you have Damien goes home, and he's pissed because he still is like, no no uh, reaction, no like lasting effects from just being hot. At one point, and even I said to you, you want it to be a prude before with the farting of Black Canary, but even this is like, you know what they're to do in the dark. I'm like, okay, God, you're as high as a giraffe's ass. I'm like, I, I don't like this dialogue, but he's there and he just 
shoves all that aside. Like he's not affected anymore. A big snap of a finger uh, later that night. And he's sitting there. Selena comes home, drunk as hell it looks like. And he's like, huh, are you going to have kids? And I'm telling you, it's like all these people like the next step is the Helena Wayne. This is going to be great. They're going to. And she's like, no. I don't want to have kids. I can't even take care of myself. How could I have kids and this sort of thing? And me and your dad haven't really talked about it. And then says, basically, the best thing is, listen, you don't have to call me mom. That's a very nice – it really wraps around great. I'm telling you, if the middle part was something a little more – you know, had some substance that people already knew, Damien, this could have been really good. And she says, you don't have to call me mom. Just have my back. I got yours. We're the only ones. I, I see all these goody-goodies I'm, coming in I'm, and out here. We're the bad I'm, guys. Now – What's that? I'm telling you, the whole thing, though, if we would have had, like, we obviously have some preparations before the big day on the wedding day tomorrow, whatever, yeah. like, you know, the whole thing is, if I just spent a day, like, a, a, a reading a day in the life of Damian Wayne and uh, Catwoman, getting everything they need to do, get done beforehand, yeah. I yeah. want that. I don't yeah. need a goddamn force yeah. thing with Rachel Gushos if have... they really convey nothing yes. in the end, just the whole idea, huh, you're going to be replaced. You. And then that, at yeah. the end, I'm like, I'm the son of Batman, the, like, the heir of the bat. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, Someday you are. you will be. Yeah. Like, what did this one just accomplish? Yeah, but and with that, like you're saying, like maybe they go and they get Damien fitted, and she's like, boy, you know, we I thought this was going to take, you know, all day. Your dad said you're very particular with these things. You know, and he's like, no, father doesn't know everything about me. And then she says, you know what? Neither do I. You, yeah. you want to go to lunch? And they go to lunch, and then the you see the breakdown of Damien realizing – why his dad is marrying this woman and why and realizing because one of the other things to me should be like, you know, I know Damien, you know, this whole thing, heir of the bed, but there's also money involved. Like, how dare you? This is my inheritance. Like, he has to have a lot of, this is a little kid. He has to have a lot of ideas. I know. know. Well, no, it's all gone on Titan's Tower, Grayson CrossFit, uh, Wally West Apartment. I mean, the Fortress fortress of Attitude. You also got that he has to fix the Watchtower eight times a year with that. I would have loved to have seen a breakdown of Damien to the end where you even at the beginning where Bruce says like, hey, I know I was supposed to go out with you today, Damien. You know, bat things. You know, I got something to do. Can Selena go with you? Father, this was going to be our day. Father, please. Yeah, and you have it where by the end of the day, they come back and the easiest thing of Bruce there and like, hey, I'm sorry this all happened. Sorry about what? This is one of the best days of my life. And him just looking and like, Oh my God, you know what? Thank God that, you know, you got to meet him. And Selena's like, you know what? Or, or have an inside joke that they did where they both laugh at Batman and walk away. Awesome. It would have been great. Now, the other thing that I have a problem with before this ends is Damien's wondering why hell Rachel Ghoul figured out that there was going to be this wedding. They, they went and saw Talia. Tell you okay. knew. Who doesn't know about yeah, this? Who doesn't know about this? City. Fucking the fucking Joker knows. servant walks yeah. up and is told that these yeah. two are to be the betrothed, my lady. Who yeah. the fuck are you yeah. and how do you know? You don't, think, city rules. Yeah, you, you don't make a progression of telling you like, hey, by the way, uh, you know, Batman is getting married to Catwoman. We got to get my son out of this nonsense and even have that at one point. You can even play that up of the whole, whole idea of not Raish coming, but Talia coming and saying like, listen, this, they're going to leave you behind. Have
have her be the one in his ear. They're going to leave you behind. They're going to have a kid and, and forget about you. Come with me. This is, uh, you know, we'll see how it works out. I'm your mother. Come with me. I love you. Ba 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 ba. And then at the end, he decides to stay with Selena and Bruce because of what happens with them during the day with Selena. Would have been way. I wanted more of them together. Not just nonsense in the middle. Then it ends with Ray. Somehow Ray is there and he goes to find this guy who I, I love. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. If I was here, maybe I could have changed the outcome of you not having eyes. Uh, what, what are you talking about? No idea. But news of the attack directed me elsewhere. Nothing that we dealt with with you and Damian Wayne, if you were indeed there, makes me think that this has anything to do with this attack no, no. of why you went to go see your grandson. Yeah, and with that, he snaps this guy's neck because this is just out of nowhere. What, what the do epilogue. I need a blind assassin for? Yeah, and, and also this is Joker has gone and removed this guy's eyes. This guy is a League of Assassins assassin, oh, including go to the last, 50 go to the of them. Page where he's yeah, killed what all is of this? Guys. He's killed a whole platoon or whatever you'd call them of League of Assassins. Nonsense! And then writes ha 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 on the thing and somebody has some idea about the wedding? Oh my goodness! I like bullshit. Bullshit! Yeah, but I gave it a six. I love the art, actually. And the, the no, I'm I, telling I don't you, like the art in the epilogue. I, I actually, actually don't like even the really art. like the most like parts it. of the art. I like it. And the thing about it is, I'm telling you, of all the nonsense and all that, it's almost worth getting for those couple of pages with, with Selena and, and Damien together. I could like say, read, I'm telling you, just read those and it's almost worth it. And if you don't know Damien, if you really don't and you don't want to look it up on Wikipedia, go, go crazy, buy this. This makes me worried about them. We have a Dick Grayson where we're going to talk about the circus and how Batman say that, that it's all just a setup for us to learn about the Bat family because they realize that Tom King hasn't set it up and could have in six issues that we discussed, at least six issues of Booster and Ivy. You could have that Booster and Ivy story. I know the Booster is the gift, but you could have twit that, that gift didn't even make sense. You could have done no. that afterwards. Give us the, you know, what we, I call the meat and cheese of this run. You're leading. Everybody can't wait for this number 50. The wedding. Oh, the wedding. The wedding. But yet he has not set up anything of the wedding. So you have to have these. And that really gets me upset. But a six out of 10, what would you give it? Uh, I want to go 5.5 with this okay. one as well. Like, it's just the art's okay. I'm, I'm paging through like again. It. There's aspects of it I don't like throughout, but for the most part, it's okay. I think the I, I problem think is, Apple, too, uh, you have that, you know, the psychotropic deal, and it does get a little hard to follow, but it's kind of what they seem to be going with. But yeah, keep going, though. The well, epilogue no, that, art's really good. I'm just looking at the thing like Talia al Ghul's face when they show Rachel al Ghul and Talia and this whole like background of who Damien is and stuff yeah. like that when he first goes off. But like it, for some reason, it, like that Talia just looks weird to me. But overall, <laughs> it's off the mind, this, Eric. I'm telling you, I don't understand what this way was here for except for what you already said. You know, the whole idea like, well, we got to get people acclimated with who the Bat family is. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, secret origins for all. Yeah, but that's I, what I'm worried I, about now. I don't now. need that, and it just no. does not go anywhere except for, like you said, those three pages. So I can't give it more than a 5.5, yeah. even if I did enjoy the art a lot, yeah. because from what we get here, it's you know some fan service nonsense, the old idea. Oh, yes. Like, this is Aeon, the, the bat and the cat, yeah. you know, brood I'm being or whatever. nice, Erica. How dare you throw shade at me saying there's no possible way you could go higher like I did, the asshole of the podcast. That's what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Just keep keep going, jerk. No, I'm good. <laughs>
Uh, but yeah, we both agree. It's only for the people who just read Batman and possibly Mr. Miracle. Cause well, not, I'm saying, even the idea too, like you said, this, I like to call it the secret origins of Damian Wayne. Then you throw in the Batman 666 version yeah. of freaking Damian Wayne. So we oh, have yeah, to show you get the, all the future version yeah. of Batman looks like. I'm like, do we need all of this? And it's such like a weird, all right, I'm fighting this, but no, this well, is again, just a memory and, and it even of a fight seems I'm having to, in yeah, the future. It even seems to me like that's so that when these people like they, they Damien, again, he's been the butt of jokes. And when you get this, you, you don't get, if you didn't read anything else but Batman, you'd have no idea that this is a kid who wants his legacy to be Batman. So you got to throw that in and, and really it doesn't do what these should be. These should be, and, and not even that, these shouldn't exist. They shouldn't need these. And it's a money grab, but also it seems they think it's needed. It's still just a money grab and it's, it's nonsense to me. And it just, again, I, I do want people to realize a lot of times m- me and Eric get review copies. We, we will never buy this issue. No. My anger is for people who have to. I, I think that that's ridiculous. That's why I get mad that they do. That's why I said with the Bensons being thrown on an annual, that's a tie-in. That's nonsense. It's like when they trick man. So your problem is you care too much. I do. I, I, <laughs> the thing is, I, I've, I've been dying to, to get out of my house uh, growing up, Eric. I've been dying to get a job. I, I never lived, Eric. I never lived. <laughs> Where does that come from? What are we talking about? I don't about? know. I want to live. Let me live. Let me dance. We're going to finish it up, Eric. We have Bane next. Give it to me. Bane Conquest, number 11, written by Chuck Dixon with art by Graham Nolan, Gregory Wright, and Carlos Emmanuel. Bane and his army are sneaking into the hidden mountain fortress of Cobra, but being sneaky isn't Bane's only concern. He has seems that Batman may be one of his men in disguise. If trying to fight off an entire cult to get to a baby wasn't bad enough, now Bane has to fight past his paranoia to get the job done. Oh, this is so goofy. <laughs> I'm telling you, this issue has a lot of goofiness to it, and I laugh like you did. You told me that you were laughing. Uh, I, I just wish that maybe this was more no, of what we you. got, but it, it, we're one this issue series. away. The series is not good. This no. issue is not a great issue. The pacing's off. The characteristics, oh, the like characterizations so are off, off because you have no idea who half the characters no, are. You don't I even no get a idea. name. You've had of characters for like the past three issues. You get a single name here, Crow, to let you know who one character is. But with these problems that are been abound since the series began. This is so over the top and yeah, hilarious. This is what that it should I be. can't this help is, but have a smile yeah, on my face while reading you. it. This is getting towards, you know, the the monster or the Superman, uh, you know, the whole deal. The coming of the, the Superman. Yeah, the coming of the Superman. That's it's it's Neil Adams' territory that it's veering towards, where we can have some fun because it's so over the top. But you're right, this series has been just pretty bad. It hasn't yeah. been good. It will never say to anybody that they need. There were to moments read this. where I thought, oh man, it's going to really pick up yeah. now and just kind of. That was fell like right the second issue. We really the thought second was, issue, yeah. and I think like the seventh yeah, issue, and we I thought well, oh, it was getting oh, no. there. And and this you're right. The pacing is way off. I mean, it, they are just walking around most of this issue, and you have the whole deal where Bane is there, and you said he has his crew. He knows that one of them is Batman, so he's trying to figure that out as they go. In the meantime, you just have craziness happening uh, where you have uh, you know Krang. Uh, what, what's his name? I always Dionysus. I, yeah, Dionysus. I want to say Dionysus every time, and then I think I'm wrong. But he's there. He's just gonna steal all of Cobra's money. He is cackling going on. But in the meantime, half of what's going on, there's nothing because basically you are wasting time because they're just heading towards the Na Na. And with that, 
they're they're not there yet. Well, that's so the you, thing is, we're, we're just walking. It might as well be fucking Return of the King now. We're walking yeah, up a goddamn mountain here, where we have our group section open to two spots. We have Gun Bunny, Gun Hawk, and yeah. Brigand Crow, who we find out finally this French thief. We finally find out his name is Crow in this, which I've been wanting to know for like four yeah. or three issues now. But finally get a name. They're going up one end while the rest of Bane and his crew are going up another end to try to find the best way and yeah. infiltrate Cobra's hidden secret fortress here. You know, put on Cobra clothes and just keep on yep. working their way further and further into the complex so they can finally get to the the, the like the uh, savior baby, the Naha Naha. Yep. And yep. while it's going on, just the idea where Bane is just constantly freaked out because he knows that Batman knows is Batman's one of these there. people. He's in disguise yeah. from the last issue where we left off. Like, that Batman, he's here. I'm going to find him. I like Bird, he's one like, of these you know, guys. And it, it just makes me laugh I because just, on top of it, we get to the side bit where, you know, Crow goes in off on his own. It seems like he has a thing in with Dionysus where they're going to upload all of the information yeah. that Cobra yeah. has had over the centuries that they've been around and whatnot. And it ends and up being a lot of that, bank accounts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like then it becomes bank accounts yeah. as well. And there's a guy left behind, uh, Sergio. Oh, yeah, like, Sergio, yes. But, like, who's been has to watch Dionysus because he's already proven he can't yeah. be trusted. So, like, yeah. see, hey, these are bank accounts. Yes, and they could be yours and mine. But what about Bane? What about Bane? <laughs> and he's just, like, and laughing I, in red. I, and, oh, I started laughing yeah. so hard at this nonsense. But, like, yeah. we go on further because, we, you know, everybody's just doing their job, just moving their way further and further into the thing. And, like, one, a uh, few of the, like, you know, the comms go down here and there. Valentino, Valentino, she's, like, you know, in control of Cobra right yeah. now. She's like... All right, Bane's coming. I know this is bullshit. Like everybody thinks it might just be a like you know. A glitch oh, I'm telling. Or something. This is Return of the Jedi when when yeah. the the shuttle goes in and like oh it's just a shuttle. He had old uh, things. He's in there and like Darth Vader knows exactly shit has gone wrong. Nobody else can figure this out. Yeah, but she's like, nope, this is Bane. Let me get my mecca. And it's just not. <laughs> it's funny though. But oh, yeah, it's Ki- uh, Chang who's not Chang. Yeah, because Kiang even at one point that. you have the thing. Hey, Bane, I don't trust that baby man. Ha, Kiang is watching him. And that's right, the pa- next panel. <laughs> he's screaming. He's there with his freaking evil look. <laughs> Baby man, he's going to steal all the money. Which to me, I don't know. It doesn't really affect Bane that much. I, but yeah, he's going to do this. But, but in the, the meantime. Whole thing is, he, he just got Kiang on his side. Like, whatever, yeah. we're going to do what we want now. Bane's not going to get out of this mountain alive. We're going to yeah. make sure of it. What's yep. <laughs> going on, though? You know, we have you know Bane and his army working their way through. And at one point... King Faraday seems to be working yeah. probably with the government at this point. Yeah, he, he goes seems off to be working. Over, like, you know, uh, not from inside two miles of rock. Hold on while, you know, signal Yeah, he's trying to get loose. a signal. And he's like, you know, this freaking Bane comes around. He realizes <laughs> Faraday's gone. He sees Faraday talking to a co- on a con. Wayne, Wayne just grabs a hold of Faraday. He's like, what are you talking about? Wayne, when the, the masquerade is over. No, what are you talking about? I've got you now, but bad. And then he just picks him up and just breaks his back. He snaps again. his back again. And, and you have Faraday. He's an old man. He, Faraday's like, what? No, no. And he, he ends up, he snaps his back. Looks like he killed him. And then, ha, huh, now it's time for me to get rid of this disguise. Oh no, not a disguise. disguise. And then it, huh? And that's where Valentina comes in the big mecha suit. Cause you expect at that point it's gonna be fucking Bruce showing up and then it's the mecha suit. Starts fighting, jumps off of this fucking thing to a platform, gets up, and then realizes, huh, somebody's knocked out all the guys. 
Yeah, there's batterings. Oh no, it's he him. Finds, he finds the mask of crow to yeah, slide on the ground. He finds out it's a crow. Like, then yeah. no, Batman, <laughs> like, you tricked me. I am so mad. Faraday's up like, no, no, I, I'm more pissed off. I'm oh, crippled. I, oh I'm crippled. I'm the worst pain I'm ever. Dead. <laughs> and, and the best Why is does you. This, happen? this is the best too. You have a Batman there. You have a Bruce Wayne Batman, and he's going. He's under. He's in disguise and stuff. So when he the, the jig is up, Eric. And go on. He ends up ripping the mask off and then hitting everybody with batterings that he leaves behind. Just as a fuck you to Bane, I guess. And King Faraday. Faraday's just dead. He's up there like, oh, well, I guess we're going to have to move on. I'm telling you, that Dionysus scene of him just laughing maniacally. And then when we get to the point where Bane just grabs a hold of Faraday from behind. No, that's the best ever. The Dionysus thing is is funny enough, but I'm like, well, you know, Bane might be in with this. You know, you can do this. When he grabs King Faraday and I'm like, that's not him, Bane. It's not. It's an old man. It's not him. He's not disguised as Faraday. Please, uh, I got bad. No, no. Boom! He just stepped. One, once and again, I've done it. Now it's so funny. Let's see. Oh no, it's not. Oh, this, oh. this is actually Faraday. Done, messed up again, Bane. And off he goes. Oh, I was like, oh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not good, but it was funny. When he snaps time, uh, Faraday's back. Uh, that was again, I, I, I rarely say, but laughing. worth the price of admission. It, <laughs> it really is. was. Oh, it's it, so good. You, I'm telling you, this whole progression, I'm telling you, it's them walking through a fucking oh, mountain. That's all it is. It's yeah. not a lot to this issue at all. There is enough over the top action with like Gunhawk just picking off people with a sniper rifle. Yeah. Then this guy, you know, climbing a mountain is talking about this nonsense, but you have Dionysus being an all maniacal Faraday. Oh, yeah. Just getting his back broken for no Poor reason. We're just, just trying to get a signal. He just wants to call home. This is—it's uh, always been a fast-paced issue to read. This is the penultimate issue to this series. Like at the end, it says to be concluded, as we all know it will be. But I, I had so much fun reading this. It really made my goddamn night. Yeah, like you, I said at yeah. the beginning of this, it's not a good issue. No, it's not. It's a good not. Series, you know what's even funny with, with this? Here to keep you entertained, and it did that for me. Until I'm reading it again, because I just read. I'm not reading for review. Didn't even realize that the room he ends up at the end is the you know Naha Naha's nursery yeah. there. Oh, that, then, oh, you're talking about okay, yeah. At the very end, I didn't. I just thought that he that you know he figured out who Batman is, but no, I'm like, oh no, now I see because I see the crib and things. I'm like, oh okay, I get it. Uh, but yeah, it's funny when he breaks up. Oh, so good. I I, I want the next time we see. Faraday just him crippled as shit, all pissed off at Bane. They're I gonna have to use dead. the money. If he isn't, he he's suing all that money that Dionysus has. He's gonna have to use that in the lawsuit. It's freaking ridiculous. But what'd you give it? I'm done. I I still really enjoy the art in this. The art's never been a problem in this series, and just for the over the top ridiculousness of this, it yeah. put a smile on my face, and it actually made my whole night. So I had to give it a six point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. I I, I had some fun. It was not the worst issue of the week. I'll give you no. that. And some of these are supposed to be big issues, and yet we like Bane Conquest more. But yeah, yeah, that- I'm telling you, it was just exactly what I wanted it to be at this oh. given time. While it's it's a ridiculous series, it's not great. It, it it was what I needed it to be. Yeah, it was funny. All right, Eric, it's over. It is over. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Doomsday Clock number five. Mine is not. Mine is Man of Steel <laughs> number one. Man of Steel number one. There we go. All right. You want to hear what we're going to talk about next week? Of course Here I we do. go, Eric. We have more books next week. It's not an annuals week. They don't come two in a row, though, Eric. We do Says have an you. annual. We do have an annual. Batman number 48 is coming out next week, and that is a story about the Joker, as they say in France, the Joker. 
with that, that will be on the Patreon, uh, definitely because we have the King's Corner and we're making a protest, Eric. So if Damn you want right. to hear that, go over to our Patreon. We also have Batman Prelude to the Wedding Nightwing versus Hush. We have Cyborg number 23. I might make my own personal uh, deal now. <laughs> we're, we're talking Cyborg number 23. N. Jin, Eric. N. Jin. We also have Deathstroke number 32. So even without Tom King's Batman, we're going to have a bunch of Batman on the podcast because yeah. that's continuing the Deathstroke versus Batman story. And just off the top of your head, seems like a long time since we had the last issue, right? It, so to I was me, it seems very right now. long. Like, well, this is issue number three of that, but when was the yeah. last time we had issue this two? This is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm thinking like, was this delayed that we didn't know? Uh, we also have Green Arrow number 41. These next two are weird because we just had the annuals and now we're going to have Green Arrow 41 and Green Lanterns 48. So we're going to get right back to those. We have Harley Quinn number 43. We have Justice League number one. Eric, you're going to be right on with that. Man of Steel number two, of course, that's a weekly. Uh, Nightwing number 45. We'll see just what Dick Grayson is against this week, Eric. Technology uh, still, I believe. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you know what? If man was meant to fly, we'd have wings. You're not oh, getting me Dick on Grayson. that aeroplane, says Mr. T. No, it was Mr. T. I, oh. I pity, hey, murder, don't you get me on that plane. You, you're going to have to knock me out again if you want to get me on that plane. All right. Okay, Mr. T. Thank you. Drinking uh, milk. Yeah. <laughs> we have the Curse of Brimstone, number three. Oh, my goodness. The Curse of Brimstone also in there. We also have Shade the Changing Woman, number four, that Reggie and Chris will be talking about. Uh, we also have, Eric, a very special event. The Unexpected, number one, Steve Orlando's oh, New Age of Heroes book. On the site, Jeremy will be reviewing it. I believe that me and you will talk about the first one, and then we'll discuss where we're going from there. Uh, and the last Nowhere one is... Nowhere fast. It's not annuals week. He's, hey, hey there, Murdoch. You ain't getting me in that annuals week unless you knock me out. All right, Mr. T, come on. Jesus Christ, you can't do anything without getting knocked out. Listen, you can't knock me out unless you knock me out. There you go. True. Yeah, there you go, Eric. And uh, why I say that is because we have Wonder Woman annual number two that we ended the last issue of Wonder Woman saying, you know, to be continued in the annual and that it didn't yep. come on annual week. And the next annuals week is at the end of August. And we were very, very scared that there was some real shenanigans going on uh, because at that point, James oh, so Robinson right. won't be even on the book. But yep. it is, it's coming out a week late. So you'll be able to get the Wonder Woman annual number two and get and I have your, a look at that. I don't even know if James Robinson's on that annual. Yeah, I don't know either. But I would expect that he is, as you say this. I was actually going to pull it up and look. Though, there is a weird thing. We did get Excuse our... Excuse me while I pull this up. Yeah, and with that, we did get the review copies. And just because I'm going to tell you what it says on the cover, uh, this week's coming up green lanterns actually as tim seeley's name on the cover ain't writing it there was a bit but of a snap in the too. book but i'm just gonna go with the cover here it does say james robinson on right. the cover and i'll tell you right now as a little non-spoiler deal I don't know why i'm excited about that uh, and uh, yeah really uh, well at least you know that he's continue you know that story will continue right. uh and if if people don't know it is a star sapphire uh, story that they had shown up uh, to get Wonder Woman 4, which seemed very odd. The art looks very good in that, though, so uh, I'll be looking forward to talking about that, because we've actually liked that run a little bit And I was paging more. through the prelude with Nightwing Hush, and I, I really liked the art in that. It seemed kind yeah. of interesting. I didn't read anything really, like, hardcore about it, but from what I saw so far, it looked kind of cool. Says you, Eric. Uh, yeah. I read I read one issue so far that possibly could be Batman, 
Uh, yep. But that's, it's not my place or time to talk about that just yet. Nope. But if you go off and those books that we're talking about, uh, at least two of them will be also on the Patreon spotlight. Besides Batman, Batman's a yes. third one uh, picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, boop. Boop. And uh, we'll probably be back to having a regular spotlight as well that you can get. So some of these books will or will not be on the podcast. But that's it, Eric. That's it. Uh, and what do we say at the end? I don't have anything else to say. We are done. <laughs> have, everyone have a great week. <laughs> Proud. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh, Eric!